welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. It's me, your co-host, Kevin Clark, and then across the table from me. Travis Vote. There he is, over here. <coughs> Matt uh, Lynch. Hi. Matt Lynch, over there. He's over there. He is. I can and vouch. Can vouch. And that's that. Mm. All right. <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> We're out. <laughs> Matt and I were just doing a dueling, dueling meatwad meat impressions because someone listening to the last episode compared my Al Pacino to a meatwad from Aquatina. It sounds nothing Dude. like meatwad. Do well, it. Do right, this tra- Travis's meat was. My meat was kind of like this. Your meat pacino is kind of like this. Your meat was is like the hell? It's too many cigarettes, dude. I think the meat was has a little bit more of a raspy voice. <laughs> Let me hear the old meat rod, and I'm the new meat rod. This is baby meat rod, and I'm I don't, the grandpa meat I don't think I can do a meat one. Baby meat one. <laughs> Baby Meatwad? Oh, man, the fanboys would freak out over Baby Meatwad. <laughs> <laughs> and then get Baby... Or <laughs> Did you see that thing that they cast the dude who played Django Fett to play Boba Fett on the next season of that show? No. So the, the, that's dumb enough, but then I had, I had the misfortune of reading a headline in like some, new, some internet website. It was like, uh, Boba Fett might jetpack in to hang out with Baby Yoda in The Mandalorian. I was just like... I just you. I, I, you, bod- you bodily rejected that sentence, <laughs> you know, like a baboon heart. Or no something. part of that sentence I like. <laughs> there's so many people that this just, just keeps getting worse. There's so many people that would just watch that show if it was just Boba Fett, like Jet Packs, and was like, "Hello, Baby Yoda. I sound like an Australian now. Yeah, uh, would you like sup, to Baby Yoda? Hang out and have a cup of Star Wars soup, and they would just sit Throw there. Throw another sip Star it. Wars on the Barbie. <laughs> he would sip it through a straw through his helmet, and Yoda would st- sit there. Baby Yoda would sit there. It'd be forty minutes of that, and those fans would love it. It, it should be Star Jim Henson's Star Wars, Star Wars, Wars babies, and there should be like a baby Darth, and he's super precious. And <laughs> one of the one of them can be like a one Darth. can be like a, a kitten, right? You know, like what if what Chewbacca. if uh, Chewbacca was a kitten? Yeah, he, yeah, Chewbacca. baby Chewbacca is like a kitten instead of a that's dog. The way always, the Wookies work. We always compare him to a dog, but it's like space no, ape. they're it's actually space kittens. Ape. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got to be high pitched. <laughs> Chewbacca and Meatwad. And baby uh, meat uh, uh, Darth Vader. I don't want Mark Vader. Lil, Lil it's, Vader. It's his, it's his grandpa. Lil Vader's always like causing like causing like problems, but like learning lessons. Oh, at the he end. learns like, a lesson. Like yeah, he's a scalawag. He's what a if, scamp. What if there's like a baby Darth Vader, but also like a baby but Luke Skywalker? They're just the same age. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, they're all babies. Like they're all babies. Yeah. There's a baby yeah. emperor. Yeah. They're all. They're well, all. Maybe just, the emperor the, the is the mom. The, the emperor's a baby too, but he's like an old man. He's like uh, what that fucking bullshit movie, the Benjamin Button. He's like yeah, a, he's like Benjamin. <laughs> Like <laughs> I was born old, and he's straight. <laughs> and then evil. I uh, died old or a baby. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and it's fine because when all these babies die, <laughs> they just disappear and they like become ghosts, and they're still there. But they're baby so, ghosts too. Yeah, they're baby. Like, ghosts. All the characters are just babies, even the ones that are like parents and kids. They're all just babies together, and they live in a nursery. And see one of those little baby ones. Nanny walks in. Nanny has the like the green stripe. It's just like the baby's nanny. It's not even a Star Wars. It's the person. Same nanny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that lady she, has had a rough but when, life. But when she walks in, it's like the sound of like one of those walkers from Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> there's ba- there's baby eight. Baby, Baby eight. eight, yes, yeah. just a little robot. Yeah, <laughs> like it, but higher pitched. What if? What if? What if? Maybe he's got a diaper on, but he still rolls. He shits himself. <laughs> he shits like motor grease or something like that into his into his little diaper. Oh, God, this is precious. Man. Are you listening, uh, Hollywood? I, mean, I know you are. Are you listening? I know Lucas we're one of Hollywood's Disney? most listened podcasts. Disney, the Disney Plus people are like, "Fuck, we got to kick that into overdrive." Yeah. Now they figured us out. They figured it out. We figured out your plan, 
ape shit. This is the most naked pandering that it could possibly be done. People are going to fucking love it. <laughs> mm. We, love we're going to say we are pandering to you while we do it, and people will be like, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, you know who the you know who the lady is. It's like it's that regular lady, except that it's Amy Sedaris. No, it's it's Amy Sedaris oh from God. that episode of The Mandalorian. Oh, Kevin, like a Kevin really is the babysitter. It's not a CGI Carrie Fisher. Amy Sedaris really rubbed Kevin the wrong way on that Mandalorian. That sucked, episode. dude. It yeah. sucked. It didn't bother me as much, but I didn't, show, I didn't like that show at the all. The whole so. thing about it, it was like she was bad, I thought, but like it wasn't entirely her. It was also just that like he's like, it was you, the situation. could you babysit this Yoda? And then she goes like, <laughs> Gucci, Gucci, goo to the baby, and I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> yeah, I hated the Bill Burr's appearance much that more was, than that. That was bad. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. irritated me that, a lot. That more. was the next episode, and that was that yeah. whole that whole episode was bad. Oh, I had that one lady with the... With the um the wiener head uh, tubes, oh, like, yeah. and she's like kept hissing at the camera and shit. <laughs> and then uh, what's his name from Highlander and Carnival just wasted. Like I think he has like one line and uh, oh Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown is like the devil guy. Oh in, that's in that right, episode. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. Clancy Brown will do some shit like that, and you'll be like, that's fucking Clancy Brown. Why is he like ninth? Yeah, he was, on a, he was on that Rick episode and Morty of last television. Week. But Clancy yeah. Clancy Brown is great. Give him some dialogue, yeah. <laughs> or a character to play. Baby Clancy Brown. Oh yeah! <laughs> Give me my baba. That sounds more like Al Pacino. <laughs> I was trying to make a deep voice sound higher pitched. <laughs> that's hard. That's hard to do. Yeah, it's not really what it uh, turns out impossible oh, for me. All right, man. Well, well, that's our that's our hating. That's on the show. Star, that's our our standard hating on Star Wars. Yeah. old man bullshit. Right. That we do. Uh, as long as the kids like it, that's all that matters. You know, kids it love appeals this. to younger generations. Speaking of hating on fun. Star Wars, I watch Spaceballs. Oh yeah, well we're yeah we're, we're thinking about doing spaceballs. Yeah, we're gonna do spaceballs on a Patreon episode. Well, Pony up for that one. That, don't uh, don't well don't say don't too spoil much. it. No, I'm we'll, just gonna say that spaceballs. We want sucks. them to pay for it. <clears throat> it's gonna it. be it's gonna be a little like our hook episode. Yeah, it's the as you said it's the hook of comedy. It's an, is it, it is it's I'll, another one of the movies from our generation I, that a lot of people our age yeah. claim to love. Yeah. I don't love it, but like I w- I do I will just say this that I do I would probably I I don't think I'm gonna be defending spaceballs, but I do like. Like it more than Hook because I have some effect. Sure, it's for not. It. It's because not. I, it's crime funnier than Hook. My memories of it, like my memories sure. of liking Hook, were that I was a dumb kid and I was like, I like this movie because I don't have, I don't right. know not don't to like taste. a movie yeah. or whatever. And then watching it later, going, oh no, this sucks. And then Spaceballs was a movie I loved as a kid. We all did. Right, we right. One hundred percent. So I yeah. watched. That's a movie I watch. I watch Hook and I like want to vomit. I like right. I like hate myself for watching it. Like when we did it for the Patreon, I watched Spaceballs and I'm like, eh, these lines aren't funny, but like I know them, I, should, I know yeah. them by heart, and I'm like, they kind, they have, so I have like a little affection for yeah. it. Like, God damn it, Spaceballs was our generation's Space Jam. <laughs> oh, a movie I had never seen until pe- like two weeks maybe ago. Maybe I've yeah. never people seen people ten Space years Jam. younger than us love oh, Space Jam. Man. I watched Space Jam because you know it's on Netflix or whatever, so I was doing some work and I, I put it on in the background. And I tried to pay attention to, it, but it's just. Unpayattentionable too. <laughs> there is a part when Bugs Bunny gets a boner that uh, that I recommend what? paying attention for. Yeah, 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 sucks. Everything about that movie sucks. He's like, yeah. "Hey, what's up, Doc?" And then Michael Jordan starts sucking his his rabbit. Sucking his there dick. is a scene where Michael Jordan sucks Bugs <laughs> Bunny's, Bunny's cock. cock. Bill Murray watches from the sidelines. Bill Murray's like, "You're doing a pretty good job there, Mike." And, Bill Murray, and Bill Bugs not... Bunny's wearing a he's doing his girl Bugs Bunny's wearing a dress in yeah. that one. He's dressed up like a girl. Speaking so. of which, I just rewatched Wayne's World last week, which is great. That is great. Which is still, still great. great. Are you going to do the sequel? Uh, yeah, I haven't, Wayne's seen, World I haven't, seen, really that, I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater, actually. So Wayne's World 2, very funny. I uh, mean, not as funny as Wayne's World, but still really good. Speaking of mm. Bugs Bunny dressing up like a girl. The, 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 there's a scene in Wayne's World where they go to the radio station and just fucks him. Yeah, God, it makes me cry. It's With so Harry fucking Shearer. funny. 
They, it's got this one oh, joke where dot the I in, in lowercase. No, 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 no. That's that's different. That's that's uh. Oh, that's Kevin like the patent office. No, they do they do a whole bit in Wayne's World where like they go to Wayne's the radio station. Yeah, in part two, they go to the radio station to promote Wayne Stock, and there's an establishing shot of the radio station. You hear this guy like screaming, and they're gonna go see Handsome Dan the DJ, and they go and it's John. It's uh, what's his name? The guy who took over from Married with Children when uh, when the neighbor left. No, Ted I McGinley. <laughs> his name's like Ted McGinley, I think. Anyway, yeah. he's there, and they're like, oh, you must be Handsome Dan. He's like, no, no, I'm not Handsome Dan. Handsome Dan's over there, and it's Harry Shearer, and he's the DJ. Yeah. And they do a whole bit with him. He's Mr. Scream. Yeah, he, they do a whole bit with him. He's like, is that not right, Mr. Scream? And then Ted McGinley just goes, ah, into the microphone, <laughs> and it's like this very, very long way to get to this very, very stupid joke, and it kills me every single time. I absolutely I love, love the it. fact that the, the whole movie is about building up Wayne Stock, <laughs> this, yeah. Uh, yeah. this like a charity awesome concert, and all the people in the fucking state are there there at the end of it and it's Aerosmith, Aerosmith. and Rip Taylor <laughs> that's it that's the whole fucking show I would, period, I would be so disappointed that weird period of, of the 90s where Aerosmith was still somehow oh this monumentally God. popular band <clears throat> that's a goddamn tragedy that America allowed that to happen but it's it's what we deserve I mean it's technically Michael Bay's fault <laughs> yeah well I, they were big before were that because of that, that yeah. uh, Alicia Silverstone trio yeah, yeah, of songs yeah. and stuff like that and oh yeah they were Janie's no, got a gun what happened it's yeah. not Michael Bay's fault no, they, they were they he were just fucking capitalized huge. on it. I, I, I live, uh, living on the edge was like my favorite song for like a year. God, I, lo- I thought that video was well. It's being recorded. It, it Kevin. really, it really spoke to you because at the time I was, Kevin living, was on living on the edge. I was like, well, I was like getting, my, I was in like sixth grade or seventh grade, getting condoms from my dad and throwing them in bushes. Like, wow. fuck that. Uh, you guys remember that video? <laughs> yeah. Eddie Furlong's like going out, and his his parents are like, "Here's a condom," and he like walks outside. And he's like, "Here's yeah, a yeah. condom," and he like throws the condom into the be bushes because he's gonna be living on he's the edge. He's gonna be raw dogging it. Yeah, I'm gonna hit it raw, baby. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like Eddie Furlong. I forgot dude. that Edward Furlong part, was in that video. There's a part in that video <laughs> where there's like it's like ha- Steven Tyler's like half. It's like half the screen's half black, and then just his face. It's like it's unzipped or whatever. That. Man, that and is then at one point he like. The, a whole a whole full size Steven Tyler jumps out of the black half of the and like says living on the edge at the screen. <laughs> what a stupid song! <laughs> and that and that's what turned you on to movies. I don't know. You that's loved movies I, because of that. Aerosmith I was like, video. I was like, oh, cinema. That became <laughs> began my lifelong love love affair with mo- moving pictures. <laughs> this is this is the cinema that I'm always reading about. Speaking of cinema, oh boy, yeah, oh, you know you was, had to do it. Eventually. I was like, I was like, kept fr- trying to find one, but pretty uh, good segue. Good, good enough. What are, you, what are we talking about? We're talking today? about three cinemas today. Yeah, the Ryan game. Uh, Ooh, the Ryan game. That's a good that's one. I an like option that. I'm, I'm thinking about. Ryan uh, over spilled milk. Ryan if I'm Ryan, I'm dying. <laughs> it's not going to be Ryan over spilled yeah. milk. If I'm Ryan, I'm dying. Uh, yeah, Ryan's song. Yeah, Ryan's song. That's pretty option. good. Yeah, uh, we'll see. What was the first one? Uh, Ryan, uh, the Ryan game. I like that. Yeah. Right, this is this episode's the Ryan that game. Made then. Me, that one made me laugh internally, and the other ones did nothing. Oh boy! Mm. Yeah, mm. no, well, it's not. Ryan spilled no milk. Offense, it's not personal. Or I just like Jeez. the idea of spilled milk being in a title <laughs> of one of our episodes. Jeez. <laughs> This one's got milk. the word spilled milk in it. Yeah. I was Ryan when I left you, now I'm dying to forget you. Wow, there you <laughs> see, that should have been the segue right there. God damn it. God damn it, Kevin. We look to you for these segues. What? Did that uh, make you I laugh know. internally? You I fucking was... pompous. Sorry. <laughs> uh, in your fucking ivory tower? I'll have you know. I'll have you know that we just recorded myself laughing out loud at that joke. <laughs> Matt. Yeah, I can go to the tape. Yeah, but I want to know about internal. You know, I'm disappointed you didn't bring the dog, but we don't want to get I off on that I wanted to topic. bring the dog. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't my decision. You're not bringing no, the fucking dog right. into the my dog, house. The dog might kill us. <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, oh, all right. 
That's what just are we gonna doing? be looking at the fucking dog the whole time. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we yeah, we're doing three movies with Meg Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. And and I bring this up. I brought this up with some people before saying we're gonna do a Meg Ryan episode, and people are always surprised because really? I think people only think of Meg oh. Ryan as doing you know, rom-coms and stuff. Rom-coms yeah. and stuff. And obviously, I mean, this goes back to you know '88. Meg Ryan made a lot of stabs at doing uh-huh. dark, darker type material Two. before. With uh, kind of hus- famously tanking with uh, in the cut, yeah, two two with uh, with uh, then husband or no, actually I don't know if they were married. I don't think they were married during the after this, but it was because uh, the, their first movie was Interspace, mm-hmm. and then and then DOA, DOA. and then appa- according to Wikipedia, DOA is the one where they like fell in love with each mm-hmm. other and then got married. Wow, and then got after to- Interspace. Yeah, yeah. So I, guess, I think they were together. Yeah, I, like I think they were together after Inner Space. But well, it was like the Inner Space was the same year. I think. And or so a by year the time before. Flesh and Bone, which we were also covering, yeah. came out, they were married, or, yes. uh, or at least very <laughs> uh, yeah. married, yeah. dedicated to. And each then other. I didn't look up when they got divorced, so maybe they Are, weren't married. Did they get divorced? Yeah, because oh. she, oh. Remember, oh. They made, she made Proof of Life and had an affair with Russell Crowe. Oh, that's oh. right. So they, so oh. it was it was so you okay. left Quaid wow. for Crow, Meg Ryan. Oh, you disappoint me, you puppy. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do like that movie. Proof of Life. I've talked about it. I've before. never, I've never watched it. it. That, that's eligible eligible for this show, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's more of an action movie. It's more of an action movie. It's more of a drama action thing. The it, the best thing about it is uh, David Caruso is fucking great in it. He's really funny. David Caruso often the best thing about things. Yeah, hmm. it also has my it has my weird, nemesis David Morse thing. in it too. Yeah. Like David Caruso's er- ears are perking He's like, "Did someone say I'm the best thing about things?" Yeah, I I also think I'm the best thing about things. Believe me, he's just at home putting on and taking. I off think his I'm sunglasses. the best. David Caruso <laughs> thinks he's the best thing about the universe. I assure you, <laughs> he's not I've thought about far all the off. things in the universe, and it's definitely me. Why does he sound like Alec Baldwin? I can't. I mean, like a pull, totally coming up blank on a David Caruso impression. But he yeah, sounds like this. Hello, David Caruso sounds more like this. No, it's me, the great Caruso. That's <laughs> uh, so no good, a boss. Uh, uh, what are the three movies we're doing today? DOA well, we, we from 1998, Flesh and Bone from 1993, and In the Cut from yes. 2003. I think we have three good to great movies here. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't like one of them, mm-hmm. and you know which one. Yeah, mm. and uh, yeah, and then I like the other two. I like, I liked, I liked DOA a lot. Yeah, I, I, I was shocked how much I liked DOA because I didn't realize what it was gonna be. Someone poisoned Professor Dexter Cornell. Even if there were an antidote, it's too late for it. The poison's already been absorbed into your system. Who was murdered? I was. He'll use his last 24 hours. Surprised to see me up and about. To find out who did it. People had this habit of dying around me. This heat makes a guy do all sorts of insane things. Why me? Careful, Cornell, you're upset. Why did you kill me? You're so wrong. Why did you murder me? And now his number one suspect. You had a plan. I wouldn't call it a plan. And what would you call it? A crush. Is the one person who can help him. Go! Maybe someone was looking for him. Maybe someone found him. Where are you going? To the police. I've already had the police. They think I killed my student. I think I murdered my wife. What does DOA stand for? Dead on arrival. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, I knew that. I just wanted to do prompt they, you. Do they actually <laughs> say it uh, in the movie at any point? He because says it at the says, end. He says DOA. The, he says dead. On, he says DOA. He says DOA. Good, uh. because there's a titular line in each one of these movies, yep. right? Yeah, which I loved. Yeah, and then in, in Flesh and Bone, James Conner's like, "You're my flesh." He says and it multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> you me, same blood runs in mine, runs in yours. And he only the, says and Flesh and Bone once, but he keeps talking about how it's the same blood. Yeah, got you go be a murderer just like me, boy. You gotta be. Oof. Because of how blood worked. Uh, uh, and then the cut, uh, in yeah. the cut has, is one of my favorite titular lines yeah. ever. I like it in the cut. Like in cut. But we got to talk about DOA. Yeah. A DOA. fucking weird ass movie, I'll tell you that. A remake. 
A remake of a yeah, I th- but I think loosely. Uh, it's same I premise. Same premise. Yeah, 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 that he's been poisoned and has twenty four hours, twelve hours to find out who did yeah, it before he I, dies. I didn't know going into this because I'd never seen it, and I'd only ever seen like the cover. And I, you know, oh, it's a DOA with Meg Ryan and and Dennis Quaid, and it's gonna, you know, like a noir remake. I mm-hmm. didn't realize it was gonna be like such a knowing, mm-hmm. like uh, noir pastiche because yeah. it's totally like over the top noir shit. It like burns through every cliche in the noir like uh, book. Yeah. yeah. Like everything, and it's and I loved it. I, as it kept going, I was like, "Oh!" It starts off in black and white, yeah. even, and I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be this kind of movie." And then it turns into color as he writes color on yeah. the chalkboard. And he's yeah. a teacher, and I was like, "Look, this is the kind of movie for me." It, it's also the kind of thing where it, I think it could turn people, like make people go, "Like fuck this shit." I was into it, but I thought it was fun, and I'm like, the whole movie kind of retains that energy. I liked all that stuff, and then I got turned at the end when it turns out that all of it's meaningless. Yeah, the end. They don't really the stick whole landing, mo- the whole plot of the movie is a red herring. Yeah, which well, is and not for any like purpose. It just is. That's just, I, what it's they're doing. not doing anything. That's this project. I liked the twist at the end, and I didn't like. I didn't like the very end. No, because uh, I was kind of like well, really just kinda, stupid. Kinda, I can't wait he, to talk he, about it. It just kind of ends like yeah. at the very end, like the the little. Last oh, the very very. The very. End. End. I like the twist at the end where because because the movie because the characters in the movie with the main character of the movie kind of goes like. What? what? Like he even goes like <laughs> that's the twist, and he's like fuck, fuck this, and I'm yeah. kind of like yeah that's fun because because like it's I, I compared it to Frank Miller because it really reminded me of uh, Sin City. Graphically, it doesn't look dissimilar from Miller's style either. But I mean, but just like the way that it like barrels through this, it's like that it's very heightened. That it's like this is a fi- this is a film noir. We know what we're doing. Like it's all very mm-hmm. and it's and it's like in Texas. At Christmas, and everybody's like constantly talking about how hot it is, and everybody's sweating all two the time. Two of these movies in Texas. Two mm-hmm. of them in Texas. Two of them with the uh, t- tiny John Hawks cameos. Yeah, yeah. Two of them with Dennis Quaid. Because at that time, he would have been uh, like doing like bit, bit he's parts a, in theater around Austin. He's a Texas guy. He's, he's a an baby guy. in this one. He's a very thankless yeah. cameo in Flesh and Bone. We'll get yeah. to it. Uh, <laughs> he actually at least gets a line in this one. Yeah. All right. So the, so the movie begins in black and white, and it's Dennis Quaid looking incredibly disheveled. He shows up to a police department, and he's like, I want to report a murder. And they're like, what murder? Who's murder? So he goes, DOA's murder. DOA. <laughs> and he looks right at the camera and goes, DOA. Like, Wink. David O. Aronson's <laughs> David murder. David O. Aronson's murder. No, he goes, mine. I love it. And you're like, whoa. Because he's it. still alive. Yeah. The, so. uh, the, the we we got to mention that this is from the Rocky Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jankel, the directors, uh, and they had fake names. They made they also this like, was their first movie. This is their first movie, but they also did a lot on Max Headroom, the Max Headroom TV show. Oh wow, which is a really weird show if you haven't seen it. Uh, and uh, they went on to do Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers, Brothers. <laughs> yeah. which which from what I've never seen that movie, but very troubled production. From what I've heard, I don't know that it's like in necessarily like they. It seems like probably not entirely their fault, that, but like you know, that seems like, like that movie's a lot of people's fault. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah, what I mean, like that has to be like a whole. Yeah, I mean, like, it takes you know, a village. You know that Roland Jaffe was supposed to make that movie. Oh my like, god, the guy who did the Killing Fields was supposed to direct Super. Yes, <laughs> Roland Jaffe was going to do one hundred percent. I believe Mario he still Bros. got some kind of producing or writing credit on god. it somewhere. So he did. He's like the only one who did well because he probably get. He probably some got money. money. He, I mean, and then I don't, didn't I don't have to know. be associated. I'm, I'm he probably got, he was but, involved. But, but he did okay Roland because Jaffe, he got paid. He got paid, and he didn't yeah. have to do. He didn't like. Oh, I didn't do anything. Right. I just said I, I mean, was gonna in a at a lunch once, and then and then a week later went. No, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And I got a check for nine thousand dollars. <laughs> right. Then, I mean, I mean, it's not like he, it's not like he got away totally clean because, like, later, remember he went on to make that movie with uh, with Jack Bauer's daughter, where she's like trapped by some psycho in a cage. It's called what? Captivity. Yeah, it's from like 2009 or something like that. Right, wow. Yeah, Kim Bowers in it. Inauspicious. Well, but he's not connected to Super Mario Brothers. Alicia Cuthbert? 
Yes, Jack Bauer's daughter, the one, the lady who got trapped by the cougar that yeah, time. She sure did. It's worse. No, people bring that up all the time, but also she got trapped by Kevin Dillon in that yeah, same episode. Yeah, I know that was great. And you're like, that's worse. Wow. So we're talking about that Roland Jaffe's late period career. We got, we got to bring it back. <laughs> Oof, boy, yeah, that's. That's a digression. And here's sorry, the thing. Buddy. And here's the thing. I love sorry, this movie. Sorry, so, sorry. so he goes up there. He goes. He goes. I'm. I'm. Jesus. But that was. But the directors did Super Mario Brothers yes. later. Um. And 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 it like it kind of shows because they they they're it's like very uh, it, it's very visually did Super Mario Brothers and it shows. Well, no, I mean it doesn't show that, but if it's very. It seems like the it's very visually heightened. Also, they're Dennis Quaid's like, character will not shut up about how much he loves <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. He's constantly playing Super Mario Brothers on a Game Boy. I don't think he's like this game is DOA <laughs> and throws the controller down in frustration. Uh, Zooms in on the game and it says DOA on the game. Whoa, <laughs> it was DOA. No, so he so he goes into the, the place, the police department. And he's like, I'm I'm on a port of murder, mine. And then he he's being interviewed by these cops. Brian he, James, is Brian, one of the Brian cops. James, and some other guy. And he knows he he knows their names already because then it's gonna they're like taking his testimony, they're videotaping it, and uh, he's he knows them from before because now it's gonna go back forty. It's a big hours. flashback. Yeah, the whole mm-hmm. movie's the whole rest of the movie is a flashback to him. What what happened? And then I'll it, tell you all about it. So I was in my classroom writing the word color <laughs> on a chalkboard. Yeah. They get this all on tape. Yeah. So then we're in flashback. He's he's a teacher, and I and I like this because I didn't know what this movie was he's about, but English I know professor. it's a I knew it was a noir riff, yeah. and I was like, oh, he's you know he's not involved in the world of I- intrigue or anything. Like he's right. not a cop yeah. or a detective. I knew nothing about. And this he movie. even says something like that. He has a line about like people like me don't fucking do with this shit. Yeah. yeah. Because he gets involved with uh, it's. <laughs> It's a very he gets involved in like a very very twisty noir plot yes. that yeah. ends up being like a sort of having like nothing to do with him a side thing which is wh- which is what I liked about nothing yeah. at all and uh, yeah so he's buddies with uh, with De- uh, Daniel Stern <laughs> thank you. I was gonna say Dennis Quaid. He's buddies with Daniel <laughs> he Stern. Is Dennis Quaid, and they're both like kind of drunk alcohol. They're kind of alcoholic, like English teachers. Yeah, it's presented they're, they're in this way that teachers. that's what teachers are like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, they're like university teachers. Yeah, they're English professors, and like Dennis Quaid's like creative writing classes, like their manuscripts are all due and stuff like that. And he's they have the, like it's Christmas. This, it's almost Christmas. It's almost Christmas break. Yeah, he's Christmas got this troubled everywhere. student who's like who's like a genius. He's like a super genius. It's Robert he, Nepper who went on to be like the main bad guy in many seasons of Prison Break and okay. stuff. He's yeah. been in, he's been a ton of shit. I recognize he ends him. up being very central to the to the whole thing. Niccolo. Yeah, Niccolo is the is the student's name, and he's kind of like. Yeah, I'm I'm a super genius, and I really want to publish my novel. And like, you got to read my novel. He gave him his novel, his his novel, his his manuscript, out of whack. As his uh, and Dennis Quaid's kind of kind of an asshole. He's not like a bad guy, but he's like, I don't want to read your fucking novel. Right. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) and he's like, Did you read it? Did you read it? And then he and then and then at a certain point, uh, well, it's part. It's an assignment. Is his novel he's turning in as his assignment? Oh, the assignment was write a novel. Wow. Well, he's he's like doing it as his like final project. He's doing his final final project or whatever. So this guy, I mean, I think this kid's going like, I think. The rest of the kids probably write a paper, and this kid wrote a novel. He's like, "Here's my final paper." And Dennis Quaid's like, "Jesus Christ!" Because he's an English whiz. Stop, yeah. stop trying so hard. He keeps quoting Shakespeare in class, and, stuff. and like he, he and Daniel Stern are, are talking in, in his office, and he's like, "Daniel Stern's like, did you read it?" And he's like, "No, I'm not gonna read it." Because he, yeah. but, he, he, but he gave it an A. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, well, "What'd you give it an A for?" He's like, "Because I don't want to have to fucking deal with <laughs> it." You know what teacher. I mean? He's and like, then Daniel Stern is kind of like, "Really? I mean, it could be really good." And he, Dennis Quaid's kind of like, "Fine, I, you're right. I'll read it." Then he's like, "Then Daniel Stern is like." Drink some of this booze with me, yeah, and that comes back. But right, he, but he uh, he's got this little he's got this little bottle yeah. of booze, and he's like, once we get tenure, man, we're gonna be drinking doers all the yeah. time. And, he, and he's and he's set up Daniel Stern for tenure. 
and then there's another teacher that's mad at him yeah. about that because yeah. it's it's the movie's like it's like a mystery so it's setting up all these it's setting up all these like Who people people you're gonna go what's yeah. going because then later on you find out he's been poisoned he's gonna die within a certain number of hours and then it's like okay well which one of these yeah. ten people did it. Uh, but uh, but he he's also he's like a he's like a burned out on yeah. teaching. He's burned he's burned out because and he's also like he's burned out on writing. He's burned out on writing because he, like, he wrote four successful novels or at least one successful and then like <clears throat> maybe decreasingly successful. But he wrote four fucking books yeah. and is a semi-famous writer. Yeah, and then he just like quit. They never explain why. And this, and him quitting, quitting writing was also him giving up on life. And this is what drove his wife, yeah. Jane Judge Constance Harm, uh, <laughs> away from. <laughs> From Malcolm uh, in the Middle's mom. Malcolm in the Middle's That's mom. That's right. Uh, you get this like scene where she's where they're like getting divorced during Christmas time. Yeah. yeah. And, well, they've uh, been and, 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 and this is all very vague bullshit to, to, to my mind. Where it's go, he's going like, "I love you. Please don't leave me." And she's like, "No, I have to leave because you gave up on life. And you, when you quit writing, that means you quit everything else. And you kind of just have to go like, I guess. Well, he seems like. I mean, he does seem like he's. I, I don't. I don't know. I think that he seems like like divorceable. He's like, kind of. He doesn't. Uh, I, I mean, mean, obviously, divorce who you want, but uh, <laughs> I feel it's like just it, you know. I feel like at the point the point when we see him there, he's only been sort of a jerk to his students, and then like been drunk, and then he goes home, and clearly this has been going on from before this. The he scenes gives we his saw. wife a toy Ferris wheel. Like she's like she like is like look. I think it's like she likes him, but he's just become a drunk who doesn't have any who doesn't have anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She seemed, but they see, but I don't know. They're kind, I don't know. I kind of liked it. It was seemed more. It's also the. Like, I mean, it's like his, his whole life has got to be in turmoil, and then he gets poisoned. You <laughs> yeah. know. But then a bunch of, and also a bunch of other stuff happens. And, like the, and the whole plot of the movie is about how you shouldn't quit stuff or something like that. Or like you should, you I should don't, have passion I, in life honestly, or something. I honestly don't, I don't think know. it's really about anything. That's, that's kind of, because at the end think, he's going like, I, I, now I feel the passion again that I should have always been feel. Too bad feeling. I'm going to die. It's, yes. This movie to me felt like it. The reason it existed was because these 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 kids exercise. wanted to like do like yeah they wanted they were like we're gonna do film noir and we're gonna go fucking all out yeah. doing that because yeah. like and every like, fourth shot is like a cool setup and yeah. it looks great. That's the best thing about it. I think it just looks gorgeous. It's it really well. Cool. Oh yeah, I, I love and I also it just moves. Yeah, it's like it's like there's constantly something happening in it. Like it barely ever slows down, yeah. which I which I also loved. <laughs> I was I didn't I think I was just surprised at how much this movie how different this movie was than my. My expectation. My expectation was something more boring. I think. Yeah. Like, but uh, but it's it's certainly not boring. It like then like then there before Dennis Quaid gives him a drink. Dan- Daniel Stern. Daniel before Stern. Dennis Stern gives Dennis Quaid a drink. <laughs> this is very weird. Before Daniel Stern gives Dennis Quaid a drink, uh, the the genius kid jumps off the jumps roof. off the roof and kills himself. And he hits D- Dennis Quaid's office yeah. window on they his way down. And there's it's there's blood weird. all over, and then he's like splattered on the ground. Yeah. So this kid's dead. So then 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 the next scene is like Daniel Stern going like, "Man, whoa, that kid that kid died. That's weird, huh? We should uh, we should drink this whiskey." And he's like, "Yeah." Then and then uh, <laughs> Dennis Quaid throws away the manuscript mm-hmm. he gave an A to. He's like. Yeah. Well, fuck it. I don't need. I don't got to read it now. I don't have to read it now because I gave him an A. He's like, you gave him an A though. He's like, well, like, f- who cares? He's dead. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he, there. He's obviously also a little upset about the kid dying. Yeah. But you know, he doesn't have to read. Not this. that upset. He doesn't have to read his book now. And Meg Ryan is in his class, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Meg right. Ryan's one of his students. She's kind of got a thing for him, I think. Yeah, because he yeah. looks like Dennis Quaid, and he's a famous author. And she's uh, seen him in Suspect, so. <laughs> So and is and so is this the yeah? <laughs> they don't bone on the hood of a car like the Presidio. Sad. Yeah, this is not Meg Ryan's first appearance on our show. And uh, and so is this the scene where he goes to the bar 
And well, then, he because he goes and to then his, meets the second the the useless subplot. Well, he that goes is the whole movie. He goes to his wife. His wife is uh his wife like is like well, we're getting divorced. And he's like Ugh. then he goes to this Christmas. <laughs> he is literally like Ugh. <laughs> he go, he he passes out there. She like leaves. He goes to this Christmas party for the faculty. She's there. Then Charlotte Rampling is there. Some mysterious w- rich benefactor. Oh, yeah. at this party, she finds they, out, they announced they, that they this, announce kid this kid died, died, and his wife flips out. His wife yeah. flips out, and turns out because she, she'd had. She'd had an affair this with kid this kid. This kid was in bed with everybody. She had an affair with this kid. Also, then, like, this... No, oh, no, then then he goes... To, then he is, like... He's, he's already... He's drunk th- almost the entire movie, yeah. <laughs> which is great. So it's hard to pick... It's, it's hard true. to figure out, like, well, then this is the part where he's really drunk because it's just most of the movie. Yeah, so now he's at, he's at another bar now, and or he's, like, real drunk. And, that's and he, meets he meets this girl. Cookie Fitzwearing. Cookie Fitzwearing. Wow. That, and then she's the daughter of... Charlotte Rampling. Charlotte Rampling. <sighs> and, she's out, and she's out, and she's some rich girl who's, like... She's no good. She wants, and she's like, he's buying her a drink, and then some some tough guy shows up, and it's her, you know, bodyguard, chauffeur, or whatever. Yeah, he and drags her away. Drags and her, then... Not before she burns his hand with a cigarette, though. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like literally just setting up all these people where you're like, okay, who is the person that is responsible yeah. for whatever this movie is going to be about? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes back to his wife's house. Um, and she's in the process of being. being oh no, no, that's, no, 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 no! Sorry, that's, so, so he wakes up in Meg day. Ryan's dorm. Yeah, he makes because oh, Meg Ryan then comes over at the bar and it's like, hey, I kind of like I have a crush on you. Oh right. And yeah. then and then it's basically like he wakes up in her dorm and it's like we had a wild night, but they didn't have sex or anything. He just got really drunk and she had to take him home <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. There's a lot of like older people banging students in this movie there and the but movie he doesn't, doesn't care well, all somebody had told it. him that that was frowned upon. <laughs> but I don't I think in this in the scene where he wakes up he specifically didn't bang. No, exactly. No, he like just it's like out. he specifically didn't and then her roommate comes in and is like, "Oh, I oh, see what's, I see going, what's on. going on." She's like, "Great, now everyone's going to think I banged you." Yeah. And then she's but she's also kind of like They're not I, all I saying kinda, banged. But she also kind of wants to bang him. Oh, she absolutely wants to bang yeah. him. And it was the 80s they kept saying humped. <laughs> no, it's it's in by hump I mean actual intercourse, not just what humping actually Means. It's in Rescue Me that they say banged all the time. Yeah. Banged. Oh, they, yeah, you banged that fire truck. Cause cause you? That, you banged that was, broad. Because it was FX show that wanted to be an HBO show, and they couldn't, so they couldn't swear. Yeah, they're always going, bang you. Get that mother banger out of here. <laughs> so bang we all. <laughs> We're heroes. Fuck you. I mean, bang, bang you. you. God's damn it. Let's bang each other. You fracking freak machine. <laughs> freak God's, machine. You God's damn toasters. You God's damn toaster ovens. <laughs> Hey, get over here, you get the frag over here, you Rick goddamn get the toaster frag scene. over here, you fragging freak machine, goddamn toaster ovens. Down to Fraggle Rock. And, uh, <laughs> I'll frack you up, you fragging toasters. God, I fucking hated that Whoa, show. Like toasters, eh? Toaster ain't working, eh? There's toasters on the fracking fritz again. <laughs> that trip, fracking toaster's been in the fracking shop forever. So you... So th- so what the Quaid, fuck is that about? Dennis Quaid wakes up in Meg Ryan's wakes up in Meg Ryan's fracking dorm room, and, and uh, everybody thinks that they fracked each other. Everybody thinks they fracked each other. <laughs> God's damn it! She's, she's, she's like, we had a pretty crazy night, but you know, nothing You're happened. Damn right, we did. Nothing happened. And he's like, I feel real hungover. She's like, there's a back way, go out that way, so you know, you do, so it doesn't look bad. And then he like is like, he's like, I'm, I have something way worse than a hangover. He realizes. Yeah, he's, he's like, this is no hangover. He does actually say this he is no really hangover. Does. And then he goes to see this other lady at the at the doctor's who office. Is, the, he goes to see a doctor, right? Who is Daniel Stern's wife, right? Who okay. I remember because I was watching it was I was watching it was I was watching it with Sophie and like. It was like it took me a minute because he goes to see the doctor and she's very she's very like 
like yeah, he knows uh, ca- he's very casual with her but you're like why is he and then i realized oh we she was we were introduced to her in the party scene very right. briefly yeah. but she has like her hair back and glasses on in this scene so i didn't recognize her oh. <laughs> well good for daniel i mean daniel stern's a real shit bag well, also you were uh, you weren't sure if it was daniel stern or dennis quaid because they're so <laughs> interchangeable that, that you which were, one's in home alone <laughs> i'm always confusing daniel dennis, stern. dennis quaid is in home quaid. alone he plays the little kid Who's stuck in the house? <laughs> Which one's the one in Independence Day? That's Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> okay. Ah, that's a visual joke. It doesn't work on the Daniel on the radio. Stern. <laughs> is he in Independence Day? No, Randy Quaid is. In oh, Randy Quaid. Day. Oh, never mind. All right, we're way off boy, track oh again. Boy. This is gonna take a while. This is gonna be a long one. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. We hurry can get up. to it. Uh, yes, so uh, he's he, the doctor tells him, she's like, you need to sit down for this, because he, he's not at all this prepared a fun, this for this This is a funny news. scene. He she's in, like, you've been poisoned, and he's like, that sucks. What, in, what do I do? He's in yeah, bad yeah. shape, too. He's yeah. like, he is like she, he's not quite getting Whoa. the point. He, she, keeps, but he, she keeps on going, like, you need poisoned. to sit down. Yeah. And uh, no, seriously. Yeah. Uh, he goes, so so like, what's my next step? What do I got to take some medicine? She's like, this is She's no like, next you're, step. you're still not sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> you're not bracing yourself properly she's, she's for this like, news. You were poisoned by this, and it's like a little vial of, like, break. It's like reanimator fluid. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like it's what it looks like. It's like a glow. It's the stuff it's a glow that controls in the, dark the vampire queen from Bordello of Blood. <laughs> it's predator blood. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's it's a number afraid, it's a number of glowing you, green your things. Your booze was spiked with predator blood. And so she's like she's he's like, "Well, give me an antidote or something." She's like, "Well, it's been in your system for too long. It's you're going to Even die. if there was an antidote, it, there's nothing we can do. You're going to die." Right. In like 12 it, hours. Cuz I think it, 24 to 48 I think hours. if he'd been poisoned and gone straight to the hospital, maybe they could have pumped his stomach. But at this point, it's too late. No, he was yeah. passed out in Meg Ryan's dorm. Yeah, not even he Not even, fracking her. Not even fracking her. <laughs> <laughs> not even fracking her, God damn it. Uh, so so she's like gives him a shot of some Something to like calm him down, and then when she's out of the office, he like r- he leaves. Yeah. And now, and now his mission is to like piece together what happened to yep. him. Yep, and then that's because he's a regular, he's a regular guy. There's no reason for him to be involved in some sort of murderous <laughs> right. skullduggery. Or is there? He goes, no, there is. He goes isn't. to his wife's house. She's dead. She's, yeah, he, no, he witnesses she's, her getting, she's getting, getting murdered. murdered. Okay. <laughs> she, she, he like goes there, clobbered on the head with the Ferris wheel toy. And it that looks he gave bad. Her. It looks bad because the door's locked. He sees her being attacked. The door's locked, and he has to bust in the door. So right. he like. Sees her get murdered. He gets clocked over the head with the Ferris wheel toy. That I he think, got and, her, then he, he and then he's out. passed out. And I think he's literally like passed out on top of her corpse. It yeah. doesn't look good. No, it doesn't look it good. Doesn't look good because it looks like he busted in the door and murdered his wife, and then I guess passed out next yeah. to her. But they're considering how damning this would seem to be. The, the cops are still sort of like, this doesn't look great. <laughs> yeah. hey, if you want to get, if you want to like, you know, leave, that's fine. No, he, no, he doesn't. He, he escapes. He does he escape that? Because, because he's like, they're no, they're like gonna arrest him. They're yeah. like, you're under arrest for this murder because this is what you did and and the doctor lady is there Daniel Stern's there also Daniel Stern's wife is the doctor his wife Danielle Stern Danielle Stern Danielle Stern she's gonna shoot him up with some uh, like bullets something to keep him calm (laughs) and he like turns he turns the needle on her I'm gonna shoot this bullet into your forehead because he turns the needle on her and he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna stab her I'm gonna stab her in the throat and then he goes he he goes in the the, kitchen and she kind of she kind of lets him go because she's like she's helping because first of all she knows he's gonna die and I think she also is like I know you didn't murder you didn't do this to your wife right so she so she helps him escape and then (laughs) then it's him running away from everyone Although the cops don't seem to be after him that much, but they yeah. are. He's more running away from the potential killer, the potential yeah. real killer, and then this subplot that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, which comes in right about now, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, does, and he, then he, does he grab Meg Ryan he at goes, this point? He goes back to Meg Ryan because I think he thinks... You're the key to, my, to, the, to well, last Well, like maybe you can tell night. us what happened well, last also, night. I, think he, I don't remember because I'm a I think drunk. he thinks that he, she poisoned him because she was yeah. the last person. She, she's like, right. we had a wild night. Last thing I remember is having a drink.
drink with you, and then now I wake up and I've been poisoned with some radioactive waste. It's yeah. pretty funny when he busts in on her. She's putting the word Freud on a negligee, right. and she's like, "It's a Freudian slip." Yeah, pretty it's funny. her costume yeah, for pretty some cute. And that's what she's party? going. And that's it's what a she's Christmas wearing Halloween for a lot of the party. Movie. Freudian slip. Yeah. So Meg Dennis- Ryan is not in this movie a lot. No. But she is. It's weird because she's second build, I guess, because it was like you know him, and then she's sort of like becomes she's, his she's like with noir. him the whole time when they're glued together. Yeah, yeah, I, but it's just like she, she like disappears for large chunks of the movie. Yeah, and is like kind of you're kind of like I guess she's also sort of the bait at the end, right? Um, so he, so he goes gets her. He, and she's not. She's sort of like fuck you, man. I'm just some student. I don't have to deal with this bullshit. And he like he takes cla- the crazy glue that she was using to affix the glues word his Freud, hand to her, glues his hand to her wrist, I, which is like pretty fucked up. Yeah, and then, and that, sure and that conclude, that, but. Yeah, I, I don't think so. But it, it, but in this in the world of this movie, he's like, ah, it says it bonds in ten seconds, so there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. And then uh, and then, then she this, chops her hand she off. Chops her, she's yeah. having none of it. But this obviously ends uh, a little while later in in the kind of disgusting fashion yeah. that it would. Uh, but but we'll get to it. So he's dra- he's dragging her around, trying to piece together uh, this. Uh, so he thinks that it might have to do with the the girl. That he met at the that bar. That he got dragged away. Because I think Cookie he's. Fitzwearing. I think he's pretty sure Meg Ryan didn't poison her, but not in hundred percent. And also, he's like, "You're coming with me." Yes. Because I'm mean now. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's desperate. He's dying. Well, what does Cookie Fitzwearing have to do with any of it? Well, she got. They, they end up. I mean, at, they end up with nothing. The, they end up at the wake for the dead kid, and then she is like up there giving a speech, and she starts talking about how they. Had were in love, and then uh, Charlotte Rampling stands up in the audience, and Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan are watching this from like the the side. Or do they go to a bar first? I don't know. They go to a party or something first. But like, but like at some point they end up at this guy, this kid's wake, and then like Charlotte Rampling is not happy to hear that her daughter like was in love with this kid and with good cause because he was he's on the the wrong side of the tracks. Because that's what you're meant to think. think, Or she's like, my mom doesn't want me to date him because she doesn't think he's good enough for me because he's like a low class ragamuffin. There's this other thing that we that we forgot to mention is that the kid had her Charlotte Rampling was this kid's benefactor because the kid's dad was killed in her house when he was uh her husband the the rich husband and this guy when he was burglaring burglarizing uh, their house burgling he he got killed and so she felt responsible, responsible to this kid's like well-being so she's paid for his school and like sort of mm-hmm. taking taken upon herself to make sure this kid is okay and doesn't become a burglar like her like his dad like his dad did so that's like that's like mentioned it's this whole it's subplot like very with, with the with this family and their and how they're related to the kid who died and dennis quaid keeps on like kind of like confronting charlotte charlotte rampling mm-hmm. he confronts the daughter con- con- confronting all of them and going like and what's the deal with this point why did i get poisoned and they're always every single one of them are always like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah what do you mean even charlotte rampling is like and very convincingly going like what yeah, because but, this has nothing to do. with But it has like the whole, isn't, the, it, isn't it, the whole thing. It, that it, like, it's all in, he he has he feels like the kid, the dead kid, is the key. Is somehow. the key? Yes. And then like, and he is. They do go to this play, this funeral, and then they start getting chased after somebody shooting a nail gun at them. And this is right That's after the best, he's <laughs> this is right after he's like con- been confronted by this this tough guy chauffeur again. Yeah. And it's so it's like you're like, well, that's him. But obviously you're like, it's not him because they're not. And does she's keys? But it's it's great. This guy's shooting fucking shooting nails at him across. Doesn't the, it? Doesn't it turn out that like he the kid the dead kid was actually Charlotte Rampling's son by well, that, way of the guy who by way of the guy who got murdered because they were having an affair. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's the that's the right. twist later. And so the burglary is just a cover. 
Yeah. Right. And that's well, that's the whole thing later. Because yeah. then Dennis Quaid gets in deeper and deeper. He ends right. up at like their house confronting them, and he ends up getting like they throw him in this car, and they're, he she's like, take care of like they're 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 not they didn't. It turns out they didn't do the thing, which is yeah. poison. Even, Dennis Quaid even or, when they're like when they're like have him in the trunk and they're going like kill this guy, take him somewhere and kill him, and he goes like, well, right, before you kill me, why did you poison me before? And they're like, we don't know what you're talking they're, about. They're we gonna, have nothing to do. They're with They're gonna this. kill him because they think he knows too much. It's it's a he figures out their whole family their whole family secret and still thinks that that's the key to his being poisoned. Yeah, but it has nothing. And to they do have with no it. idea, well, no, but they think that he doesn't. He doesn't know the whole secret until she tells him yeah. and then blows her brains out. Right. Immediately it's confusing afterwards. because it is deliberately confusing because none of this has to yeah, do with it. Yeah, but that's what's fun about it, well, though. That's, he, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't know what's going on, so yeah. that's what kind of And they don't know what his fucking deal is. Because that's the noir plot is that it's like... The, anyway, yeah. so before that, though, they get in this chase where we there's a guy the shooting, nail gun, a, shooting the nail, nail gun. gun and the best this part. is the part where the, the super glue comes off of Meg Ryan's wrist and it's kind of... It's like rips her... really gnarly. rips her... This is one of one of my favorite things in movies is where nail guns operate like real guns. Yeah. Because this guy, first of all, nail guns don't shoot nails. You have to press, there's like a safety mechanism. Whatever, it's a movie, that's fine. But why, why, if you're going to design a nail gun, why would you design it powerful <laughs> enough to like sh- like penetrate metal at like 90 feet? It's more yeah. it's, it's more powerful than an assault rifle, this fucking nail gun. I like how it in Lethal 2 when he shoots a guy with a nail gun. Like one guy he gets he right in the brain. He uses it properly. But like another guy, he, he gets him like three times right like, like right center mass. Yeah. And the nails are like, wait, they're sticking way out. It's like he only <laughs> penetrated like an inch and the guy is dead. He's just fucking dead. Nailed both of them. The best, is, both. Uh, best is at the end of uh, Arachnophobia. That one's pretty good. Yes. Because he shoesn't he shoots that have a, the spider, have a nail The spider too? is on fire and it jumps at him and he shoots it with a nail gun and pins it and to the And that happens at the end the of wall. Domestic Disturbance, too. That's yeah, true. That's right. <laughs> Remember Vince Vaughn? He get, gets nailed to the... Anyway, no, one gets, no one gets nailed All that white goo here, comes out of him? They're getting shot at by a nail gun. And, and like at this point, it's like... Making guy, it, guy fires a good 3,000 yeah. nails at them and they get on an elevator at a certain point. Yeah. And, and an elevator in this... In this performance space, I yeah. don't know. It's cool, and then and and Meg Ryan is like dangling, dangling from, the, from the wrist, and at this point, the crazy glue rips off of yeah. her arm. It's awesome. Yeah. I hate this. I hate that. I don't know. What, <laughs> that's like fucking really gross. It's really gross. Yeah, you know, Kevin's got his like don't touch my eye thing. Yeah. That, that, that that's my don't touch you have, my don't eye touch thing. my super glue. Don't super glue yourself to me and then rip well, it off. It's because you know cause that happens in a Hannibal episode too, where a bunch of people did are this glued happen to you each like other. once you were a kid? Or <laughs> I something? did. Yes. You know what it is? Butt it's butt to butt. Like, ass <laughs> 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 to ass. <laughs> Some like your your weird cousin. I got human centipeded one time. I don't like to talk about it. For it was that babysitter reasons. again, right? He yeah. told you the story about. <laughs> now getting a human centipede. Was it Amy Sedaris? It was. It was <laughs> <that> babysitter. Coochie coochie coochie. Sewing your mouth to your brother's <laughs> asshole. You and Yoda and you and baby Yoda and Boba Fett got human centipeded <laughs> together that time by Amy Sedaris. It was still kind of cute. Yeah. Well. No, you know what it is though. That's what. That it was to, better than the Mandalorian. It's that. Uh, it's like wounds like that in movies. Is why the eye thing bug bugs uh-huh. me is because like. It's not. It's not even so much like eyes getting penetrated because it's like that's a special effect. It's like people touching, touching. eyes. It's like because because wounds like that, like when her skin gets torn off, like that's something that has ha- has happened to us and can't. And you're like, yeah, you know what that feels like. I don't know what Ugh. it feels like to get shot by a gun. So I'm kind of like, yeah, it's a bullet wound. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, that nobody actually gets I, shot. <laughs> well, you, but, but I we haven't been. You <laughs> know speak what for I mean. yourself. 
Oh well, maybe you have. Been. I got but, shot this morning. But like, I I, I like was with a m- nail gun. I was mowing the lawn last week, and I <laughs> from I, like, like a thousand I, like, yards away. I like burned off some of my skin on my thumb, and I was like, ah, that really hurts. And I was thinking about like wounds in movies when characters are just running around with these like sort of little flesh wounds, and I'm right. like, how come they're not constantly like touching those oh, yeah. and itching them and stuff, and going like, ah, this, ah, this, this hurts so much. Yeah, God. Like, I was, if I was John McClane uh, constantly be going, oh, geez, oh, these fucking cuts he all does over seem me. Like he's in pain. Like he does seem like he's in pain, but he's not constantly like touching them because you're. That's what whenever you have wounds like that. But there's Meg Ryan's wrist Stop wound. Stop fussing with room. your feet, John. I, just, I can't help it. It's fucking itches and hurts and stuff. I was watching. Uh, I was watching Fallout again yesterday. And at the end, when he's fighting Henry Cavill, and Henry Cavill gets that fucking jet fuel sprayed in his face. Ugh. And first of all, he's just like ah! He just like makes out this horrible blood turtling <laughs> scream. And then the rest of the fight, he's got this like terrible burn yeah. on the side of his face. I was like, how is he fighting? <laughs> Uh, anyway, back to Meg Ryan's wrist. It looks really gross. Yeah, yeah and it, at one point it, it goes, rips off a bunch of Look skin. at your wrist. That looks terrible. <laughs> and she's, she she actually is, maybe just because she's so mad or scared or whatever, but she seems pretty unbothered by it. She, like, kind of, I mean, and I feel like it's just because the script requires her to also, yeah. but, like, she her character st- is, like, sticks with, Meg Ryan does a good job of playing a character who really shouldn't be uh, bothering with this guy Long after right. she is, yeah. like he has nothing to do with all this stuff, but she definitely has nothing to do with like all it, this I mean, stuff. I mean, I think the movie's keeping her on board because you do, you are supposed to think up to a point at least that like maybe this, maybe this girl does have something. To That's do with true. Her. Yeah. Like once it's whitt- it's whittling away. She was there. Yeah. Like it's whittling away the red herrings, and she was there, and she is. You are, you don't really know much about her. It turns out she's just a coed who like she's just yeah. a, like a college a crush girl on who her professor, yeah. and uh, you know she they, she does they, like she's like I do like she like has a whole thing where you're like I do like you I mean maybe not as much now and yeah. then they have sex later <laughs> yeah things get things get romantic the, at a certain point which is the cover which is them in front of these blinds like very noirish shot yeah. of them in front of these blinds while it's raining outside it's him <laughs> rediscovering they, his passion they have not clear, cleaned the blood off of the other window that's <laughs> smashed from the dead kid by the way <laughs> Yeah, he, he rediscovers his passion, which is sort of one of the themes of the thing. I mean, it's sort of the thing. He is starts it, it's, to wish that he'd you know, regret get quitting and giving up for whatever reason that he I quit think, and gave up. You know, it's that thing. I mean, if there's a theme, that's it. But it's also like the idea that like, and here, or, or, the ironic, you know, at the end of my life when I'm going for sure going to die, yeah. now I'm like, oh, now I want to be alive. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So he he gets to contemplate his death a little bit, and he's like, "I always thought death was something that happened to other people, yeah. and like all that sort Mostly of stuff." Mostly, it's an excuse for like noir noirish uh, set pieces yeah. and stuff. Like, and there's for having whole... a tar pit on a college campus. And that's another thing that reminded me of Sin, Sin City, City. Is that I thought that Frank Miller had, must have seen this because there's a whole thing in uh, Big Fat Kill, Sin City, the Big Fat Kill, where they go to this tar pit. Yeah, like there's this whole battle of tar pit, and this scene r- reminded me of it. <laughs> A lot. It wasn't. It's not exactly the same. That's that's way crazier. But uh, when you you pointed out to me when you, we were texting, you were like, "Oh, Frank Miller must have seen this." Yeah, and uh, it hadn't occurred to me. But you happened to text that to me while I was watching it. And <laughs> oh, then weird. For the rest of the movie, I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, he's totally right." Because graphically, like compositionally, yeah. the way that it's shot and the way that it looks totally reminded me of Sin City. And not so much like not so much the Sin City movies. I mean, no, I'm, ta- no, no. I'm talking like that. Like he that like he took like just that both of the thing the the books that. Yeah. And this are both like t- going like okay, what's film noir? It's like then it has like ten things. It's this and this and this. It's these twisted families with incest plots and like people you don't know who are trying to kill you and like this you know some guy's been what poisoned. What is DOA and they, and they is went- the only film noir Frank Miller ever saw? <laughs> right? and he based like his whole shit on that. 
<laughs> I would love that. They're like film noirs, you know, like DOA with Dennis Quaid. <laughs> There's that, uh, <laughs> you know. But I, I mean, I, are there others? I, that's the that's, there, film that's, noir. The, that's the only one, right? But I th- but they both of them have this like very heightened film noir thing where they're like they're doing they're doing a, a 90s version of yeah. of that. Like there's there's the shot where Cookie Fitzwearing is driving the car and she gets shot through the windshield yeah, yeah. in the head and it's totally like a Frank Miller panel where it's mm-hmm. like spack and then you see the blood oh, pop yeah. out of her head. You know, it's like it's pretty oh man, up. it totally oh, looks like it's Frank great because they're like taking him to the tar pits to dump him and yeah. then she gets in a fight with the. Bodyguard, with yeah. the bodyguard, bodyguard with the chauffeur, and the chauffeur is—I don't know if he loves her, but he—he's—he's he's like, I don't know, he, lo- he loves her in some way. Yeah, <laughs> he, he like he loves. So when he, he, I think he, he I think accidentally he shoots her, her in the temple, not, he's like, de- you know, devastated. He, by yeah, it. that's and that shot is fucking great. That's yeah. that's. I think it's at that point that it really made me go back through the whole movie. And go, oh, this is like Frank Miller because mm-hmm. it is that like the the way that the the bullet hole like cracks the windshield and yeah. you just see her with the bullet hole yeah. in her head. Yeah, it's, it's like up. a you it's can like actually very see, it's like you can see the words that he like the sound effects yeah. words, you know, like spack. Yeah. This, sub, like this subplot is grim as hell. Yeah. And like <laughs> it turns so, out to not have anything to do with it. Do and it. he like uh so he so he, he actually shoots her. He's like, "No." And then like they they the fall co- into the tar they drive pit. the car gets in the tar pit and Dennis Quaid meanwhile is in the back just going like, "I got to get the fuck out of here." Yeah, it's a cool scene. And they're trying to There's a tar pit. <laughs> and there's a tar pit, so so she's dead. He On he gets campus. he gets out of the car before uh the tar he gets out of the car before, before the, car the tar sinks. pit. But then the the chauffeur gets out of the tar pit. Uh, he, he does he end up shooting him? He gets in a he gets in a fight with the chauffeur who's covered in tar. Who's covered in tar. They're on a bridge that's over the tar pit. Yeah, the bridge is like decorated with Christmas lights. Yeah, and then they're fighting each other with a garbage can. Because they keep on throwing a garbage can at each other that's full of trash. It is one of the weirdest fight scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's, it, it's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie where you're just like, wow, is, I've not seen that this, in a movie before. This whole situation really escalated. <laughs> this is wild. And this was all filmed in... And he eventually like prevails and throws yeah. him into the tar, and the guy, I guess, finally sinks into the tar pits. This is all filmed in Austin and Marfa, Texas, oh, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Or somewhere nearby somewhere nearby in Austin. If anybody can tell great. me where these where these places are... It's, that'd a, be, it's a very colorful We want to find that guy's body. Austin, I, in the tar I'm wondering. Pit. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if that is a tar pit there or whatever. But it's actually kind of seemed like maybe this is just a real because none of the places mm-hmm. in this seem like they're necessarily sets. They all feel like yeah, this is just they right. just because of budgetary reasons or whatever. We're like, well, we're filming in Austin. Let's just shoot stuff around here. Yeah, and we'll, shoot const- st- we'll shoot at the tar pit. <laughs> we'll shoot at the tar pit. I don't yeah. know. Maybe there's Richard a tar Linklater pit. owns that tar pit now. <laughs> Richard Linklater, could you get a hold of us and let us know where that tar pit is and yeah. when we can social distance? Uh, we'll, we'll come visit you in the tar pit. Yeah, Richard Linklater, we'd like to visit you in the tar pit. Slide Is into that our Richard DMs. Tar pit. That's where uh, Bernie lives. <laughs> yeah, Bernie lives in the tar pit now. He lives out back. Richard Linklater. He's house basically in the tar just pit. like the monster that killed Denise Crosby on Star Trek <laughs> that time. Uh, so this family gets all taken care of. Then Dennis Quaid, I think, goes back and has sex with Meg Ryan one yeah. more time. After got <laughs> coming back for seconds. Would it be cool if she was like, now I'm poisoned too because you poisoned me with your dick. <laughs> Her her whole character kind of is like the <laughs> definition of yeah. superfluous. And then she dies. The end. <laughs> she's well, it, Dennis on so arrival. After he has sex, she's with Meg more Ryan. she's more of a red herring than the family almost because at least oh, yeah. that turns into a whole thing where it's like that's more like he he's like I got it figured out and then you're like no you didn't that yeah. wasn't the plot of this movie that you accidentally stumbled into a different movie whereas the Meg Ryan character is sort of just like hi I'm in this movie now I'm not now I'm in this movie again. 
and now I'm not. Right. Yeah. He goes and he goes and confronts. Uh, he goes and confronts uh, Charlotte Rampling, and she basically goes like, "Here's the whole story. That kid. The story. The, the kid was the stu- uh, That kid who was your student who killed himself. Who uh, was my benefactor? Or I was the benefactor. My ward. Of, yeah. Was my. He was my ward. He was actually my son from a previous marriage that I had. He came back, and yep. so I. Uh, and that's and why. The, that's why I'm mad. That I was mad that well, my daughter was fucking him because they were brother and sister. Well, and yeah. not great. And also the guy. So the confrontation. Because she always, he always said, but you know, it was that it was a burglary, right? And that he, he, they both got shot in the burglary, and that they died, and like so, everyone was like, yeah, that's fine, because the guy was like a, a, you know, a bad dude that her ex, her old husband, right? And then she's married to the rich guy. This guy shows up, and the rich guy's like, well, to her, like, well, fuck you, you, you have to, I'm just kicking you on the street. You're never gonna see your daughter again, and you get no money or whatever. And so then she shoots. Yeah. Both of them. Yes. <laughs> Makes it look like they killed each other. She has to kill both of them to make it look like they killed each other. And then, yeah, and then it turns out that the son and daughter were fucking each other because I guess they liked each other but didn't know that they were mm. related. Yeah. No. And, you gotta, and throw, guy, you gotta throw an incest plot in here real quick. Sure. The, the kind <laughs> of enforcer guy who looked after her daughter was also an old friend of hers who had yep. been with her for a long time. So he's dead. Her yeah. daughter's dead. Her son's dead. Yep. And she says the two, as much. The two, the two, uh, the, her two husbands are dead. Yes. yes. She says as much and then and kills to herself. Dennis Quaid and then fucking kills herself. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, Jesus. Jesus Christ! I, I like it's super grim. I love. She kills I, herself, and he's like, "So who poisoned me?" And yeah, I know. She's like, "I don't that's what fucking I, know." That's what I love is that it's like who poisoned is like it's still like he goes like, "Well, great now," because the movie is like like, "Well, fuck." Well, that was a that was a crazy movie, but what about my movie? Now we're at a who dead poisoned end, yeah. me? And this is where I this is where we might disagree because I actually like this twist. I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I, I, I thought it was funny. I didn't I have it was a problem funny. with it. I don't think it's the most well executed thing, but I thought I. I think the reason it's disappointing is because anything would be disappointing at this point. And also, like, and also, like, they have killed everybody else in the movie, so you're like, right. well, it's got to be Daniel Stern. Like, I okay. kind of, I one of the things, like, you keep talking about how noirish is and how it's going through like every yeah, yeah. trope. One of the tropes I wished it had stuck with was that you never solve the mystery. Like, it kind of is too convoluted to tell what's... Like, if you watch, like, The Big right. Sleep, well, that's, it's like, who the fuck knows what happened? Well, that's yeah. Raymond Chandler, who's too drunk to finish sure. his novels but maybe, maybe if maybe if <laughs> no, but kinda, great. Maybe if this had kind of yeah, yeah. gone that way, like, the answer is in there somewhere, but he never really finds out, and I, it's just like, think, of course they were never going to make that movie, but that would be more fun. I think that would have been disappointing to me, too, because it is the kind of thing where you do, like, go, like, well, who... Po-? I think that right. would have... Then we would be complaining, like, well, who did poison him? Well, then? maybe it didn't have to be he finds out right okay maybe maybe anyway, we maybe we know but he doesn't know daniel stern daniel stern poisoned him and it's for and the why and it's for the dumbest reason because he wanted to publish reason. the kid's I, book under his own name out yep. of whack he read that he like did you you never read out it's of whack, a masterpiece because oh, fucking great because earlier in the earlier in the movie he like i'm willing was willing to kill many people yeah. earlier in the movie so there's like the copy the, actually he didn't throw it away he was going to read the novel and he and that's when daniel stern went to his ex his soon-to-be ex-wife's house and um, to get the novel, yeah, and uh, ha- ended up having to murder her in the process because you see the the burning manuscript in the fireplace yeah. there too. So so he went there to burn because it was the last one except for the copy that he had, which he's going to pass off as his own. So he destroyed all the copies, killed the kid. <laughs> now that whole family's dead, so nobody <laughs> even knows about him. So that was just sort of dumb luck that Dennis Quaid ended up getting yeah. involved in that situation. Uh, 
But he and basically decides he has to kill anyone who ever came yeah. in contact with the manuscript. Right. In order to make sure that nobody knows that it was his. And so he could publish a manuscript. And I think that he had points. It's I one of the best damn books I, I ever read. Yeah. I also think, I, I love it. Because, you know, I love it. It's because I think it's, I think it's. This is exactly what happened to Harper Lee, by the way. <laughs> oh, I love wow. it. I love it. And it is stupid. <laughs> and wrote the one and, good and book. I think that I like, what I like about it is that the movie then goes, what? Like Dennis Quaid? <laughs> like I believe there's even a line where he literally like start like goes like what and then starts laughing. Like, it actually gets it actually is kind of comedic at the end. I think obviously yeah. the movie's aware of how stupid this sure. is, and so like this, this is what the banter is because they fight, and this is a, this is how the banter because like Daniel Stern's mad because uh, Dan- Dennis Quaid was so was such a good writer and then lost his passion for it and quit. Yeah. And he's like, you had a talent others would. And then Dennis Quaid goes, kill for yeah. Yeah. And then Den- And then Stern goes, isn't that what it's all, what it's all about? Publish or perish? That's and then terrible. When the, and That's then fucking terrible. This really happens. But that was, a line, fighting, I think that was a line from earlier in yeah, the movie. Yeah, it's something that, that, yeah, that it's they say. It's just they go, a bad they, line. But they, but they pass it off. It's like, oh, publish or perish. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's something that teachers say. You know? yeah, yeah, and yeah. then when Dennis Quaid has the gun on him, he goes, perish. Yeah, and he shoots blows him. him I like it when he shoots him and he it like blows him out the window. It's uh-huh. just like... <laughs> it blows him out the window. It's yeah. Wonder Boys the a, thriller. There's yeah. a whole fight scene. The fight scene's, <laughs> the fight scene's kind of cool because there's like an exposed fan that like is yeah. almost getting people's faces in it. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Yeah, it is like it's like Wonder Boys. It blows, Wonder him, out, Boys it blows him out the window and he falls on like... Was he falling? He fa- he's on top of the... Because it's like a day later since yeah. that kid died. He's, he's on top of the like... Oh, the on chalk, top of the chalk outline. The chalk or the taped outline of the, yeah, the yeah. dead kid who was like he you falls know, into who the, he, who he falls he into a garbage truck and the garbage truck disposal crushes oh. him just <laughs> like poor, shredder poor shredder he came back <laughs> uh, but uh, no but he it's he I, I loved it because he's like right on top of the guy that he'd killed because yeah. he'd push the kid he he you know he'd push the kid off the roof before he's like he was easy to kill like yeah. Daniel Stern turns into a real bad guy at the end it's great I lo- I just loved how silly it was and the, and that it stupid. was and that it was I I, I don't know but I mean I like that it was stupid because I like that it ultimately was like. That that thing where it's like, the whole movie's like, it's got to be because of this crazy plot of this this rich family and it's this incest plot and oh my god, it's got to be something. It goes all the way to the top and then it's like, no, no, that's a different movie. The reason that you're poisoned is because your friend is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and and is like and can't and apparently he was willing can't to kill write. many people to get his hands on a 400 page manuscript right? that he thinks is good. Right, and I think I feel like he almost like he poisoned Dennis Quaid before he found out he didn't read it. <laughs> Like he's right. like he's like uh, he almost like he's like well I guess I didn't even need he could have just gone he hey can I have that <laughs> yeah have you read this no were you planning on reading it no I don't want to read it great uh, can I take it yeah I don't care <laughs> so then it cuts back to the black and white where Dennis Quaid is like yeah. uh, and he and he says it was all just somebody's homework that was all like he like <laughs> he's fully yeah. aware of how stupid all this is. And then, uh, and then the final shot when the credits roll, he's just is him like hall. walking down the hall. He's gonna and die. I was so hoping that yeah. he would, he would five he point would palm exploding heart technique. Yeah. It was like fall fucking over. Cool. Like if they, I wanted him. I, I, I went through all the credits, and then at the end, the credits sort of like are, are finished scrolling, and then he, and then oh, he, he collapses. Yeah. That would have been yeah. great. They do not. That do was that. that was my that was the part that disappointed me because okay. I actually thought the twist was funny. It was it is stupid, but I enjoyed it. But then I thought like I was like, and then he dies. And then you're like, oh, he doesn't die. What? Well, I mean, he's gonna die. He, like, I know, fades I know, but I, but I feel end, like the movie, like, the movie, like the movie, like hammered home every other fucking yeah. thing, plot thread, like, and you're like, give, give, let us see this guy die. Right. I don't know, like that. It's not the kind of movie where we we like this guy too much. We don't want to see him. Sure. We know he's gonna. I'm like, just let's let watch this guy die. Yeah. What what the fuck movie are we? Looking? And then it says the end over the top of his dead body. Question mark? <laughs> Exclamation point. Whoa. 
Yeah, in yeah, quotes. Yeah. Uh, I, I just like uh, how I always like to do the jokes in the in the movies. There's mm. a there's a re- recurring joke through the whole movie that I actually like. They they do. I thought that they were just going to tease us the whole time, but they do give you the punchline. But it's Meg Ryan's on the phone. I think with like her dog. With she's on the phone with her dog. I was just guessing. <laughs> her mom. Somebody who uh, who's Therapist. who's like telling who tells her this joke, and and Dennis Quaid like hears the the like setup of the joke over it, and she's like. She's like, where do all the reindeer go when Santa and the other reindeer deliver presents? Uh, where do all the female reindeer go? And Dennis Quaid's like, where do all the female reindeer go? And she's like, oh, pfft, I'm not telling. I don't want to. T- it's stupid. And then he like, you don't hear it. And then, and this go and so that they, that just lays there. And then he brings it up another time. She's like, I'm not gonna tell you. And I'm going like, I. <laughs> I want to know what's I know. Joke. I've never heard this joke. <laughs> I, and, and while I was watching it, I Googled it, too, and could not find it. Oh, no. So I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then finally, at the end, it's like one of the things that pays off. And she and, he, and it's like when Ian is like, hey, I'm dying. We just had sex, whatever. You tell me the punchline of the joke. She's like, okay, fine. <laughs> Where do all the female reindeer go when Santa and the other reindeer are delivering oh, right. presents? They go into town and blow a few bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Good it's joke. Good. It's good. I like that joke. Uh, I like it. That's great. <laughs> I do like it. <laughs> Love a few bucks. That's funny. Funny uh, joke. I laughed. Yeah. I'm laughing I'm now. I'm into it. Oh, Ratings. Three Juds. Mm. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't sort of get swept up in it uh like you did, but I did think it looked awesome and I thought it was very funny. Um Mostly just the the visuals were were really into. I was really into that. Uh, I'm uh, like one one Douglas. It's, it's not very sleazy. There's yeah. a little bit of sex, but uh, there's like it. some talk of incest, but there's nothing. It's yeah. like you know nothing real. We don't get to see any of it. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna give it. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, 10 out of 10 uh, ripped off wrists. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Better you than me. Ugh. Uh, God, it's gross. <laughs> Can you, and just imagine, and then she's got it wrapped up later, and you're just like, ah. Like, because Big Ryan's character, first, also, I want to point out before we get, before we finish up, that she, like, he, like, leaves her. He's like, I'm sorry, I got you involved in this. Go on home or whatever. And then he, he like, stumbles after he killed the chauffeur or whatever, stumbles into some college party and people are like, yeah, and they're like dumping beer on him and popcorn and shit. <laughs> yeah. And she like goes, hey, get out of here and find out. She went home after this like fucking horrifying adventure with Dennis Quaid. She went home for like, I guess an hour and then was like, ah, fuck it, I'm going out again. Oh, I want to go to the carnival. She wraps up her torn wrist <laughs> and it's like, I'm going out again. And you're like, man, she is a partier. She is a trooper. She's in college. She was out all night drinking with Dennis Quaid the day before and then they had like this thing. If it was anybody else, she'd be like, eh, you know, that guy drugged me. I'm just going to go home and go back. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> or at least not go out again. She's like, nope, I'm going out again. Well, I want to go to this carnival, this frat yes. carnival. Again, anyway. another carnival. Yeah. A recurring, uh, recurring thing in these movies. This one's and not, movies in general. This one's not like just in the attic, though, like the one. No, no, I no. guess it's Christmas. I love a good attic carnival. I don't know. Uh, it does take place at Christmas in like a Shane Black way, where it's yeah. like it's like Christmas is just background noise throughout the thing. <laughs> yes. People have trees and just to have different like Christmas lights up. I guess uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it two and a half. Judge, that just really, I really that ending is really stupid. Oh, geez, okay. And I'm not crazy about the fact that like the plot had nothing to do with itself. That ending is really stupid. <laughs> It's really stupid. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. It's kind of funny, but it's also just sort of like, well, what? Come on. That's the du- that's honestly the one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in a movie where he's like, I just wanted that book so bad. <sighs> Come on. 
dumber than deceived when the, you don't know what this plan is? Where is his plan? <laughs> his plan is non-existent. Yeah. What was your plan? <laughs> what were you doing, John Hurd? Deceived on what arrival. What was this? You did so much. Why? That's uh, I, that's what I thought was so funny about this was like, yeah, that's dumb, but also he killed so many people. Yeah, so many like, people. Like he's like, all right, I'm gonna push the kid off the roof. Wait a second, am I gonna have to kill his wife too? Yeah, I'm gonna have to kill his wife. Yeah. I'll poison him. That's the easiest yeah. way to kill Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Is that to poison with him. radioactive. Well, then he won't know where where it happened. You know, right? They won't be able. It's un, un sure, untraceable. Sure. No, I mean, I get it. It's just like the pushing the kid off the well, the roof is like somebody could have seen you. Yeah, I mean, you, there's the gonna be a witness to that. Like, you can't just barge into Jane Katzmarek's house and hope that you're gonna be able to beat her to death or whatever. You know what I mean? It's I feel like, like I'll be able to club her with a toy Ferris but that, wheel. But that is why. That is why I, I liked it. Is actually for the same reasons that you didn't like it. Is because no, is because is because it has nothing to do with the with the other plot. Yeah, and because it was like and because it made me laugh when it's like this is because like not only did he kill those pe- he killed those people, but then also he got all these other people killed. Yeah, because because of because Dennis Quaid's meddling trying to find well, out what happened. Dennis Quaid was going like, "What happened to me with this kid and stuff?" And like maybe that would have that family was going to fall apart anyway, but they probably wouldn't have all died. What in happens the same to night. Danielle Stern now? What happens to the wife? Uh, Who knows? She's just miserable. She's a doctor. <laughs> she's got that job yeah, to, to fall back on. She's she's she'll do okay. She'll be all right. She's, she's a good looking doctor. Yeah. yeah, she's gonna do fine. She'll be fine. Uh, yeah. How many Douglas's? Just give it one Douglas for the Freudian slip. Ooh. And then uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 tar pits on college campuses. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm going four Juds. I loved it. Yeah. This, I, was Jesus a, Christ. It was a fun. I had fun with Fuck it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun with it. Like I said, the ending made me, that when it got to that twist, I was like, that's, I was like, yes, that's absolutely where it's like, what? That's what it's, that's how this hap- all happened? Right. I love it when a thing is like, you're like, this, this guy. I love it when a thing is dumb. This got way out of control. Like, this is like, this is like, I'm going to kill two people. Shit. Now I have to kill four people. All right. Now I have to kill three people. All right. Well, oh, that's, shit. Three that's more plenty. people killed each other. Oh, shit. Now all these people killed each other. But have ah. you read Out of Whack? Have you read Out of Whack? Yeah. It's very good. What if it turns out that Out of Whack is like infinite jest and like nobody reads the whole thing? <laughs> you can read it in any order. Yeah. I've tried reading Infinite Jest like four times. <laughs> it's the book for douchebags, apparently. I guess. I don't know. I kind of liked what I read, but then Uh-oh. I also. But then I got to a point. <laughs> this guy over here, but right? Then I, but then I got to always got to a point where I was like, well, I'm not. I'll pick it up in a week or so, and then I pick it up again. And go like, I don't know I what's, don't going, know what's on going on in this on book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read an entertaining book instead. Uh, well, yeah, one one Douglas. It's not really. There's like a sex scene, but it's not dirty or anything. The incest talk, Freudian slip, all that. And I'm going to give it. Oh, what did you guys say? I had the wrist. He had the tar pit. Oh, tar pit and the wrist. That that's pretty. That's pretty much everything. Fan, that fans in, in the face. this morning. I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, hungover John Hawks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because John Hawks makes a brief appearance where he like wakes him up in his class and he's like, "What? No, I'm here. Whoop! Oh, yeah. I was partying too hard." And then he, he, at least he gets a line. Sleep. He does have a line. He does yeah. not have a line in the next movie. Oh, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, just because I tend to pay attention to stuff, is this movie. The first AD on this movie is Louis Desposito, who's like the line producer for Marvel now. Like he, wow. he's like a head producer on almost all of them of the Marvel movies. Like he's under Kevin Feige, but he's you know, like wow. The editor of this movie is Raja Gosnell. Raja Gosnell, who directed like Scooby Doo, Beverly Hills and, Chihuahua, like, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, the Smurfs. Yeah, the Smurfs. Yep. Most, uh, most. Did he, he did, is he a commercial director guy? Did he, he did commercials videos, but a lot of like you know shitty, anything shitty. Anything shitty. I get him. Shitty. I get yeah. him he would do anything. He did, as he long did a chipmunk movie. I get him. Con- I get him confused with the guy who directed Mystery Men. That's Kinka Usher. 
You're right. Who I believe did those Chihuahua Taco Bell commercials. I think you're right yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's why I get him confused. Mystery this Man guy, sucks also if you're out there thinking this guy the depends on who you talk to, this but guy, I, tend I, know, to I tend to I agree, yeah. Oh, Mystery Man fucking sucks. Fucking sucks. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> a couple of my favorite people in the world really yeah. love that movie, and it breaks my it's got fucking heart. It's got a Michael Fuck, Bay cameo. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Mystery, oh my God. Mystery, Man is, Mystery Man is a movie that was like it was like a parody of superhero movies before that you were super enough superhero movies to like make that make sense. And then it's like, but if you watch it now, it still sucks. Well, the thing, the thing that I didn't like Mostly about it when it came director. out was because like, oh, this is a good idea. Yeah. But like the Tick cartoon had been on. Yeah. And so I went and saw that movie. I'm like, what the fuck? The cart, the Tick cartoon does this way better. And I right. just gave up. Because it's from that. Yeah, it's basically the yeah. same kind of shit. Well, it's from the uh, Flaming Carrot comics. Oh, is it? Mystery. It's based on. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. It's the same. It's the same universe as. Uh, well, no, I don't know if this is the Tick, but it's Flaming Carrot. It's anyway. It's a whole parody. Maybe comic we'll book. do it on the Patreon. Ooh, <laughs> not, I don't, I don't want to watch ever that shit again. Oh, come on. No reason to. We draw the line at Mystery Man. It's. I mean, it just sucks. There's no. There's nothing to talk about except that, like, but it's some like a, people love it. It's like a great wasted cast. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you know, yeah. one of my com- Roger, one of my Roger comedian Gosnell. friends who is now writing for a major like late uh, t- television show is constantly tweeting about <laughs> how this Mystery Man is one of the best movies ever. And you're like, you are a very talented, funny person who has good taste. What is happening? What is this about? To the best of us. Yikes! Yeah, it's, it's not, fucked up. Because the main thing, main problem with it is it's not funny. It's it's not funny. It's, oh, it's awful. But anyways, uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what isn't awful is the next movie. That's true. I am really shocked that both of you guys liked this movie. Not because like you're you have bad taste or anything, but because it's so demonstrably not a thriller and deliberately boring. I had seen this before and liked it. Okay, so I me had, too. I mean, is, I've I've seen it many times. And, I really like this and movie. And I'm a and yeah. I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a real sucker for like a slow burn mm-hmm. Texas noir drama. Yeah. You cool. know, like just this kind of thing. This it's kind flesh, of thing. It's, it's flesh and bone. So sweet. Almost innocent. She is innocent. She doesn't know. There's no reason for her to know, no reason for me to tell her. I I realize that. But this woman, she's different. I know exactly what I'm doing. The way she looked at you, the way you looked at her. She'll never know. I swear it. You're stupid. You've always been stupid. You were stupid when you were a little kid. I didn't pull the trigger. No, but you opened the door, and it was supposed to be asleep. And you always know they're supposed to be asleep. Right. Like, like this kind of thing <laughs> is a thing that I... For the listener. I, like, dig. You know, where it's, like, a lot of, like, these... Mm-hmm. languid leisurely shots of like just like Texas backgrounds and yeah. driving around I'm like yeah, I, yeah that's what I like about it too yeah. I mean I I can get into that and so the, and it's like sort of I also am like a sucker for the type of this thing where it's like all mopey the, and it's just well just like the ghosts of the past oh, coming yeah. back to fuck it's everyone really up it's a really good ghosts of the past it's movie. just very much I don't know it's, I like how it's writerly kind of, it is yeah. like, kind of pretentious I like I like lo- this is like my genre like if I'm like reading fiction this mm-hmm. is like the kind of shit I, I written think, directed you know? uh, written and directed by Steve the guy who did uh, who did Fabulous Baker Boys? Yeah, he wrote and, and also every single Harry Potter except, movie except one, except the except fifth one, the fifth one, he which didn't is the write. worst. No, I don't in, know. Incorrect in my opinion. As somebody who I don't I don't like those don't movies know. really at all, but I think that that's the only one that I really like is oh. because and apparently it's the one that changes the most from the Mike book. Newell one. No, it's uh, it's the first David Yates one. Oh, the first David. You're, yeah, the fifth one is the best. It's the uh, it's the one I that confused it with the fifth, fourth one. Yeah, it's the one that ends with Gary Oldman getting he finally gets killed and like they have a big wizard fight at the right. end. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this shit's like, I don't have to know what's going on. It's just exciting. 
lizard so stuff. Steve Imelda Close, Staunton. So Steve yeah. Cloves did not write that. Did one. not write that <laughs> one. Interesting. That's, uh, that but is, he also that is my favorite Harry Potter movie. He also adapted Crazy. Wonder Boys. Yeah, yeah, wow. he did Wonder Boys too. He he didn't direct that. Obviously, no, 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 but, but he, 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 wrote he wrote it. Wrote, yeah. yeah, so writerly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. He's got. And he's that got, one is got I mean, very literary that one pretensions. Is about, this one, this one did. This that is was a, this is a screenplay that does the work. This yeah. is this I love is it. this is also I believe similar to DOA is has like like you say it's very writerly. It's not as uh, flashy. It's not like hmm. visually like a film like film noir. But it's very like there's lines people say where you go where nobody you, talks where you go, like, like, that, like nobody would say that. Yeah. It's also very, like nobody would say that, and particularly not this lady. It's but, also really really written to theme. Yeah, like it's very on point all the time. Like yes. anytime there's a scene, it's sort of like tying into the way that this movie is treating its characters and all what it's all about. It's trying to be kind of like about something. I would say it's, it's not very oblique. Well, it's not a thriller. It is like it does fall. It falls squarely into like the the thing like mm-hmm. the murder mystery thing oh yeah 100 i mean the opening scene is actually like, really good really the opening scene's fucking incredible the opening scene yeah. is probably my favorite part of the movie sure because it's just like it's and actually and it's and actually it, very it better be because it has to coast off of it for a long time because the opening scene is a very is a, like a very ten, intense yeah. like I feel it's like, like it's basically like in cold blood in like a couple minutes it's it, like Essentially, yeah. the same type of murder is in cold blood. Well, you talking about how like this is a sort of up your alley. You like things yeah, like yeah. this. So do I. But I feel like the movie expects you to kind of tune into its wavelength. And if you don't, it's not going to work for you. Right. You have to choose to kind of kind of go with it. Yeah. You know. And um, it, it has this other big problem, which is that I think the two leads, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan, are like woefully miscast. They're not bad in it, but they're not right for their roles. That. Is possibly Maybe. true, although I, this is probably the best Dennis Quaid performance I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I mean, don't think he's very good. What about Inner Space? Uh, I watched, Maybe I watched most of that the other day. He is good in it, but he's also do, he's like also he's, doing a lot in that movie, yeah. so it's a little different. There's like never he's, been a movie where I'm like, that had to be Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Sure, sure. Well, I would say that, this, he, one that this one is not that either. Much like the, <laughs> no, oh, no. Yeah, but no. much like the screenplay, he's really doing the work. Yeah, he's okay. Really, he's really just inhabiting this character and doing and doing his best. <laughs> but I feel like he doesn't. I think he's fine. I don't think he's selling very much. Like how beaten down this guy is. I do, I, I got it. He's a little bit t- not cowed enough, in my opinion. It's an interesting character who who is essentially like uh, destroyed by this one. This one. He's like fairly functional as a human being. He actually reminds me of. This is weird. I don't know if this is gonna make any sense at all. But he reminds he me reminds of Adam Sandler. Oh. He reminds me of Kevin Clark. Yeah. Just beaten down by the world that can barely get by. Yeah. Barely. Fun- and I, he's actually, he's very, but he's very functional, but kind of like very non-functional at the same time. Right. He reminded me of Adam Sandler and Punch Drunk Love. Oh, yeah? This guy who like runs his own business and mm-hmm. is like, you know, he's got all his ducks in a row and he can handle it, but also is fucking wrecked well, inside. And, actually, and that's just... Yeah. That's an interesting comparison. Because yeah. also because both of those guys in both of the movies are like they they're like everything's fine as long as everything is just the yeah. same as it always is. Like they they've got their routine. Mm-hmm. Here's the routine. Here's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing this. As soon as something comes to shake it up, it's like I don't uh, I don't, don't like do I don't that. like this. They can I don't, barely talk to another human being. I can't yeah. function anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Life, well, life is excruciating unless they're just th- doing the thing, the thing that they do. This movie also reminded me of one of my favorite movies that opens with a horrifying, violent act and then uh, jumps ahead Howard in the, the duck. future is uh, Kingpin. <laughs> no, close Kingpin. Yeah, where, that's right. Because and, and also in it's that a lot like in, that. in that movie, Woody Harrelson's character, who's a who's a bowler who's had his hand ground up by uh, yeah. who's just, just by the shino ballo by the shino ballo <laughs> no by the by the ball return uh, has uh, has he also like sells like uh, novelties and stuff. To, yeah. to like bowling alleys. Maybe and that's shit. where they got it. 
<laughs> Maybe that's where Clovis was like, I can, I can do that. Well, they, Kingpin was after this. <laughs> that's, so. Oh, well, okay. So whoever, so they stole it from him. They stole well, anyway, it from him. So but anyway, so... But it reminded me of that movie only in that way. So the, <laughs> and the, the opening scene, which is the, you know, the highlight of the movie, and it's fucking amazing, beautifully directed. Uh, it's this shit, it's like the, it, what is it, the plains of Texas? Yeah, it's, it's Texas. It's rural Texas. Texas. It's, it's another rural, rural it's Texas. Another, this is rural Texas. So yeah. like the last movie Bleak was like... and flat. In, in a city, yes. clearly, a university. But this is like Texas, Texas. Yeah. This is what, this land. Is you, when people say Texas, you go, oh, it's like that. And it yeah. is, It is most of Texas is like you spent like a lot of time doing it, it's hard for people from not there to realize how fucking big and empty Texas is. Because yes. it's like... Oh, drive through Texas, guys. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's this is all about te- it takes big, days. empty Texas. Yeah. And people are com- commenting it all, all the time. Gwyneth Paltrow's in this movie and is just constantly like, let's get the fuck out of this <laughs> awful this is, place. This is one of her first like yeah. big performances, like big like prominent performances. She's so she's good in really it. She's really good. It might be the best job she's... Like that and Royal Tenenbaums might be it. Like she's, she's similar, so good in similar, both similar, similar characters. characters too, they're, yeah. bo- they're both like constantly rolling their eyes at everything. Yeah. <laughs> if, Meg, if Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid are maybe not the per- perfect people for no, it. No, Con and Paltrow are fucking and Paltrow awesome are in this. Perfect. Yeah, they're James both Con. great. It, you, you are kind of like well, cause so the, op- the opening scene it's like this plains or like you know this Texas house in the middle of the night and it's like the fifties. Yeah, you can tell which I don't say, which I love. I love I love it when movies don't like go like nineteen fifty five. Right, instead, and then present instead, day. Instead, yeah. the yeah, characters the characters are walking around. You're like these. This is old time, and Untouchables is on the TV, and you're mm-hmm. like, well, that's because uh, okay, we know what we you get what year it is. Yeah. If you don't, like you said, if you don't, then you're like, well, maybe don't watch the rest of this right. movie. I don't know. Seems like it's a happy enough family. There's a husband, a wife, a, a little boy and a baby and a new baby yeah and uh and then they the, the husband goes outside to like get the dog or something and sees this kid on the swing set and he's like oh that's weird and then he like invites the kid in the house because he yeah. thinks that he's like a runaway or he's lost or something yeah. like that and you know gives him a meal he's like you can stay here tonight and then we'll, we'll find c- your, we'll family, find your in family in the morning and so the, this is like a scam that the kid who is dennis quaid as a little boy and we don't and know that yet though we we find out pretty. You find out pretty quick because yeah. he's got the he's, he's got, got a, the star tattoo. He's got a yeah. tattoo star, and someone's like, "Wow!" The mom's like, also, well, "How could have done this to a little boy?" And yeah. then also you cinematically a star, star tattooed in his forehead. Like at the end of this flashback, they transfer for, uh, directly yeah, right from. To him. So it's like he, yeah. he is Dennis Quaid. Um, but like the, the kid, the kid and James Conn come in, and this is the, that shot that well, I, the kid I unlocks the door to, at the end. Everybody's asleep. He unlocks this the door. It's an amazing shot where it's like that you see the little boy up at the top of the stairs looking down, and these two shadows, one taller than the other, and they're like weird, yeah. kind of look like ghosts. And they're they're not, they're not talking; they're being silent, but they're kind of moving around. Yeah. <laughs> it's really haunting and scary stuff. The whole opening scene is scary. So this, as but hell. the scam is basically that like the kid wakes up, everybody's asleep, lets his dad into the house, dad rob, robs, robs the, place, the place, and then yeah. they take off. Yeah, but. Then everybody's not asleep tonight, like they're supposed to be. <clears throat> the and, uh, other little boy woke up, yeah, and uh, and the dad, and the dad, and the dad like comes up around the corner with a shotgun, and yeah. he like goes to the little to Dennis to Dennis Quaid, to baby Dennis Quaid, because he doesn't know that he doesn't he, know that they're associated he know with this, the burglar. He know he's like Jim, Henson's, there's a, Jim Henson's Quaid baby. Been a weird, <laughs> been a weird day for this family though. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and then the dad's like got a shotgun. He's gonna sneak up on on James Con, yeah. who's broken, who's stealing shit. And then uh, the little boy of the family is like up at the top of the stairs, like kind of watching the whole thing. He's got this snow globe Mm -hmm. that Dennis Quaid, the little Dennis Quaid baby had like looked at and gone like, oh, I wish I was part of a normal family. (laughs) (laughs) You know, essentially that's like sort of the theme of it. And then like he, the little boy's like got that on the edge of the stair, the, you know, the banister there. He drops it on the floor. It shatters. James, Startles everybody. The the guy shoots the gun. James Conn turns around, blows away this uh, this dude, 
Kills the dad. And then the wife comes down and is like, Harold, what happened? And he kills her. He kills her. Just blows her away immediately. And then he's like, anybody else else asleep? uh, In the house? Except for the baby? He yells at him. He's like, they're they're all supposed to be, you know they're supposed to fucking be asleep. And you can immediately see the dynamic between these two. The the kid, baby Quaid, obviously doesn't like doing this, doesn't want to, is horrified by all this, but is terrified of Khan. And so eventually, this is what what he knows. Khan's like threatening and he's holding him and he's like, is there anybody else? And the kid finally like nods and then (laughs) Khan goes up and blows this kid away. You don't see it, but yeah, he blows but he, the kid off the away. Off screen, he shoots the, ba- the, the kid, but leaves the baby. You hear the baby crying yeah, yeah. the whole time. Wide shot, wide shot of the, the house, baby crying. you hear the baby crying. Yeah. And then it fades out. And then you go, I mean, at that point, you can pretty much... Because you, if I mean, if you know, you already know who's in the movie, so you're yeah. like, and so you've you seen go, the trailer, presumably. So it's I like, mean, I yeah. haven't seen, but you know, I it's mean, not a sprawling cast. So you kind of go like, oh, so Big Ryan, yeah. the baby. Well, I mean, <laughs> or uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Weirdly, or, Gwyn- you, you do think Gwyneth Paltrow at first, but then you go, oh, the age difference is a bit too much. Yeah, 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 yeah she's not true. old enough. And then Meg Ryan shows up and you go, oh, she's the baby. I mean, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. So, I don't know, is what eighteen or nineteen? She's like eighteen this, or nineteen. She's in supposed this, yeah. to be like and, sixteen. And luckily, the movie drops drops like lets you kind of know that. It's a way, I don't the think it's kind of long, but it lets you know early. I don't think that, that like, at any point you're not supposed to know, and right. if you don't know, it's giving you plenty of time to get around to it. It's not trying to conceal that from you no, at exactly. all. Exactly, that's what I mean. Is it, it like it, it's like, important that they don't know? Yeah. Yes. But you being ahead of them doesn't damage the momentum no. or or the the story it's at not, all. It's not that kind of movie. No, because it's I mean, like you, a twisty movie. Yeah, it's not trying to be a that's, twist. That's the only twist, and is that you? I mean, is that you see that opening scene and you know? Yeah. Okay, so that baby's not dead. That baby will be a character yeah. in the movie as a and grown it's up. like the, and the way but the way that they come <laughs> together is very coincidental. Yeah, it's again very writerly. Like it's a construct, but I think one that works. That's what I'm here for. I want that kind but of. But it's story, also you know? very much like I think the whole the whole very thing is that there. It's it's that like uh, t- everybody in the movie is in this. <laughs> part of this texas bubble. and they're constantly just in there so yeah. it's in it was like it's almost like it's inevitable these two characters are going to run into each other because they're all stuck in this one area of america nobody's gonna none of these characters are moving to new york city or anything well, so they're gonna they're gonna meet each other at some point it's important that you point that out though because the whole thing is about how not only are these people not moving to new york they're not moving through their own lives. Yeah, they're not yeah, going they're anywhere. Stuck. No, I don't mean that they're not going anywhere like physically. I mean that they oh, yeah. can't move forward in their lives anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's reflected in the place that they exist. Like the whole landscape is in stasis. Yeah. Like everything, nothing is new. Everything is old and rusted out and broken or stopped or stuck. Just Quaid's, like that. Quaid's got his little cycle yeah. that he's in that he basically likes. Meg Ryan's in a, like a very sad cycle of like just basically being beholden to men who suck. Yeah. She says she has some sort of line about like uh, the first uh, I've just been around shitty men since the time I was 13 and one first took off my blue jeans. And that's the way it's been ever since. Yep. It's fucking sucks. She says she's, she's never been in love with she's, anybody. She's, she's very been she's married. Very got her shitty husband. Yeah, she, she's very chipper for somebody who, who's yeah, life, she's still who's very, kind she of, almost seems yeah, she very almost Ryan. seems too but together like and her. too smart to be trapped in this situation. Yeah. That's kind of part of the, the what I think is miscast about her. Like she seems I, a little too tough for this. She's cheerfully think, resigned to a horror a life of horrors. Yeah. Yeah. I think weird. I liked her in it though and so I don't I think she's I don't think it either really of them bother. are bad. No, I mean I mean I found the character like likable. Like I liked like the keep people keep pointing out he keeps pointing out how she doesn't stop talking and she's kind mm. of like she's flipperty gibbet. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually a flipper to Jedi, uh, but uh, and I kind but I kind of liked that about. I'm like, well, yeah. you know, it's I, and obviously for that character, it's 
partly a coping mechanism for her shitty life is that she's like, well, I have to be very positive all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. because everything is bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's a good girl, though, and Gwyneth Paltrow's a bad girl. Anyways, so uh, now they're all We're, we're all introduced to Dennis Quaid, and, his, and and I love one of the things I really like about this movie is, t- for some reason, Dennis Quaid's job is very amusing and appealing to me. Yeah, he like services <laughs> and, and provides vending machines yep. of all kinds of different vending machines yeah. for like this part of Texas. Specifically, which, which specifically it, well, not specifically. Well, like one of the most entertaining part of it tic-tac-toe is tic tac toe versus the chicken. Tic tac toe chickens. Yeah. yeah. If if you've never seen a tic tac toe chicken booth, then you've been missing out, my friend, <laughs> because you can play tic tac toe with a chicken. And you lose. You do because the chicken. The way that it works is that the you know the chicken they will put a little the, the computer plays tic tac toe against you, and then the chicken will like pe- peck at a place where they put a pellet out. Yeah, yeah. It's a total scam. But who who's who cares? like who cares? And, like and hey, this, this chicken playing tic tac toe is a scam. I want my quarterback. He, he's dying different chickens. We're introducing him with the he's, yeah. They're all color colored he, chickens. He's changing out the red, ch- the pink chicken with a with a green one or whatever. And then this little kid is watching him. He's like, why are they all named Betty? <laughs> I like. I can't remember he, uh, his answer, but it's but it's like it's like this because he's like, he's like they're just like they're talking about it. They're, the chickens are smart. He's like, is this one as the kid goes? Is this one as smart as the last one? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, they're all smart, Tony. I like the way that he comes yeah. into the to the diner where the chicken the chicken thing is, and he's like, damn it, Rupert, you let my chickens fucking frying out there in the heat. And the guy's like, we can't. We serve food here. We can't keep the chicken in here. What and do you want lady, me to do? He goes, we serve food in here. And the lady goes, if you can if you call, can call it, it that. that. Oh man, Steve Cloves. By everybody, the way, everybody in this movie is like, I hate this place that I have. Yeah. Steve Cloves, by the way, when I looked him up, is from is from Texas. Oh yeah. So oh, wow. Which is which is like important to me. Some for some reason, just because like you see these kind of movies and you go like, is this some fucking dipshit from New York who's like, this is what hicks are like? Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, this is a guy who's like, this is, so because there is a, like a real feel to a lot of the places yeah. you know like these live there's well, a everybody lived in, has essential lived humanity in, in here it's a lived you know? in quality to it though where it doesn't it doesn't feel quite like it's like some people who f- flew in and were like wow look at these hillbillies let's make right. a fucking movie <laughs> make about them you're kind of like no nah, everybody's yeah. treated with some sort of respect uh, scott <laughs> wilson dignity. has a has a great little part in it oh that scene is so, so yeah. good man scott i mean wilson, i always, I always scott love wilson scott from wilson. the walking dead yeah yeah uh, a, a younger Scott Wilson who is possibly uh, who, who works for Dennis Quaid and Dennis Quaid is, is successful at this mm-hmm. he drives around he stays in hotels apparently there's a woman in every town he's yeah. successful enough it's like this is what he's he got wa- he's got enough for himself yeah, this oh, yeah. is like and this is like it's all predicated on that earlier scene which like fucked him up for life and he's like he, this is the only thing he doesn't want is stuff happening yeah, yeah. like he doesn't want any kind of excitement he like likes that he goes to these same places sees the same people does the same shit. It's a very over comfortable muddling through. He has. It's not for him. It's not sad that he's stuck in place. Yeah. It's what he wants. I would do this guy's job in a <laughs> second too, because he's just dealing with candy bars, jukeboxes, yeah. and tic tac toe chickens and spray it's painting a, dimes. Occasionally like, picking honestly, up strippers. <laughs> Juke quarters. Juke quarters. It's it's like a kind of grim stasis, but uh, I don't know. I think it's pretty. Neat. I love that. I love. But it's like all, I got yeah. stacks and stacks of candy bars that I got to yeah. deal with. The plot of this movie is pretty thin, but I like a lot of the little stuff where he's, she's like, "Why do you spray paint those?" He's like, "Well, those are the ones so you can tell mine apart from his." And she's like, "Well, why would you want to do?" This? He's like, ten, nine times out of ten, guy goes into a goes into a bar." Jukebox not playing. He's not going to put anything in there. So he put the right. guy, the guy puts my dimes in there to keep the songs going. Then someone goes, "Oh, there's music playing. I'll play." I just like stuff like that. You're like, "Yeah, that's it true. totally makes sense. That's true. It's like little, yeah. little, you know, just the, the that's the best part of the movie is sort of the little yeah. like 
the lived-in quality of these characters. Like, yeah, that, yeah, okay, he's spray he's spray painting chickens and stuff. Yeah, all because there's a there's a part in it. So like, he's he's doing this whole muddling through thing. He goes to this uh, roadhouse uh, place where there's a wedding going on, and this is where we get John Hawks' cameo. Yeah, he's yep. the groom. Uh, there's a there's one of the stripper cakes, and he can see through the through the like a uh, mesh of the stripper cake, like this bottle of booze and a cigarette. This is Meg Ryan being introduced. Mm-hmm. You don't see her face, but she's got a huge bottle of booze, she's got like a handle. She's of Jack getting Daniels fucking hammered inside. This cake, and then there's the wedding party here, and then she pops out just of the a cake. Bunch of a bunch of fucking sweaty Texas dudes. Yeah. Just going, Three, two, one. And then she pops. She slowly, <laughs> drunkenly pops out of the cake <laughs> and vomits on John Hawks. It falls over. That's what John Hawks does in this movie. He gets puked on. Yep. It's good. Good for he him. He doesn't have any dialogue. John Hawks in on. every Texas movie for like a ten year period <laughs> yep. of time. That's true. Yeah. I actually watched the first movie that he was in. I can't remember what it's called. Scary it's movie. Scary movie. It's yeah. awful. Oh, I, it's good. I like it. <laughs> did not, I did not like I it. I didn't love it, but it, I thought it was pretty amusing. For, the, for that like low budget. It like, is, it, you, you want you that have Blu-ray? To, I have the Blu-ray. You want it? Well, I mean, yeah, I, it was I've a, seen it. It was a comp. I don't, you know. It's very, it's <laughs> uh, very DIY. We'll talk, we'll talk like, after the show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Any, anyways, John Hawks rules, and he gets, John, pu- I think he gets John, puked I think, on in this. I think that movie's not great, but John Hawks is great. He's like, you watch him and go like, oh, this kid's got something going. And He's so, and, like and Meg moxie. Ryan is is <laughs> like passed out pretty much immediately, and nobody at this at this at this uh, uh, roadhouse knows her or anything. And so D- Dennis Quaid's like, yeah, I'll take her home. I, I think I I wanted to point this out because I thought about this when I was watching it. The the guys at the at the wedding party are all bummed out that the stripper is like passed out and puking <laughs> on on the groom. If I was at that party, this would have been the best <laughs> wedding party I would have ever been to. I think that is great. Like I'd be the guy in the back going, this is. Awesome. Yeah. Stripper popped out of the cake, puked, puked on, on him, and passed out. Hawks. He was off camera, that guy. The you. <laughs> there was one of those guys. He's there. One of those guys is that guy. I guarantee. Yeah. I hope so. Man, what a great, this is <laughs> what the a best, great party. Best bachelor party I've ever been to. Because being, I've got, I got a little bit of that Dennis Quaid quality where it's like, I gotta go to a what now? I don't want to go to some fucking bachelor party. Fuck this. Well, there's lunch. And then stars. I would go, and that would happen, and I'd be like, Oh yeah, <laughs> glad I didn't stay home. There were Lone Stars and whiskey, so yep. that's know. definitely a way to get me to go someplace. <laughs> Tejas. Uh, yeah. So this this is also very funny, like because so she like wakes up in uh, in Dennis Quaid's bed. He obviously didn't do anything. He's a good guy, despite his blood. And, uh, and <laughs> same blood. but it's really funny. She because he all the weird sh- accoutrement of his work. She like wakes up, doesn't know anything, you know, yeah. doesn't know where she's been, and looks around and sees like these blue dimes, and then like a pink chicken wandering yeah. around. And she's like, "What the?" Fuck? And he's like blow drying. And, and, and there's a box of condoms. She like goes <laughs> yeah. outside. Oh yeah, like but it's like a thousand condoms because he fills condom <laughs> she machines. Goes outside and like runs. I can't I can't remember the whole. Line. It's really funny. Like, like either you stuff. really like cheerleading cheerleading squads and you're you know something. Or like she's that. like or she's like I can she's like this she she like, goes runs through all the stuff she saw on this i can in the condoms i guess we just had a real great night uh the something about the chickens she figures out and then she's like but i can't figure out the blue dimes or something i can't remember it was like it was like she runs through all this all the weird shit I'll she take says. I can't remember. I a box of condoms a bottle old harper a couple <laughs> of those disposable enemas and uh, some illegal fireworks there's a funny there's a funny very uh texasy line where uh, earlier before she wakes up there where the lady at the bar is describing how drunk she is to Dennis Quaid, and she goes, feed this girl a cucumber. It'd come out pickles. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> great line. That's good. Anyway, I mean, so this she- movie's real texas Both this and DOA are filmed in Texas, but DOA is not really... Texas-y. I didn't even know it was in Texas until you guys said it was. I yeah. only knew because John Hawks is in it and because they keep talking about how hot it is, so I actually looked up to see where it was filmed because it's Christmas, and so I was like, what? Where? It's a weird It's weird yeah, it's, for a Christmas movie to be like set at Christmas and be in like a California-ish. very- It doesn't feel California-ish. No. Yeah. So I was like, it's either in like the South or Texas. Yeah. Texas. 
And John Hux was just in every movie around the Austin area for Got a all those time. roles. It's popping up. He did pretty well. He didn't have to move to Hollywood for a while. Yeah. Uh, so she's wearing this the this bra that says boo boo. Uh, yeah. uh, this red stripper bra that says boo boo. He and goes, he's like, "What's boo boo?" Yeah, he mean? just he just goes boo boo. And she like she pulls goes, it. She kind of pulls it out and it says boom boom. And then she, and then she goes, "Story of my life." <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, know. I, li- I like. There's her. some I funny like lines in here too, and she's just she just sort of she's very like waking up in this weird place, very like can do about it, and, and then Dennis Quaid goes like, "You passed out," and she goes, "Who wouldn't?" <laughs> <laughs> and then she kind of doesn't give a shit that like the whatever the job was that she did last night didn't work out. Yeah. This is the attitude that she's had that's gotten her through her entire miserable life. Um, <laughs> Just sort of being like, bah, well, but that happened before. Before we get before this, though, we did see her uh, briefly. We didn't see her face on the bus because we had been introduced to the Gwyneth Paltrow character stealing from dead bodies right after we were introduced to Dennis. Clay. Oh yeah, Dennis. Yeah, he sees her shoplift from the store and doesn't say anything because he's like right. essentially he's like he's a good guy, but also like. He doesn't. He's not. No, like, he doesn't give I'm a shit. Not, I don't care what you're doing. And her scam is as long as, her thing, as long as her thing doesn't. But she goes and pretends he recognizes to be. the trade. She trip. pretends to be bereaved. She goes to funeral homes and steals the jewelry off the dead bodies. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what, that's, a, that's a new scam she's running right now. But she's yeah. clearly like a uh, uh, like a this a grifter grifter. But she's like in training still a little. She's like not quite. She's like doing little grifts here and there. But she's gonna become a con man at some point. She's definitely a fucking evil man by the I way, love it. By the way like, people don't bury your dead with jewelry on what are you egyptians <laughs> the fuck out just take, take the rings take the rings sell Seriously. them keep them as or a keepsake at least uh, for like keep sentimental them. purposes give, you can give them to sell people them. Uh, why is that but why that, does that gold ring have to go in the fucking dirt but gwyneth paltrow had like sees this like dummy head that's Meg's Ryan, Meg Ryan's like this head for her because she's going through like beauty school or something so it's got like a wig on it and Meg Ryan's sleeping there and there's like $20 hanging out and so later on it comes back like oh my $20 got stolen it was the only $20 I had this yeah. is after Dennis Quaid drops her at the bus station so she really has nowhere to go she has no money because we but because we know that Gwyneth Paltrow stole, stole it, it. Mm-hmm. And so basically, Dennis Quaid's like, "Well, I'll give you a ride to back to your house." And she's like, uh, is that, "You know, I'm married." She doesn't really say much more. And then they drive over. They drive up to her to her house, where she where she lives, and uh, she's married to a guy named Reese who isn't there. And then a guy, and then the, but the neither TVs, is most of her furniture. The, this, and Dennis well, Quaid is like, "I don't really want to be here." Yeah, she, yeah. Dennis can Quaid's immediately like, "Can I go now? Can I go? Can I go?" She's like, "Hold on a sec. And I think and it's partly because he's like, "I don't want to see your husband. I don't like this." But he's all, it's also like his. It, you've, his whole routine has been upended been totally already. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I already He's don't want to. I already don't want to be doing anything different than what I normally do. Yeah. <laughs> it gets worse though. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, this is the a funny line because the TV's on and nobody's been in the house for days. Yeah. And she like, she, he's like, TV's on. She's like, Yeah, Reese. We always leave it on. Reese goes through a picture tube every six months. It's crazy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's I a like, smaller TV there, on top. That's of That's what big I was TV. just gonna point that out. It's a classic. <laughs> white trash detail cabinet tv little tv yes. on top of it <laughs> perfect love it and uh and so and then the, a guy like shows up with a moving truck he's like well, your your husband sold all this all this furniture to me she's like what i didn't know anything about this and then he's like i'm not emotionally involved <laughs> <laughs> and she's like super mad and well, she, Re- Reese eventually shows up and he's exactly who you think he is yeah. And he's like, I sold all the furniture because I've got seven hundred dollars in poker games. He's like blah, a rockabilly blah, blah. dipshit. Yep, rockabilly dipshit. Like a- and he like slaps her at one point. But she's and, got a uh, gun. He fucking punches her. Yeah, he yeah, punches he, her right in the he face. He punches her in the face, and then she holds. Then she holds a gun and starts firing the gun. And Dennis Quaid's really wanting to leave. Did at this you point. did you like how uh, he's like, "You won't shoot me," and she turns, she yes. looks away, and fires the fucking gun. Scary. <laughs> it's <laughs> rad. And she's like, "I think I can do it." 
It's pretty funny. It's <laughs> just nuts. Uh, yeah, and and then it's, even, a pretty, and, and, it's a pretty amusing scene. And it's Chekhov's gun too. And Dennis Quaid, who is very like very silent and uh, stoic and and just uncomfortable with everything, is very uncomfortable here. Just being like, oh my god, please! I just want to go back to putting candy bars in machines. Yeah, this is awful. And at one point, he just sort of says, like, the second you came into my life, things got way too interesting, and I do not like that. Uh, but she is adorable. And so she's she's driving around with him now yeah. because uh, she's basically basically leaves him. Yep. And uh, is this the, is this the point where uh, well the whole Jimmy Con gets the, I mean, well, well they, for this part of the movie, they're kind of like they're kind of you know getting slowly into a relationship, and they keep seeing well he keeps seeing Gwyneth Paltrow and James Con. Yeah, you, know, you, don't, you don't know who it is, but you don't know who it is. Yeah. getting in this car that is kind of like everywhere. Yeah, like sort of following them. Also, like Meg Ryan's character, Meg, Meg Ryan is like into him. Yeah, and he's kind of like sl- he likes her, but he's also like he's stunted. His, he, and it's partly because of that. It's partly because like the er, the opening scene has fucked him up for life. Yeah. But also the uh, the whole idea that like, well, things got interesting when you showed up, and I don't like that. And but but also maybe this is a good thing. I don't yeah. know. This lady likes me. I like her. I don't know. We're people. Yeah. Mm, I uh, maybe this could work. And he doesn't like. I don't think he likes that either. I I like how uh, a movie like this. If you if you made this movie now, it would be like real self consciously bleak. It would be like a real bummer. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's a lot of bleakness in this movie, and but it's, it's not, not that it's bleak. not a bleak film. It's just that like it's fun. A it's lot not of like everybody is fucking miserable and all and unhappy for every fucking millisecond of the time. Yeah. there's yeah. humor in it. Like you keep pointing out all these funny jokes. That's there's like a lot of spontaneity yeah. and life inside it. Yes. Um, that's why I like Meg Ryan in this because she is like the opposite of the character you would think she is. Yeah, like she's kind of like you, you maybe maybe too cheery for you or what, but she's like po- very positive, and mm-hmm. you're like this character shouldn't be like this in this type of movie, but she is. And she's great, and she's yeah. and like, she's entertaining a lot. I mean, I like Meg Ryan. I like Meg Ryan a lot in this. So, but there's I, a scene where she's uh, uh where she's in the I think this is after she got she got punched by the husband, and she's just in Dennis Quaid's hotel rooms before they've been sleeping with each other or anything, and she's just yeah. in the bathtub. Drinking yeah, a beer, beer, and there's a sink full of beers, full of ice and beers. Can you give me and beer? you're like, man, I love this lady. Yeah. She knows how to live. <laughs> yeah. also, that's, that's fucking great. Also, in this in this hotel room, there's a bottle opener on the inside of the bathroom. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> great. Which I don't know if that was a set or not, but I bu- but I would believe that you go to a, go to a, like a, a motel in Texas. In Texas <laughs> and, and there's, there's a bottle opener. In I there, love yeah. motels. Why ain't there no bottle opener in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. Where's the fracking bar opener the in the goddamn bedroom? That's another thing that's like this is up my alley. I love the I love motels like yeah. motels yes. like that like shitty motels and stuff. I li- I, I like that. Too. So I so I'm like so this movie is kind of like doing a bunch of stuff that's like yeah. this is you could it could be this movie could be a lot worse and I'd still be like it was kind of okay because of just the setting yeah of like it takes I'm place looking. it takes place on on these wide Texas roads and shitty motel rooms where they have bottle openers on the inside of the bathrooms. Uh, three stars. Yeah. Three stars. Yeah. And then it, it has to be very bad for Tic-tac-toe me. Tic tac toe chickens. Tic tac toe chickens. It's got, oh my it's got God. a lot. Of, I mean, like, a lot vibe. of stuff around the plot in the plot, which is, again, well, we're getting to, but it's very we're all, we're all big fans of the movie where, like, it's got this hyper specific vibe and then nothing happens. Yeah. Like, I, I that am, stuff yeah. always works yeah. for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, this, and this actually kind of is speaking of hyper specific vibe and a and a kind of kooky lady coming into a person's life going to remind me a lot of uh, something wild. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which has type. like an equally weird dark side to it. That's right. Well, something wild is like very much a comedy yeah, yeah. until it is very much not. not yeah. And then it kind of is again. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, something wild is great. Uh, Anything Jonathan Demi did was great. Yeah. So at this, so at a certain point, they they sleep with each other. There's a there's a pretty uh, pretty sexy scene where she's like talking about his hair, and she's like, "I got a regular woman who cut my hair for me," and she like leans <laughs> like, in. She's fucking Carl from Sling Blade now. <laughs> I got a regular lady who cut my <laughs> hair. That's Dennis Quaid. I am to I am to buy you some biscuits <laughs> and mustard if you care French, for it. Get some French fried potatoes. It's got peckers in it. Got peckers in it. <laughs> 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 He's like, I got a regular lady cut my hair for me, <laughs> and she leans in and goes, a regular guy who cuts his hair, regular, and she yeah. leans in and goes, I'll do you. And you're like, well, Ooh. oh my, yeah, she's, she's like running she's her like, hands through like, his she's hair. She's like, that guy, that guy doesn't know your head. Yeah, he and doesn't in, understand your head. And then indeed, they have she sex. does do him. And then, uh, and then there's she's this, this is a sex him. scene. It's like a, this, this movie's kind of long, yeah. and she's she's been wanting to do him. She's been wanting to do him for a while. Yeah, and so it like it takes a while for her to finally simmer. Like there's a whole scene where she's like you pointed out where she's in a bathtub, naked, asking him for beers, just talking to him, and you're kind of like I, I mean I'm not saying she's like. Going like have sex with me, but you're like this lady's clearly. Are down. you flirting she's, with she's me? She's clearly yeah. kind. Of, she's yeah, exactly. She's making herself available. She's, yeah. she, if this guy was like, hey, when you get out of the bathtub naked, do you want to have sex? She would have been like, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving pl- plenty of signs that this is a distinct possibility for y'all. But y'all, she, y'all know, can have me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, anyway, so like they're they're sleeping uh, after doing it, and then uh, there's a knock at the door and. And you can tell, like, Dennis Quaid's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then he answers it, and it's Gwyneth Paltrow. And he's like, oh, okay. And she's he, got some bullshit story. And he, you know she's he, running He'd seen scam. her stealing stuff earlier, so he'd seen her around, yeah. too. So. And he suspects that maybe she's hanging out with his dad. Yeah. He does. Well, we don't... And then, yeah. and no, then we don't goes, really know that, but know that's what... That but that's what... But knowing where... I, I yeah, mean, yeah. having seen this before yeah, yeah, yeah. and knowing... Like, I think he knows that she's with him. I think right. so because uh, like at a certain point like he, and he's aware of like the tradecraft and and all that yeah. sort of stuff and he still goes with Gwyneth Paltrow yeah and and I think this sense is just like, let's get this let's over discover with. what's yeah exactly and yeah. and so like when when she he gets into the car she's like Wait, help me fix my car and he's like yeah all right and he gets in there and then you know I think I think uh, James Con has introduced like lighting, he's lighting a cigar, cigar. Well, a cigar. And he's earlier, like boy you'd follow a mouse into the mouth of a snake earlier you'd seen he they, on the back of his truck when we were outside there was like the stub of a yeah. fresh a still burning cigar. Yeah, so that's leaving, so he knows. He's leaving signs. He yeah. knows his dad's been following him. And that's when, uh, so he's in the car, and his dad's like, "Yeah, they they got me with the buckshot or whatever." Yeah. He got shot. With, he's got a, caught, caught a little shotgun blast. Yeah. And Dennis Quaid is a, apparently through their years of doing crimes when he was a kid. Learn how to do a little first to, aid. To do a little first aid. He's, he's like, "They're like, you look at he just got you with birdshot this time." And he's like looking at. It, he's like, "Oh yeah, look at that. The, probably the whole story of my life back there." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so now Khan is really laying it on thick. I liked he him. Is, he's I liked great. him in this, but I didn't. I don't know if I loved him as much as you guys. But I still I think he's, he was great. I think he's I really good. Him. I just think there's a few parts where James Khan is like where he's mumbling too much, and I'm like, all right, I, I, I fell for it. I was he's into from it the old pretty school. good. And I liked. Uh, I think he looks really scary in this. Oh like, yeah, with yeah, his, yeah, With his like fraying great hair, and he's got like this pale makeup on. He's always got this like rictus grin. He's, he's the, real scary looking. He's, yeah. He looks like the type of guy where he's like the type of guy where you're like he. This is a guy who 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 in his mind is like I got it all figured out, but has just been doing petty thievery his entire yeah. life. But is like, but like has this idea of himself as like this dude right. with like this dude with like this set of rules and ethics. Who's and will, he's also willing to do what it takes. Yeah. And he, I mean, we he's and we, like I'm evil. I know it, but and, evil gets it done. And we saw him murder all evil those people. Evil will always triumph over good because good <laughs> is dumb. Because good is dumb. <laughs> we all, we already saw him murder all those people at the beginning of the the very first. And he's, scene of and the he's movie. not like a thrill killer. He's no. evil. No, he's, he's just, just more a like, he, 
keeps talking about loose ends, and he'll tie yeah. up whatever loose ends in whatever way it yeah. needs, needs to be done. So he shows up, and there's a part, and there's a part later on when he's driving around with Gwyneth Paltrow, and yeah. he's kind of like doesn't want to talk about the murder. So yeah, even yeah. with like his partner, he's just he's like he killed he'll kill people, and he's he's willing to do it, but he's also like doesn't he freaked right. out. Well, he's, now, maybe he's obviously yeah, not as freaked out that as scene Dennis where Quaid, he's but he's talking like, it's with loose Gwyneth ends. Paltrow is, is like a real important scene. Yeah. But also there It's because of loose ends, because he if he tells you know, he's not gonna tell anyone because that's another fucking loose end. But ends. you can right. tell when he's talking about it that he's still a little freaked out by it. Well that's well also I think the the loose end thing is like another re- another way this is heavily written to theme is like I think he knows he's gonna die soon from something. Yeah. Maybe. And he is. I mean, like, he's yeah. also pretty clearly you think not he's in giving great his shape. son an opportunity to do this? No, I think he is like I wanna, I wanna fuck with him some more. I want, I want to get back in touch with him. I <laughs> yeah. want, I like it. It, it maybe he's gives me in... a perverse, sick thrill to do this to my son. This is the only way I can actually. Maybe, this maybe is the in, only in way that way, I can relate to him. Yeah, in some way, he loves, he loves his son and wants to see him again because we're, he's dying. Like, he keeps and saying, this, like, you and me, we're the same. All I do is evil shit. So the the way that we get together is gonna have to involve yeah, some evil shit. Bone. But like it, the scene where they're having lunch or breakfast in the diner. That's when he says flesh and bone. That's when he does the whole speech, and it's like, he's like, I am going to insist on connecting with you somehow. Yes. And also, they pointed out the money thing, because he's like, what do you want? You want money? And James Conner's like, I don't fucking need your money. And he pulls out a billfold, and it's got like 300 bucks in it, in in hundreds. It's like got three crumpled up bills in it, (laughs) you know what I mean? And it's like, he doesn't have anything. But but also, that's what I mean. It's so petty. Except for a gorgeous teenage girl who will do do whatever he wants. But he also seems like the type of guy who's been going through his whole life with a a money clip that has $300. Right, no, exactly. Because he he knows just around the corner is another fucking $300. Hey, see this sucker over here? There's $500. You know, he's like, and he's going to burn through it, but he's like, he's, he's... not ever. That guy's never had more than a thousand dollars, maybe, right. because he if he did, he spent half of it, and then he's like, "Well, I'm going to steal money from this person." And yeah. also, the the scenery he's talking to Paltrow, and sort of like she sees the house from the picture, and is like, "Hey, that's that house." He's like, "No, no, no one's lived there for years." Like the whole thing, I think it implies that that they're not the only people that they killed. Yeah. Like he, no, no. Dennis, obviously, Dennis they Quaid killed. says that. Yeah. He, oh, he, I'm say, sure. he says there were. He's like that. Wasn't that wasn't the, the only that wasn't time. The only time. Yeah. So it's not like that's the only. But I think that I don't know because he. I don't think he, and though it turns into this whole plot because Gwyneth Paltrow sees the picture and goes like, "Oh, is this your mama?" And she goes, "I guess I never, I never met her. That yeah. was my." She's like, "Oh, she was pretty or whatever." And then she's like, "That's the house." And you're like, "Oh, it's the house from the beginning." And then of course, Gwyneth. That's when you find. That's when you we we knew. That's when we know for for sure that Meg Ryan is the baby. Is the baby yeah. the yeah. baby who grew up to be Meg Ryan? And uh, and and Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, I think so they drive. They're driving by with J- with James Con, and uh, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, See, like, sees the house and recognizes yeah. it from the picture, and this is when James Con like tells this story about oh, it, like some fucked ends. up shit. Ha- well, no, he's like some fucked up shit happened in that house, and uh, you know, a Mexican killed all the people, and he's and is this the whole story where he, he blames yeah, it on like true. some crazy Mexican, and then later on. Uh, he's uh, he's talking to uh, uh, Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Dennis Quaid is talking to the guy from The Walking Scott Dead, Wilson. and yeah. Scott Wilson is like, "I think some Mexicans did it." Yeah. And at one point, <laughs> Dennis Quaid's like, "Everybody blames shit on Mexicans yeah, all yeah. the time." Well, that's when he's that's when he's like pretty evergreen. He confronts Scott Wilson because Scott Wilson might be stealing. He from does. Him. He yeah. he has to be stealing from him, and he kind of Scott Wilson does gives this whole speech about how he's a crook and all this stuff, how he was in prison for stealing and all this, and he you, it's clear that he has been stealing from him, but it's kind of like. Come on, man! I need this. I like right. you. You like me. We got a thing. Just let me off the hook. And then Dennis Quaid is kind of like he never, but he goes like, right. 
Everybody always blames the Mexicans up here. It's yeah. never the. It's basically like, it's never it's, the Mexicans. It's never the Mexicans. Shut the fuck up with whatever that, that is. But it's also it's like you. another guy who can't stop doing the thing that he's doing. Yeah, yeah. and he tells yeah. a story about how like once everyone knows that that's in you, that's all that they see. Yep. But you, but he probably is stealing too. He's, and he's like so desperately doesn't want to go back to jail, and it's like, well, don't fucking steal then. Yeah. I it, gotta steal. Yeah. It's pretty ah, clear to me in that scene in my that blood. he is like also st- he oh, is yeah. stealing. Yeah. He's definitely stealing from Dennis Quaid. But yeah. Dennis Quaid is like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Maybe he'll stop yeah. now that I've confronted him. Who right. Knows? Like, I mean, he'll, at least he at least he knows that I know. I guess yeah. he's like, I don't. No, look, I think that's entirely look, the point. Because Dennis Quaid's character is, if nothing else, like wants just everything to be normal. So he's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to fire this guy. I'm certainly not going to call the I mean, cops I think on th- this guy. I think this is his way of saying, cut it out. Yeah, and he's certainly not going to turn this guy into the law yeah. or yeah. anything. But he's like, he's like, well, I gotta, I have to do something, and like, just can we just make it so that it's normal? Yeah. <laughs> just don't steal from me, man. It's a great scene. Yeah. Right? So for a while, it's just this, these four people, and like there, it's it's obviously like Dennis Quaid is hates James Conn, and but is also still kind of in his sway, and mm-hmm. he got it. He got away. Well, he's got but this he's power. Still clearly terrified. He's yeah. just terrified of him. Gwyneth Paltrow is the most cynical character. And Gwyneth, ever. Gwyneth Paltrow is a <laughs> wonderful character. She's really funny and re- just really bitter. I mean, she's like a petulant teen, but is a, but also like a criminal. I remember when this movie came out. Like I'd actually been Sweet excited tea. to see it because I'd seen the trailers. I'm like this looks really cool. Even when I was like what 15 or something. And yeah. I was like, this seems like up my alley. And when it came out, all the reviews were like, this movie's not very good. But Gwyneth Paltrow, who's right. this teenage girl <laughs> yeah, that no one's true. ever heard she, of? Yeah, everybody loved her in it. Yeah. And she, uh, there was, a, was that great line where she's, she's like, the... So the boys can see. She's like say, saying something. So the boys can see your uh, see your pretty see your face, my your pretty face. And she's like drink. She's driving and drinking like That's a bottle great. of whiskey. And I she got goes, a picture of she that. Goes, by the way. She goes, it ain't my face. The boys want to see. Yeah. And you're <laughs> like, and that. I and bet she, they kind of want to see your she, face. You're Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, she said beautiful. some shit earlier too that was implying like this girl has seen. She's some, seen some shit. Has seen some rough shit. But Gwyneth, she's also Gwyneth Paltrow naked in this movie. Yeah. I should point she's out, very, which was very surprising. Yeah. In a, in a wonderful scene where she's going through uh, Meg Ryan's, Meg Ryan has this gigantic suitcase that has her whole fucking life she in goes, it. You don't travel light, do you? Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and she's like holding up this wedding dress and she's like takes her shirt off to like try on some of the clothes and stuff. Yeah. It's a great scene. I like the part where she's in the car with James Con and James Con is like, you know, give me the whiskey, and she's like, it's gone. And he's like, it's gone, we or drank you it. drank it. She's, and a, she's like, what it. difference does it make? <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, she has another. Has yeah, she's like we. She's like we drank. We it. He's drank like we drank it, it or we you drank, drank it. it. You drank. She's like, what difference does it make? She has another great line where she's conf- <laughs> where she's talking to Dennis Quaid and she kind of realizes how in uh, James Conn's sway. I don't remember exactly what he says, but she goes, "You wouldn't have the balls to shoo a fly off a steak." <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> ouch. That's the scene where she where she goes to get the car. And she's like, "All my stuff was in there," and he's like, "And Dennis Quaid had hidden their car yeah, across yeah. the tracks in the night because." Because because he's because he knows the craft and he's yeah. like he's like look if you guys got seen by anybody yeah that car is gonna be yeah. that people are gonna see that car and you're that's it for you I don't know so I certainly like, don't have the balls to say go away James Conn I don't want to have anything to do with you but yeah I gotta do something so he hides so he hid the so he hid the car and she's all she's like oh okay he's like yeah. your stuff is probably still there she's she doesn't just, know she's everything like, yet. she's just like super shitty to him yeah but yeah I mean it's it's, it's kind sort of, of an uneasy like, hangout movie for this well, also, for this like, middle she period. doesn't yeah. know the whole craft yet he's like you gotta do this stuff you know you don't you don't know what you're doing with this guy it's a bit like an origin story for yeah. her character some of it because you're like i'd love the- to see another movie with that character oh 100 percent. So i would great. watch that i was thinking that too because at the end after everything's resolved yeah there well we'll get to it it's one of my favorite by the, parts e- of by the, the end of the movie you're like oh she's a much better thief than she was yeah. <laughs> in the beginning of this movie. <laughs> she like knows she like is, certainly knows more yeah yeah uh, she's the only one not emotionally involved at all yeah 
So yeah, eventually, like you know, but now James, but then James Con figures out that that's the yes. baby in the in the driving scene. He she he he puts it all together, and Dan, Dennis Quaid and James Con kind of all figured this shit that Meg Ryan is the baby she, from the house all at the same Dennis time. Dennis Quaid also sees the photo. Yeah, yeah, they, just and the photo is enough. Kind of has a horrified realization that like, oh yeah. no, Meg Ryan. He like Meg Ryan tells us tells the story about like she, he's like, tell me about your family life, and she says all this stuff. Kind of doesn't he's, have anything. He's kind of being it. mean to her all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to like now he's like, fuck no, I can't be with her. And, yeah, she uh, might be trying to scare her off a little bit too. Right, you know? that's yes. he's trying to give Put her the. Shoulder and she's all like, "What the fuck's going on with this guy? Yeah. He was very nice to me." A minute and, she, ago. and so and so he's like telling me about your family life, and she's like, "Oh, it's real fucked up." Yeah, and, and he's like, "Okay, but he's she is saying mother and father, so maybe." And then he's and then uh, what about that picture? She's like, "Oh, that was that's you know that was that's technically my life, but not my life at all. I was a baby, and my parents were killed." And he's like, "God damn it, they yeah, died in a car crash." Yeah, yeah. She, she thinks it was a car crash exactly, which is like you know she but he I, sees the house and I think I was. Uh, Watching with Sophie, she pointed out at the end of this that like if Meg Ryan's character does a little digging, like she'll <laughs> be able to figure out what mm. what happened. But at the but point, she won't. But at the point, well, but she I mean, want to. No, well, but I mean, at the point in this movie, like if she looks into what happened, I mean, because I guarantee if she went to like hey, right. a nearby town and we're like, hey, what happened in that house? It'd be like, oh, all these people got murdered there. <laughs> right, right. Like, oh, I was there. I was the baby, and they'd be like, oh shit. But yeah, then when they, because when she was a kid, they told her like your parents died in a car crash, and who is she to not just well, but also, yeah, that, but also like, when, she, when they take her to the house, she's like, what? This is the house? Like she didn't know it was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, so that's a thing that happens. James Conn. I'm saying after the movie. Oh, character, after the movie. Yeah. I'm saying after the movie, her character. Like the, uh, this, the point. This movie ends. Yeah. Her character. She barely knows anything. But at the, after this movie, she could she go. Could, up, she's gonna. She find could out. like go to somewhere and go like, what happened there? And then she yeah. might go like, that weird guy who does the vending machine seemed to know an awful lot about. <laughs> hmm, you know, there. There it's might, a, there might be a like real, a. It's a real long shot. Basically, the point is James Conn like figures this out and decides that that, that Meg Ryan, the baby, has to go. Has to, is, is a loose end. I. I Question that. I think. I think. Well, it's, so Dennis Quaid. I, yes. I question it. I don't think it's because she's the baby. I think it's because she has the picture, and because I think he, she can put it all together. I think she. I think he's thinking she if might. It was just she her might alone. put it all together. Although, like, she hasn't in like thirty years. Yeah. So she's she not doesn't going seem to. Interested in. She doesn't seem interested in doing it. She's only going to. Yeah. Because he. Because of this stuff that he instigates. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's only going to after this movie's over because right. of the stuff that he James, wanted to get in touch with Dennis James Quaid. Because the James Conn character goes, like, I got to kill her because she's a loose end. And then now she, then, now she might go, well, wait, maybe, what? why would he, wait, what? What happened there? Maybe I'm gonna, Maybe we should look into this a little. Yeah. Anyway. But regardless, the, regardless, he he figure, he's figures on what he's got to do, and he's going to do it. Well, and first, so, Dennis Quaid tries to ditch Meg Ryan. Yeah, he's he like leaves. Like he leaves two hundred dollars with money. She's like, "Yo, get yourself some breakfast." And there's like a couple hundred dollars. She's like, "That's pretty good frittata or whatever." Yeah. yeah. And uh, and uh, and she she basically realizes what's happening, and and then he drives away, and he, he like he's going to call her one more time, and then the the lady who works at the hotel is like, "No, nah, she's gone." Uh, and I have a tremendous amount of information about where she went and why. She's like, Later you find out that that was fed to her on right, purpose, yeah, but yeah. still, it's pretty funny. In the funny. scene, it's like she's Chris Farley from Wayne's World. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Wow. Very well informed for a security guard. <laughs> All that stuff seemed pretty superfluous early on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So so she she's like she said they were gonna go to some place that would be very prominent or I don't yeah. know something he's like I know she where she said they were going her. to the house where her, where her family was murdered <laughs> some because your bad. father killed that family and and maybe if you go there you might be able to rescue her before they murder her but probably not or so. be some kind of an emotional reckoning <laughs> yeah. or something like that I don't know. I don't know I'm just a desk clerk at the motel. <laughs> 
Okay, they said something about ending it at the place where all the evil began. <laughs> you know, uh, the cycle. A very movie cycle. A very movie-like thing to happen. Something like, uh, What's it's the all most? about flesh and bone. Yeah. Yeah. He said the same blood runs in his veins runs yours. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he showed me the first two-thirds of this movie called Flesh and Bone, and you're in it, and so I think, I, uh, anyway, that's you're what's going on. You were a cute little boy. <laughs> because this is what the screenplay says. Sad it's about like the murder, in space balls. <laughs> I didn't like that murder part. That was she real sad. <laughs> she starts watching the movie that she's in in the TV behind her at the time. <laughs> oh, hold on. Looks like we're all caught up. Gotta go, sugar. Uh, all right, bye. I'm, I'm surrounded by assholes. Y'all, oh, wait. y'all have a nice day. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Click. But, I mean, well, she has, she had been fed all right, those breadcrumbs would, uh, by Gwyneth Paltrow it was on very purpose. Funny. It was very funny. <laughs> right. Point is, uh, Dennis Quaid's like, oh, they're going to they're be at the house, of course. It all is going to end at where it began. <laughs> right. And he drives up to the house. And, and at this scene, like Meg Ryan, you know, she doesn't know what kind of trouble she's in. And, and Gwyneth Paltrow's kind of doesn't really know either, per se. Although I'm sure she's gay. And this is when Gwyneth Paltrow's just driving. Yeah. Well, she's got two shugging, handles of whiskey. Shugging a big bottle. She's whiskey. It's so good. It's so great. And she Ain't gets my I like, face. The boys. I like when she see. gets she gets to James Con and she's got like a full one and like one third down. And the second one, she's like, "I got yeah. your medicine." No, it's breakfast. A breakfast. Because I know, yeah. I know how breakfast. I know how surly you are when you ain't had your breakfast. Yeah, that's oh, good stuff. Man. And she brings out a full. She has like a yeah, half a bottle and then like a full bottle. Yeah, but like half it. a bottle, she's drank a lot of she it. She drank like that. Texas. <laughs> And I, Breakfast, I Texas like, style. I like this part when they get to the house because it's not just like some gloomy, dark, like nighttime thing. It's like in the middle of the day, and first she's she's wandering through the house, and then like Dennis Quaid comes in and he sees James. He's Conn. very nervous. Yeah, he's very nervous, and James Conn is like, you know, careful. There's more termites in there than there is wood. <laughs> careful on those stairs, little miss. Yeah, but like Dennis Quaid and her and Meg Ryan are like going through the house, and Meg Ryan's like, "This must be where the baby's room is," and I bet the baby was over here. And he's like, "No, no, in the front. The baby would been in the front." And she's like, "How do you know that?" And he comes up with some. He's, he's like, like, well, he's like you, you would oh. want to be able to hear the baby out the window if yeah. the mom was in the front yard. If they hung up, she was hanging the laundry out there. She's like, well, what if the, what if my mama hung the laundry in the backyard? Yeah. He's like, look, the uh, people used to put the babies in this room. Shut just up. Trust me. <laughs> just trust and, me on this. I don't know anything and about I've it. I've never been here before. I don't know anything. But you, you, you were here. You were right here. You were right here. You were right here, and I was sleeping, and I kind of creeped I creeped over to you, and for a second, Kevin thought, like, is he going to murder that baby? Is this a Stephen King novel? <laughs> and it's not. It's a different kind of novel. <laughs> different kind I of did novel. not abet the murder of your family. Anyways. But. It's like uh, an amateur Cormac McCarthy novel is what it is. <laughs> in Cormac McCarthy novel, the kid would also be a killer, a stone killer. Yeah, the whole thing killer. would be written in lowercase with no punctuation, and the kid <laughs> would be a stone murderer. And it would end with a fat, naked man dancing at a guy and eating his head or something. <laughs> I can't, sounds good to me. I don't I don't know if I quite understand. It would getting his head chopped off with a bolo string. <laughs> God, I love that movie. Anyway. At this point, uh, uh, James Conn's like, why don't you ladies go out and hang out in a cinematic-looking field? For a little while, and then uh, and then he's like talking over uh, about the whole situation. And he's like, you know how I feel about loose ends now. Uh, and Dennis Quaid is just like, she doesn't have to know anything. She doesn't know anything. Let's just go. He's she's like, a, nah. she's a baby. Yeah. She loose. thinks she thinks they died in a car crash. Yeah. So she's not. She's literally not going to think anything else unless something weird happens yeah. here. Like you he, try to shoot right. her, but uh, but uh, Khan can't be dissuaded, and yeah. he's like, I'll you can do it or I can do it. One of us is going to have to put a bow on that little girl, yo. It's, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and at this point, it, he's got his big, got the your, big easy accent. Your now. Meatwad <laughs> impression is terrible. That was Meatwad, right? Your mouth's flesh and bone, man. You're my blood. Then there's uh, Mr. Milkshake. <laughs> hey, guys, it's me, Mr. Milkshake. I'm a jerk or something. Right? That was pretty good, yeah, right? Mr. Shakes. Hey, everybody, I'm a fries. Who wants fries? And then the neighbor I'm, is what? like, it's me. I'm oh, dancing. Me, I'm your neighbor. What's up? 
That's all I know from that show. Yeah, that, you was, got that, it. that Danzig episode. Someone, for, great. someone forced me to watch that whole fucking seasons. movie once. Uh, well, the movie's rough. It sucks. <laughs> Anyways, so there's a pretty there's a pretty funny line when Dennis Quaid's like talking about how mad he is that the that the James Conn killed the little boy and James Conn goes fuck that little boy he almost got your daddy killed yeah and anyway so uh, so at, at this scene Dennis Quaid at a certain point James you can tell James Conn is just sort of like I don't know something's gonna happen here and because he, he goes like you're the one with the gun not me. And he like turns his back on him, and Dennis Quaid finally pulls up a little sack and and like points his gun at him. and He goes, "Sweet dreams." Yeah, kills his daddy. Yeah, shoots him. Kills his daddy. Wait, Gwyneth. He like he like tells Meg. Meg Ryan doesn't really. They're know off in that a this They're off in the field. They the hear field. the gunshots. They heard the gunshot. Meg Ryan hears the horses, and she goes to see. There's also a scene where they ride horses earlier on, where like they're both like. Uh, I rode horses a couple times, and it does a cut to them like riding horses real fucking fast. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like a couple times do. you guys rode horses more than one. And then she's swimming around naked in a thing, and she's like, "Why don't you come on in here this spring?" And he's like, "No, I keep my clothes on all the time. I'm a never nude or whatever." Too emotionally stunted. It's yeah. Anyway, that's, 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 a, that's they, an earlier. They scene hear they hear the gunshots out in the field, and they rush back the to the house. Away. It scares the horses. There's a great part where Gwyneth Paltrow is walking through the fields with Meg Ryan, and then she like stops for a second, and goes like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Yeah, like she's like, "What am I doing here?" She's she's all. Already contemplated. Like I think she's she's like I got to regardless get of, of what people. happens. She's like I'm gonna go do a different thing. This yeah. is this is run. It's certainly run its course because now yeah, I'm in I a field the, with some pictures. No, that's nice. I'm in a field I, with I must some be out of my fucking mind. Yeah, I'm in a field with some fucking lady. Yeah, she's, like, she's about to do a preview here? for toys or something like that. <laughs> hey, everybody, toys. everybody, go see toys. Fuck off. <laughs> Hey, uh, I like this part where they where they come back and Khan is dead and uh, and Gwyneth Paltrow like gets down, like him. leans over, kisses him on the mouth and takes his pocket yeah, watch. She comes right. up, yeah, and you're like, because you're like for a second, you're like, wait, what? This is out of character. Oh no, it's not. She's just stealing from him. She doesn't care. Well, yeah. it's like the ultimate. I thought goodbye, it was. I thought it was both. Yeah, I she's think, kissing I think him she and to like you know this is what you taught me. So no, I think I, she's bending down to kiss him because it's like partly because she's like oh okay goodbye but also like a bit of and but it's also oh, yeah. mostly a show oh yeah and she's what? like she's but gonna it's both this yeah. guy this is a guy that she will go that's like f- a month or from now she'll be like who's that guy what was his name oh, that yeah. got shot oh like, yeah that like guy. i literally th- this character uh, she's like the mo- it's like one of those characters you're like god damn this girl is i see i thought that this was i thought that this was the the opposite of that i thought this was like yes yeah, she is that hard but there is like a, a piece inside of her that did care about yeah. this guy and that piece oh, yeah. and then that piece dies like weeks <laughs> later like i guarantee like she hooks up with some other guy she'll forget about it in time but yeah she's there yeah but but uh, i'm saying very soon because because right because she stands up and kind of smiles at Dennis Quaid like yeah. fucking see you later see you later Dick sucker head. you piece of wish, shit wish we'd gotten that sequel with her in it though and her name is Sweet Pea <laughs> yeah and it could a movie could have just been called Sweet Pea which would have been great I would totally watch that yeah. movie so uh, there's the, there's watch this. it now they should just make it now yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so there's a there's a whole you know uh, kind of send off between Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid, and that you don't know he, if they're going to be Ryan separated. Meg Ryan doesn't know that she, he like is like don't yes. go in there, yeah, or whatever. Nothing, nothing. We got to go. So she she doesn't like see James Conn's dead body. We, she doesn't see him come out of there either. So I don't know what she's assuming. Happened, Again, but. she's happy to not know stuff. I feel like. yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's like itching to get to the bottom of stuff. The character's written that way a little too, yes. where it's like she's kind of written in a way where it's like, what's going on? And you're yeah. like, well, you don't need to know right. the screenplay doesn't want you to and she's like fine <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's okay okay where's the bathtub and, uh, and sink full of beer <laughs> that's all i need 
Yeah, and then they, there's just sort of like, um, you know, a little send-off where they might get together later on, but in this scene, they're kind of parting ways. There's the, the very, like, the the, the, uh, symbol, the symbology, mm-hmm. or, well, symbolism stuff, where Dennis Quaid's, <laughs> got, Dennis Quaid's got this this little uh, drop of blood from, mm-hmm. you know, killing James Conn, I'm assuming, and at the very end, she goes, like, what's, what's that? that on your pocket there? And he goes, oh, that ain't nothing, just a little bit of blood. <laughs> yeah. Well, which you, do you which, get it? Which constant, James Conn is constantly, throughout the whole movie, every scene he's in is constantly and going like, remember, boy, you and me got the same blood. You yeah. got my blood, I got your blood. Hey, hey, I noticed you were doing something different. Uh, <laughs> don't forget, we got the same blood. You're going to end up a certain way because of that blood, boy. They like, they like have just had sex and they're laying in bed and his head kind of slowly comes up from the side of the bed. He's like, boy, don't forget, we got the same blood. Same blood. What are you going to get blood, for blood, breakfast? Blood. I'm going to have an omelet. I'm going to get pancakes. Well, <laughs> you should make sure you check out the blood because <laughs> blood, 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 because blood, of blood. Some of my, you should also have some of my blood because we got the same blood. You want to try some sick. of this blood? Here's some blood. Here's some of my blood. Drink it, boy. Drink my blood. Bloody blood. (laughs) Get some bloody blood. I'll have a bloody Mary with my breakfast. Blood, blood, blood. blood, blood. Meanwhile, that would be really funny. What what y'all having, honey? Bloody Mary, I think you know. Uh, I like the last little bit, too, where they part ways and then... uh, the can you know the the tr- his truck's driving away. Classic and the camera. Camera goes up, up and it's the star, the star on top star of, of the Texas, motel yeah. sign. Well, I lost yeah. the star on the forehead. That's and, true, yeah. true. Yeah, and the, well, the star of Texas and the star the, on his head. Practically yeah. the exact same shot that ends Romeo is bleeding too. <laughs> <laughs> a much worse film. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, a much stupider. Sweet film. Sweet Pea versus Lena Olin from. Well, yeah. Anyway. I mean, I mean. Well, I don't know. I don't want to. That's compare. it. It's a very, it's a very good movie. I had one, uh, one line that I thought was really funny. It just gives you an idea of exactly what kind of character James Conn is, because he, uh, he's like leaving after only a day, having been shot with a shotgun. And Meg Ryan's like, "Uh, you sure you're ready to be up on your feet? You just got shot." And he's like, "Oh, I heal really fast. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't wreck, I wreck my shoulder on a Sunday and give, him, I'll give him a smack on a Monday. Yeah. Ain't that right, son?" He's like, "I'm okay. so, I'm, I'm so." delightful i love hitting my boy tell tell him all about it he's uh, the kind of guy that, that brags about how brags, good he is openly brags about hitting, about his, how, hitting well, about his how, how quickly he can heal from a shotgun i heal blast. up real quick and be ready to hit you again son ain't that right boy <laughs> my main hobby yeah. my main hobby is hitting my boy and healing from shotgun wounds <laughs> texas <laughs> texas style uh ratings three and a half juds uh i would lo- i would love to go for I like I I have seen this movie like ten times. Damn, I really like it. I just don't think that it's necessarily great. But I do think that all I all of the things that I that it does very well are things that I like a lot. Yeah. Um, and I really like that it doesn't end with like some happy thing where they're like, okay, now we're better and we can be a couple. Yeah. No, maybe, maybe someday they'll meet it's, each other again. It's yeah. very much like him going like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, yeah, it's like I, Manchester by the Sea, where he's just like, I can't. Yeah, it's like I. You literally can't do this. Yeah. And you're just gonna have to that's gonna have to be good enough yeah. is that I can't do the thing. Yeah. yeah. I can't, um, I'm emotionally incapable of doing this. I'm gonna give it two Douglases for the, the very R rated sex scene. Uh yeah. but it's not like sleazy or anything. No. It's kinda uh, long though. Yeah. It, it goes is. on a while. It goes on for a while. It's yeah. got boobs. And they're like they're like whisper talking to each other. Yeah. This is before he knows that she's the baby that he saw when he was a kid. So mm. Uh, and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 uh, painted chickens. Nice. Damn it. <laughs> you can have juke quarters. All right. <laughs> well, that kind of ruins it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, then do something Nine else. out of 10 juke quarters, because <laughs> nine out of 10 times if it's playing. I'm also going, uh, I'm also going three and a half. Uh, very good movie. Uh, it's just very, just very solid. But it's, uh, it's also, it's, it's this is to, like the, tr- the triumph of kind of like obeying the rules of screenwriting. 
It's like if you yeah. really stick to those rules, you might not make the greatest thing in the world, but you're going to make a solid mm-hmm. movie. And this is just solid and satisfying, and that's it. That's all it's trying to be. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it, yeah, I think two two Douglases. Maybe maybe two and a half. It's mm. pretty it's sexy. There's yeah. boobs. Yeah. There's boobs. It's just not very dirty. Uh, two. All right, two. <laughs> Fine. But there is nudity. We, we get to go slightly higher for the next movie. Oh, so, oh, a little yeah, bit. We're, we're, going, we're going a little bit. A, a little, little, little bit higher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it uh I'm gonna give it one and four fifths bottle of George Dickel. That's true, it's always Dickel <laughs> for breakfast drinking too. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going three and a half. Also, I just, just I feel like it's true. It's just a it's a solidly built movie, yeah. and it's it doesn't go. I and I liked it, and it doesn't get higher than that because it's like so clearly a solidly built thing. You're yeah. like this is ha- this scene is going to happen, and now this there is like a middle section where it's kind of some hanging out, but it's very like okay, and then this is what's and then it's gonna like you see that first scene, and you're like so it's gonna end here. There's nothing particularly unexpected about it, but it is extremely well crafted, and you you expect it to end exactly the way it does and where it does, and then when it does, it's still like yep, it's very satisfying. That's yes. satisfying. It's like a it's like a like a like a well built house where yeah. the doors go into a room like they're supposed to or yeah. something, you know. But there's no there's no surprises. You don't open a door and there's a bunch of like ninjas training or something behind it. That's unfortunate. Would have been nice. Yeah, just movie needed some ninjas. Just, yeah. I just always <laughs> wanted to open a door and have a bunch of guys training and they're like yeah, James Bond. Damn ninjas. Uh, two. I'm gonna go to Douglas's. Just for the sex. You should have gone two and a half just to make him mad. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> two and a half. Fuck you. <laughs> you lose. No, it's, I mean the movie's not dirty, but there is some like yeah. some like sex and you know there's flirting and stuff. There's a lot. Meg Ryan is naked in this a lot when while she there is like her being naked in the sex scene, but then also she's just in bathtubs and like her character is getting naked all the time. We yeah. just don't see it. Yeah. And she's constantly going like, why don't you get into this this pool or this this uh, bathtub I can't. and have sex with why me? Why don't you get I into can't. this me? I can't. <laughs> Uh, look, I, I, I just want to have sex with him. And, and then also, boom, boom. Yeah, boom, boom. Because she's wearing that for like a half hour of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, boom, boom. And then I guess, shit, I don't know. What did you do? <laughs> he did the George Dickel. I'm doing uh, one one stolen dead guy ring. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just it's implied take, you don't need to bury the guy in his ring. It's implied that she's do, that she does that more. Yeah, because he says later, like she's got this great scam. She yeah. robs the dead. She's robbing the he's, dead. He is, he is delighted by yeah. her too. He's like excited that he's she's like robbing Ooh. the freaking frack dead. She's he like, thinks God he's teaching it. her the ropes. And I'll, well, also I think he, I mean, he, she probably is learning stuff from him. Yeah. But like maybe because like oh you're too, you're old and washed up. I learned how to not to do this. But mm-hmm. also. Uh, yeah, she's probably learning from him, but he also is just delighted to have a protege who who is I think like he's like w- likes for people. years with his son who then like left <laughs> at some point. Yeah. He's like, well, I like this girl better because she like she's wants, into it. She like wants to steal and probably would kill people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't see her do that, but you you know she would. I had I had seen this before, but I had kind of forgotten what happened, so I kept going like, is Gwyneth Paltrow gonna die in this? Does she get? I couldn't remember like mm-hmm. how it ended. I I, th- I knew someone died, but I couldn't remember if it was Dennis Quaid, James Con. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow or all of them. Right. I was pretty sure Meg Ryan made it out of the movie okay. They, they should have all died Reservoir Dog style in a <laughs> Mexican stand up. Meg Ryan stop guns. pointing that fucking gun at my dude. Next. Speaking of Meg Ryan. Speaking of putting, <laughs> speaking of pointing guns at my dad. Wait, what? Uh, what? Gonna, so I take it you guys didn't like this movie. No, too I much. like this movie. Okay, because I, I loved In the Cut. 
You friends with Avery? Do I know you? Detective Malloy. There was a homicide last Saturday. The deceased was seen in a red turtle the same night that you were there. You don't remember anything, didn't see anything, didn't hear anything. I don't remember seeing or hearing anything unusual. Figure out remember anything. Give me a call, all right? Detective, good looking. I was wondering if you want to go for a beer or something. You gotta go. Just for the exercise, you should go. You want me to romance you, take you to a classy restaurant, no problem. You want me to be a best friend, no problem. I could be whatever you want me to be. I didn't respond to any of this because, like, I, do, I don't like this movie, but I kind of wanted to. Okay. I felt like it was it was a type of movie where I was like, I was like, I, I kind of hate this. Except that, like, I'm clearly trying to do something that just isn't working for me. Right. And it was clearly working for you, so I didn't. I was like, "We'll talk about it." Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I was like, I all the stuff you said where you're what it's trying, what it's doing. I'm like, yeah, I know. And then it's like it just didn't. Just didn't do, work it for just you. didn't do it for me. Like yeah. it's it particularly didn't work as a thriller for me. Uh-huh. And I think that it, the other movie worked better for me a little bit, where it's like sort of just about her. And but I feel like also I've seen like Morvern Caller, which I feel like is a similar movie right. that I like better. That well, also that is, is a that, better movie, but that also doesn't like go like also graft on a thriller plot. Too. Right, right. You know, it has some like thriller elements here and there, but mostly it's just like what the fuck is this? this what's going on? What's going on with this fucked up lady? It, it has a <laughs> seri- it has a serial killer who cuts ladies' heads off and stuffs their bodies in the washing machine. Bodies yeah. in washing machines. And I I just I I like actually found the movie like when i texted you guys and i was like it's miserable it was more like not not so because you got back to me it was like it's long or something and i'm like no it's not so much that it's like boring me or that it's like miserable the like it's more like the, the movie itself is like miserable like right. I, I like the way it's filmed and like i like I, the way it's filmed i too. just i just found myself going like Ugh. and like the characters like for <laughs> half the movie i'm like i don't know what is even happening like the meg ryan character is constantly going places and then going like okay what and the guys go get in this car she's like okay they're like where were you going i was going to a friend's and you're like what is happening does anybody know what they're doing in this movie uh but it is but it is very it is very horny in a very gross way it is one of the hornier movies you'll ever see it's like, that's uh, important it, it, it may be the, the horniest movie. movie by the way it's getting five douglas's for me, it's gonna wow. get at least. It's gonna get at least four for this, me. I'll this have to think about to, it. This has to go I'll over t- four. I'll tell this you movie why. Has a, it has a giant uh, dick blowjob. That's why hardcore sex. I was, scene I was like, I was like, I don't know about the other guys, but I have to give it five, five Douglases because it has a, it has like an actual blowjob. Yeah, it. yeah. This There's is the like only a, scene movie we've ever done that has actual pornography. Yeah. In That's it. apparently only in the the yes, home video. It, I saw this in the okay. theater. It was not in the. Believe well, me, well, we all watched the Right, that's what we all saw. So there's there's a couple extreme close-ups of a blowjob happening, and I'm like, well, that's five Douglases. And boy, that sound effect that they used. <laughs> if, if that was the only, if that was Jesus the only Christ. dirty thing in the movie was that one shot, it's, I'd be like five Douglas. It's so it's much. Ag- it's such a big close up too that it honestly kind of looks like a big model. Like it almost looks like it's like a huge. Yeah. you know what I mean. It, 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 it <laughs> like looks that rig like, that they built in something about Mary uh, for, right, for his junk being zipped up. Yeah, it's like it looks like a big. <laughs> it looks like a like an oversized prosthetic so they can get the camera really close. But I think it's real. <laughs> got, I mean, I'm sure it is. It's just funny. I mean, it's it's actually. I mean, it could be a dildo. I don't know. We don't. I don't know yeah. if it's an actual. It's dick. a very good looking. Also, because it's, it's the, way, the, the way the movie dick. the way movies shot and edited, like that. Like it's like. In pieces, so you don't actually see like a wide right. shot of like this lady. No, it's for for a second there. You're like, wait, what is? It? Oh, <laughs> right, 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 right. The shots of the it's, shots yeah, of the blowjob are very very much, oblique. Ve- they're and they're ex- and they're very close up. Close-ups. Yeah. <laughs> but the anyway, other the uh, other thing that contributes <laughs> to the, the, the Douglas factor in this is Mark Ruffalo. Oh no, he's the whole Johnny, the whole movie. Johnny Sex. Johnny Sex. I loved him in this. 
This was before he like really got famous too. Yeah, he, had, this he, was... he went away for a while because he got a brain tumor. Oh man, that's right. After uh, you can count on me, right? Or, yeah, around there. Yeah, which because that was because he because he blew up. That movie was like yeah, it was blew like, him up. Like people were like. Like no, notice this. Who's this guy? This Mark Ruffalo guy out of nowhere. Which if you haven't seen, he was in Collateral. Yeah. Yep. Well, that uh, was later. But late, that was, was that after it? this. Yeah. That was after this. Yeah. This is 2003. So he, yeah, he had a brain tumor. Uh, yeah, he had a brain tumor that was like a benign tumor, but he, you know, he had to have brain surgery and stuff. But uh, our friend and and former guest Emily, uh, on her in her letterbox review of this, she's like, Mark Ruffalo is a hot piece of shit in this movie. <laughs> And it was like the only thing I could think about while I was watching this. I was like, she's dead on. But she, he's real good at sex. He's fucking so funny. Yeah, I mean, this. he knows all about the sex. I, I like that's because he, he grew up in Don Draper's fucking brothel <laughs> thing. That whole that whole scene where he's talking about losing his virginity is so funny. There's so much. I mean, aside from the actual blowjob that you see, and then the like, pretty graphic sex scenes between uh, Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo and Meg Ryan, is also the sex talk in this movie is constant. This, so you see, hear the word clit so many times. Like that scene. Where he takes her to the bar on their first date, pussy. and he's like, "You want me to lick your pussy for you? I can do that. I can do that for you." Yeah, it's <laughs> he's a really good New York accent in this too. He's like, he's, "This is what you should do. Like, watch, watch Mark Ruffalo in this with movie. his porn mustache." Oh yeah, he looks. He's just he's just like a just Johnny Sex. I mean, what do you want? It's great. He's like, I know everything about sex. I'm real good at doing the sex. You want some sex? I'll give you some sex. You don't want a sex? Don't have a sex. It's oh, okay. oh, let's get some pizza. Well, this is a fuck. Every the scene fuck in this movie is people talking about sex. Yeah. For the most part, yes. Well, this movie is about. Uh, this uh, movie is directed by Jane Campion, and this movie is uh, the, the great. The, Jane the real villain of this movie is female sexual desire. Oh, I don't agree. I think this movie is. Well, I mean, the real villain is men, because yeah. uh, you know, it, like the the metaphor is. Uh, is there's this re- recurring uh, visual image that is a fantasy that Meg Ryan has about her <laughs> the courtship between her mother and father, which is about hilarious. These ice skaters. And she oftentimes sees the sees it as just like this charming black and white footage of like a you know these it looks like it's from the 1800s or something like that this charming couple old timey young yeah, it looks couple. like a guy Madden movie and they're skating around and then later on when she's like hitting bottom she has a visual image of this where like this during this courtship where the guy runs over her legs with the skates cuts her legs off and then runs over her neck with his ice skates yeah so I felt I felt like that th- this movie is about just how dangerous it is to be horny for men yeah as a woman. Yeah, but also like, it's about how the erotic thriller is an intrinsically misogynist construct. Oh sure, it's about how uh, uh, like a la- like the 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 fear of aggressive female sexual desire. The like that the, these movies, even when they even when they sort of have they, they they're they're always these aggressive women that are that are like the threat. And yeah. So we're gonna do the reverse of that. And uh, and her her desire for this guy that she knows is not a good guy. Like even though, like even setting aside the fact that she suspects he's a murderer, might be a murderer. Yeah. She also knows that he's not a good man. She just wants to fuck him. <laughs> yeah. You know, because he likes to fuck her, and he's, he's good, good at, at it. it. Yeah. He's, he's he's he is so, so he is so good at going down on her yes. that she's it's, like, it's allowing, "How did you do that to me?" It's allowing her to be sexually aggressive, which is something that even some of the best versions of the story don't do. Yeah, uh, and he likes it in the cut. Yeah, and I also <laughs> think, crucial plot. Uh, like on top of that, the thriller stuff is like 
it's not the most exciting, but it is at least like very wet and gory and silly. Like it's not holding back on being like a grimy thriller. It is pointed out that the killer likes blood. Yes, and so what's, the, what's the, the, the kill scenes are always just drenched in blood. Disarticulate. Disarticulated. He says, "Yeah, he cut up. He cut up a woman and left her in the garden. Disarticulated." Yeah. She goes, "Disarticulated," and she writes it down. Yeah, because she's, she's a, a linguist and mm-hmm. a writer. I, I I hated I hated that shit where she like would like recite the shit from the subway and then uh-huh. like, I just. Very like, pretentious. This movie is pretentious. No, no, I mean, no, no. it's Jane it's, Campion. Yeah, That's what I've, she does. And I'm not saying, I'm, look, I like pretentious movies. I watched uh, Tarkovsky's The Mirror yesterday. I didn't understand <laughs> a lick of it. Five stars. It's fucking, fucking beautiful. But, right. I, but I was just like, that kind of shit, I was like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's, when these when these movies graft each other onto each other, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't enjoyed like it, it because I thought it was an interesting. I mean, that's something that the character would do. She's pretentious. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> she and sure is. and I liked how purple it is because the poetry is awful. Oh yeah, all like if you're like if you're like if this lady's a writer, I see why she's not actually a writer and is a teacher because she's terrible. But she's probably a terrible writer. She's like talking to Mark Ruffalo about her being a poet. She's a teacher professionally, but also a poet. And he's like, "So uh, what? Poetry is like your uh, your hobby?" And she's like, "It's my passion." She's yeah. that kind of person. <laughs> she seems really fucking annoying. Like, not somebody I'd want to hang out with. I don't know. I no, know, I, I've known I, ladies like this. I, I didn't like, like a, hanging out I with like her during a, this movie. I like a pretentious poetry lady. <laughs> I really like that. And also her sister lives above a brothel. Or a strip club. A strip, strip club. club. It's both. <laughs> a sex place. Yeah. Jennifer Jason. With Patrice O'Neill out front. <laughs> Patrice O'Neill. Wearing a, wearing a one-piece bodysuit yeah. under a velvet tracksuit. Sort of semi-drag. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Kind of with an accent, too. It's really funny. The Latin accent. Yeah. I don't like Jennifer Jason Lee in this, either. Oh, I thought oh, she was I great. I like her a lot in this. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, I was just annoyed by her. Oh, man. I, I'm, I like I'm their relationship. I know. You guys like this. I'm, you guys, I'm just going to... I'm, I'm look, always I, down I for some that, JJL. I think that I, yeah. I, I, ju- I usually am. I just was like irritated by her in this. I was like, eh. She's the uh, she's the the proud and kind of cra- the crowd cr- proudly boy crazy uh, sister because yeah. like at the beginning of this, at least Meg Ryan's kind of like stays away from men and like doesn't want to do that stuff. Is not comfortable with it. And Jennifer Jason Lee's like, I stalk guys. I yeah. don't give a fuck. I want to I want to get married to a doctor. I will I will ho- wreck a home. I don't give a shit. And she's kind of like, I don't know, proud is the word for it, but she's just like, you know, unselfconscious about it. Yeah, yeah. She's unsafe I like their relation. About it. Yeah, very unsafe about it. And it I turns like, out, you know. She gets <laughs> she a restraining order filed against her, and she's like, they filed a restraining order against me. I can't go there. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> so this Damn. movie is about this woman who is a poet and an English teacher, and she's also researching slang. Yeah. One of the first lines in the movie is her sister going, what is broccoli? And she goes, uh, it's pubic hair. It's pubic hair. And you're like so pubic hair right all, right away, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, she she spends all most of her time with her sister, uh, uh, who is much more sexually aggressive than she is. They have a very close, and it's like her half sister, importantly, yeah. and they have a very close relationship. They're very touchy feely with each other. That's I enjoyed that aspect. They like dance with each other and stuff. Yeah. yeah Molly well, Molly at first was like, "Is that her girlfriend or her sister?" I'm like, "I'm pretty sure it's her sister." Yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, Sophie was annoyed by all those scenes where they're. She was like, "That's so. That's so fucking." She's like, "She was like, she was like those scenes where they're just like hanging out, mostly naked, and just like." She was like, "Like that's so stupid." I knew sisters like that one. I knew, I've known it's, sisters. It's like It's very that. constructed. It's yeah. I mean, to no, me, no, no. I know. I think like, she she was hating the movie more than I was actually. Like she was like annoyed by all the and I was like, yeah, I'm annoyed by all those people. But I was like, uh, you know, like. Uh, Whatever. No. <laughs> Look, I I think this movie is doing. I think this movie is doing all that stuff. I just also didn't appeal to you. 
No, no, I, f- I find it. Uh, you, you, you t- had texted about like it's alienating or whatever. I'm like, it, it is. certainly alienated me. It's I was very like, alienated. I was like alienated, and I was like, I get, I get what this movie's trying to do. I'm just like, I fucking just, I'm like, do it. I wish it. I, the thriller stuff is so lame too because you, it gets to the point where it's like you know the uh, law of economy of characters, and you're like, it's yeah. this guy. It's you're a like, little bit they, like, It has to be because you're like, if it's not this guy, it's this guy because it's definitely there's not this three, guy. And that lady's people. and that lady's dead now. <laughs> There's three <laughs> people who it could be, and the two red herrings are very, very red herring. I didn't yeah. feel that this movie was all that dissimilar to Sea of Love, which is, again, not really about the thing, but the relationship between the two characters is is way more interesting, And but also I thought that the thriller part of this worked better. Move my car in a slow circle. Yeah, it's, well, talk about the wet-ass hour in this movie. <laughs> Come the wet-ass hour! <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. I mean, this movie has multiple wet-ass hours. <laughs> You have no sense of cock whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so then this killer kills, chops up this lady, and leaves him, leaves her body in in Meg Ryan's garden. Mm-hmm. And um, Meg Ryan had seen this. Lady. This is the lady who was given the. Blow this job. is the lady who she saw giving a blowjob in the bathroom of the bar. Couldn't see the face the of the other guy, night. but she, could see a she tattoo. She see a tattoo of the three of spades yes. yeah. on this, his wrist. This is part of the because does did she now when she this is part of the like the movie the movie making itself that was like alienating to me mm-hmm. in a way that I think maybe was unintentional, but I'm not sure because I don't remember she like it it just cuts from her sitting at that table with that guy to her going down the stairs, and then she watches someone get a blowjob, and then she goes back upstairs, and then Sophie went, why was she downstairs? And I'm like, I don't know. To I use think, the bathroom. But I don't think there's ever a part where she says, I was going to use the bathroom. Later on, in the, like a half hour later, she's like, I went down there to use the bathroom. But I don't think that at that point, you're like, you're like, why was she? You just cussed to her going downstairs. Well, I was like, I go, I think she went to use the bathroom. And then she didn't, of course, because she saw a blowjob happen. Regardless of whether or not she says that she went down there to use the bathroom, or even if that's what she was indeed going to do, Right. I think it works as just like a sort of Alice in Wonderland kind of like yeah. Little Red Riding Hood metaphor of her like, oh, I went downstairs and I saw this thing. It's very much Lots like... Of symbolism yeah. in this movie. Yeah, and it's also very much like a sort of no, no, standard I, fantasy of a young woman seeing something that awakens her sexually. It's like a trope. Yes. Uh, no, no. And, and it's a trope that is sort of being deconstructed here, but that's the deal. It's I, like she yeah. descends into this thing and she sees something scandalous and it brings out these emotions in her. Right. I, 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 and yes, I get all of that. I, that. I get that. It was just that there was a lot of scenes at the very beginning of this movie where like characters are doing random things yeah. and I'm like, what is? why is anything What's happening? happening? Why am I watching the thing that's happening right now for like maybe the first 40 minutes of the movie? <laughs> I was like, what am I even looking at and why are the characters doing things? And I'm like I said, I don't need exposition where they're like, I'm going right. to the bathroom now, but I'm like, why did anything happen? What is? What are things? There's some stuff. I didn't find this movie particularly confusing. There's some stuff what? that is forced. Like the like the sort. This is the sort of thing that will happen where you'll be where you'll be like what? Where like Mark Ruffalo, he's like showing up to uh, investigate this murder, and he's talking to Meg Ryan, and you know it's there's, there's they need to be attracted to each other. Yeah. Uh, for the they need to have a relationship because this is the movie, and he's doing this stuff where he's going like, so uh, where were you last night? And she's like, I was here. And like he'll be like, so did you see? What did you see then? I saw this. Uh, and who who lives there? This person lives there. And he's like, I I don't fucking get you. <laughs> I don't fucking understand yeah. you. And you're like, wait, what? She wasn't being cryptic or oblique or anything, <laughs> right? He's like, I, don't, I can't I can't fucking figure you out. What's your deal? There was and a, then he's like, you want to go out with me? I don't know. Sometime it'd be good. I don't know. You know, I mean, we go get something. We get some gazpacho. I don't fucking know. Oh, but I mean, also, I mean, like, I didn't. I, a lot of that stuff was like. 
like taking me out of it constantly, but also I did enjoy like like where Kevin Bacon randomly shows up with a bald yeah, dog. Kevin yeah. Bacon is like, is and a you're like what is going Who's on? Who's her shitty ex boyfriend? Why, why is it? Why is this kind of? But I mean, he's a red herring. Yeah. He's, he's literally there just to be a red herring, I guess, and to like show like you know oh, this is like the kind of the kind of shitty man that the, she deals the scene, with. The scene that you posted where he's like, you know, <laughs> not my dog, but the whole time he was talking, that's talking about that. I'm like, that is a weird looking dog, and I wouldn't want to take. Well, care he's of got it a shitty dog, and he's like, I want you. To, he's, he's like a guy that she slept with twice and has no interest in and, and he had been on a soap opera but like is now, now a he's a medical student Kevin yeah. Bacon's hysterical in this is a very specific kind of person that is very recognizable today I think this movie's very evergreen um, but like, but he it one he can confronts her and and, it one, and he's like, can you take care of my dog for the weekend? Yeah, and she's like, I I can't take care of your dog, and he's like, yeah, yeah, not my dog. You probably I, cut his head off. Yeah, I also like the part where it's pretty it's pretty much the same conversation where she's just kind of like, I don't think it's a good idea if we don't see if we see each other. And he just goes, fuck, yeah. fuck. Okay, fine. I gotta think about this. Yeah, yeah. it's really. I'll, funny. I'll let you know what I think. You yeah. know, that, he's that guy. Yeah. He's abs- and he, he like at one point he breaks <laughs> in and he's like shirtless and he's like you, you sh- who wouldn't want this yeah <laughs> sure, surely you want this I'm great right I mean come on but <laughs> there's just, also there's, absolutely there, that guy. I don't know if the other guys are red herring but the the young black student that she's that she's like that guy too. he's a red herring yeah, yeah. but like he hits on her too and it's Cornelius. also yeah Cornelius but it's also in a way that's like I don't really see you I only see the this fantasy of you that I have. Yeah. And I need you to be that thing for me so that I can become attracted to you. And Mark Ruffalo does the same thing to her. Yeah. Uh, like the same thing. He was like, you got no sense of cock. You know, like he says this shit to her. All <laughs> He's of the talking men, about ladies that can't suck dick. He doesn't specifically say that to her. But, you know, it's implied that yeah. he is being critical of how she behaves around him. Mm-hmm. And all of the guys do it in the movie, even the one that she actually likes fucking. Yeah. You know? She um, almost she's about to fuck her student, then is like, no, yeah, maybe she's not. Like, maybe she's maybe very drunk at yeah. that point, though. Right, right. Well, I mean, she's very drunk. Bottoming most, she's, out. She's drunk. very drunk a lot of the movie. Is she? I feel like. Yeah. Or she she's anyway. Meg Ryan might have been drunk while filming. She seems <laughs> she seems very drunk a lot of the movie. The, uh, they, okay, I will say I like this movie. I think it's pretty neat. Meg Ryan is not good in this movie. I think this is miscast. This it's, is miscast. supposed to be Kidman. Yeah, Kidman, oh, Kidman would have been better. Absolutely. And you know who's who's very different from each other? Nicole Kidman and Meg Ryan. <laughs> you don't get like, well, we couldn't think, get Kidman, Kidman giving Meg would, Ryan. I think Kidman would have been better, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But I, yeah, I think she does that kind out. of icy thing. Meg, Meg Ryan does the plucky thing. I think, Not yeah, that she it, can't branch it, out or anything. But Yeah, that was a big she's problem. She's bad at this. Meg Ryan, feel, it feels very... When she's... When she's being serious, I don't. Maybe that was part of it. That was like, what is this character supposed to be doing? When Nicole Kidman does that kind of cold, distant character, it's like right. it seems natural. But maybe it was that Meg, when Meg Ryan was doing it all the time, it seems like is she seems drunk like or drunk. something? Right. Like yeah. to me, it felt like I'm like, what is she? Like I literally didn't know what the character was doing. Sometimes she's like, wa- she's constantly wandering around with like a suitcase and then getting picked up by guys and going, okay, I'll get in your car. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the cops. No, I know, but like it just, but the, but everybody, but everything is a threat to this woman all the time, and it's kind of like, well, stop getting in cars. Yeah. <laughs> Except everything, for that cab driver who hits her, who is like the only nice guy everything, in the movie. Everything who, like, hits is her a with threat to these women all right, no, the time. No, I know, I know. That's the point. I, yeah, I, I get it. I'm not. I get it. But it's also like it also makes me go, okay, I get it. <laughs> and then I'm also, and then I'm, t- and then I, I'm t- think, I was tired of the way that the. I, I also didn't like the visual like rhythms yeah. of the movie. It was uh, kind of, I like that too. It made me. It's it, pretty, that, it was, uh, that it was stuff unpleasant in a way that I found like irritatingly. It was that that way. The way that it looks, and and the kind of the kind of. Um, the sort of upfrontness of all of its thematics. Yeah. They're, they, that seems like, that seems pretty boring and blunt now. 
But in yeah. 2003, these are themes that nobody was talking about in the way that this is talking about them. And the way that it looks, that like weird piss yellow video. No, I know. Yeah. And that, blurs, and the, like the, lot of the, the shifting focus and stuff. Yes. Now that's everywhere. Right. Nothing looked like that back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like we watched The Outsider and like every fucking thing is out of focus on that <laughs> right. show. Well, at least they have a tripod on The Outsider. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is a lot of handheld too. Um, or like a lot early digital video and stuff. Uh, I, and I like some of that. I don't know. There's just, it was like too much of it. And it felt like there were some scene. I don't know, whatever. It's, it was, all, it's all signifiers for stuff that's boring now. Like yeah, yeah, making yeah. it, that, making it, using that to indicate how phantasmagorical it right. is. Now it's just like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. In 2003, this was like, oh, interesting, you know, right. way, way to do that. And it turned it turned off people then for exactly the opposite reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? This, uh, th- there's, like, I, I often, it depends on how you use that handheld shit. I kind of like the shifting focus, but the handheld stuff does get out of, out of, t- uh, out of whack sometimes, like that book. Like that book out of whack. And, uh, <laughs> that masterpiece but th- of but literary. This is, <laughs> best, best book I've ever read. Best 400 pages you've ever read. But this is, but this is like how to use it and how not to use it. Because mm-hmm. there's this, there's like some scenes where it's like following her, she's walking, or when some action's happening, that's what caused the camera to move around. There's a part in it where, spoiler alert, Jennifer Jason Lee, as if you're watching this movie and paying any attention, you, you know, know she's, she's going to get, get her head killed and her head cut off. Yeah. And basically she's walking into the bathroom, it's full of steam, and you know that, you know, what she's going to see when she goes in there, but it's like really bright and steamy, and she's opening these doors, and it was just like a the gimme. This sort of shot is a gimme. It's gonna look cool, but they're doing handheld, and for yeah. some reason, it's just going. Yeah, 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 yeah. wobbling all over and the you're place. Like, why? Even why can't it's disorienting just, for no just, apparent reason? Even if it is right. a handheld camera, hold that fucking camera still. What yeah, are you yeah. doing? Yeah, it's weird. That is my favorite scene because she finds she finds There's her sister's blood head everywhere. Crazy. There's blood everywhere. She finds her sister's head in a bag in the sink, and then she's just cradling yes. the head and weeping. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. That's wild. Um, but let's talk. And about- then Mark Ruffalo shows up. He's like, yeah, "Give me the bag. Give me the bag. Give me the bag." Me the- me the bag. Oh, this scene is amazing too. He's so New York. He got there. He got a head bag. He's like, "Look, <laughs> this girl that I kind of like, uh, you know, I kind of like this girl. She's got a, her sister's head in a bag, and uh, so she's going through a lot." So, anyways, this is. This- I'm just being him eternally. So, like, when he's dealing with her, <laughs> I wish he's, he's, he's I wish the, he'd said that. He's in the bathroom with her. He's like, "Give me that bag." All right. Uh, so, w- asks her a couple questions, and then at the end, he goes, "Now get the fuck out of here." <laughs> he says, "Get the fuck out of here," to her. She just gave him her sister's head in a bag. Well, when she's when she says, now "Get the fuck out of here," the, in a scene, oh. in the next oh. scene or something, when he's like, when he's like, "Did did you did you kill her?" He he also says he he goes did you kill her and he goes get her the fuck out of here get the fuck out of <laughs> here he gets very pissed it's like uh, he is like ultimately not the killer no he's but not but you're supposed to think he is for a lot of the movie because you find out way too late um, that oh by the way my partner who was my clearly, shitty partner who, who, was clear- who got her, who got uh, almost got kicked out the force and had his gun taken for, away for for beating up his wife and almost killing her yeah yeah that that seems also weird also too, he has the he same says, tattoo he says this story he's telling this story to her because he loved they, these these two partners love each other right? even yeah. though the one his his partner is a I mean, Mark Ruffalo's scummy. This guy is a An loathsome monster. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, and he's telling this story. He's like, and that's the point where he, where he nearly killed her. And then Nicole Kimmon goes, like, you it later on is talking about how she doesn't like this guy. And she goes, he nearly killed his wife. And, and then Mark Ruffalo goes, no, he didn't. <laughs> like, you're the one who said he did. You <laughs> said it. What do you? 
that guy shows up at the bar and is like, after Mark Ruffalo is like, I'll go down on you. I'll do I'll do all yeah, of it. Do whatever and then, you want. then the guy shows up and she says she makes some crack about that. And he's like, you told her that? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, yeah. Oh, and you're, like, you're like, what the fuck? Well, That's he, a pretty he, fucked up story. He told her that he likes having sex with fat chicks. That's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. That's right. He doesn't know he ladies. told her the whole story. But I, I have they, to assume. I have to assume he, that's true because she, and she also goes like, is it true? Do you like fat girls? And he goes, yeah, like fat chicks. Like, it's like a fucking problem. Well, they're also extremely homophobic. Oh, and yeah. At one point, she goes, like, are all cops homophobic? Because yeah, well, it comes is. up because he's like, why is your why is your partner have a squirt gun? Because yeah. he has shoots him with a squirt gun. He's like, well, it's a funny story, actually. I don't think he says it's a funny story, but he tells it he tells it in the way that like a guy might that you uh, yeah. someone might tell a funny story. I mean, here's the thing: he, he was fucking this fat girl, okay? And you're like, oh, where is this story going? And then it ends with that guy's wife being beat almost to death by yeah. him. And that's why he doesn't, and that's why he can't have a gun anymore. And then you're like, yeah, 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 cops. Are Cops are bad. <laughs> men are men are pigs. Cops are worse. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's the here's the classic line where Mark Ruffalo is making his pitch uh, to Nicole Kidman, which works by the way. Uh, you mean to Meg, Meg Ryan? Ryan. Uh, sorry, yes. to Daniel Stern. <laughs> Should have been Nicole Kidman. Uh, who, was it Randy Quaid? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Randy Quaid, I could I could be whatever you want me to be. You want me to romance you and take you to a classy restaurant? No problem. You want me to be your best friend and fuck you, treat you good, lick your pussy? No problem. The only thing I won't do is beat you up. And she's like, "Well, this guy is the best." Yeah. And at one point, he says that he had in, in, during this date that they're on before the partner shows up. He says that he has f blank hands. The slur. Oh yeah. He's like, "I got hands." And she yeah, goes, "This guy's great." Yeah. Right. She she does seem to be amused slightly by his homophobia. But two thousand three. Yeah. What a god awful year. I think she more. I think she more is just like Jesus Christ. This guy's a real piece of work. This guy's a know? real piece of work. No, but she but she wants him. No, she, she wants, wants him. Yeah, she him. wants to fuck him. Yeah. I mean, this we movie get that, we get, we, get, we got to talk about that sex this scene. Movie is very, this movie is very horny. We have to keep it's very horny. It's so graphic. Like we've done horny movies on this movie on this like, podcast. Before. This is more than unfaithful horny for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah, and that was and I think that's pretty probably, horny. That's, that's probably horny. that's probably the horniest movie. It's among we've done. the horniest. Yeah, yeah I'm looking yeah. at the I wall mean, over the here. Bar, the Barkin is the character. Barkin character in some of those movies is very horny. Big Easy wasn't as horny as this. That scene was. Big Easy's Big Easy's horny in a nice way, and this is horny in a way that. It's like fuck, yeah. gotta fuck. Maybe it. wild it's kinda, things. It's kind of icky and sweaty, but, yeah. but it's very graphic too. Like the scene where when he finally like when he finally has sex with her, he's she's like she like takes her top off and it's Meg Ryan and he's just lying there naked on the bed. So you see his dick, and then she's got her panties on. And he's like take those off. Yeah, she's like no, and then he's like and he like pulls her top. <laughs> and you're like God. Then he puts her down on the bed, starts eating her asshole. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> Well, I mean, he eats her out from behind. We don't know exactly we don't where, know what where he's, where he's doing targeting. Yeah, Come on. <laughs> I like to think he's eating This movie had a fucking extreme close-up blowjob. Of course he eats this ass. This movie is a millennial. Well, I'm not saying, movie he, is I'm a not saying he's not. I think he's doing both, though. Yeah. He's eating avocado I think he's, toast I think off he's of back, I, think he's, I think he's back there doing, doing, doing whatever everything. he wants. Because, like, right after, <laughs> that, right after that scene, she goes, how did you do that to me? Yeah. Like, she literally, and you're like, well, he was doing, he was doing a bunch of stuff. He goes, she goes, somebody taught you. And then he tells this story about how he was delivering fucking chicken to some woman because he worked at a butcher and you know, he's a teenager and he was a virgin and she's like hey why don't you come in here and fuck me and so he, this old lady like teaches him how to fuck it's one like afternoon. a 90 year old yeah. she's and like he goes, she was a real woman got a bush from here to here, to here, to here. he like holds out his hands it's like a foot and a half yeah. They're like that is a very big bush Jesus Christ yeah. my god I mean clearly he's respectful and tender <laughs> and sensitive 
<laughs> yes. Well, he's good at eating pussy at any rate. She's like, you look in a slow circle and uh, blah, blah, blah. And then he fucks her. This scene, like, just, it's like no, cause, 10 minutes. Because she, she, like, because like, he, he goes, her again, he goes yeah. down minutes. on her. He goes down on her. She goes, how'd you do that to me? He tells a long story that's very much They're naked this whole time. Dan, Dan, and Don Draper about being in a whorehouse. Yeah, all this clit talk and stuff. And then he, and then, and then he, after he tells that story, then they have sex. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's, yeah. It's, that is real horny. It's dirty. <laughs> and it's earlier, dirty. earlier in the movie, she saw there was extreme close-ups of a blowjob. That's right. It's great. <laughs> and at this point, uh, I mean, like, the mystery is really a back, like, sort of in the background of a lot of this. Right. There is the part where they find the dead body in the washing machine, which is pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, and then at this point, Jennifer Jason Lee has to go. I mean, yeah. it's got to happen, and and she Kevin basically Bacon, knows it. And it, uh, Kevin Bacon before that, Kevin Bacon is just at Meg Ryan's house yes. when she comes home, and this is like Meg Ryan's performance. I don't know that she's not acting a lot. It's like it's like she's trying to keep it in some because yeah. even in this scene, she kind of is like underreacting to him being there. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, how you, how's it going?" Yeah. And he's and she he's not supposed to be at her apartment, and she's kind of like, uh, "Hey, this is." It, more, you're like, "Why well, are you just inconvenienced? You should be fucking <laughs> freaked out by this guy. You he was he was gonna kill you on the street a few scenes yeah. ago." Uh, me, but, I think it, but I think also it he's always like, like, like a piece of the phantasmagoria like keeps you yeah, yeah. Dis- disoriented from from it but yeah it's like a totally unnatural response that you'd be kind of like mm. I don't mean I mean and I like a lot of the I actually like a lot of this movie isolated yeah like I think from each other on as paper a, for you as it a works. whole it kind of doesn't like all come together for me yeah ultimately uh, and I think I do think that the ice skating uh, sequences are hilarious though <laughs> yeah because it's I like what I'll is post that on Instagram it's like, what it's is quite happening something. here and then the scene where the where it like where when it when it turns ugly and the, the guy like ice skates over her legs and yeah. they get like chopped apart and it's like a cartoon and then he's going at her it's head like an itchy and, and scratchy cartoon it seriously is it's really funny <laughs> and she has that fantasy when she's bottoming out after her sister dies and right. it's a great bottoming out scene and sometimes this happens in movies when people are bottoming out and if you bottom out if you Either one of you guys ever hits rock bottom. Do it. You better keep that fucking fridge door open, baby. <laughs> and like lean up against the open fridge. Nothing sim- sig- symbolizes being fucking at the end of your rope. I love it. I love it because oh, I'm not I'm, even going to close that fridge. I know I'm wasting I'm gonna, electricity. I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to when I bottom out, I'm going to go like lean in front of the open fridge and then shave my head oh, yeah. and, and trim my beard. Oh no. Like shave my beard off. There's going to be so much hair in that fridge. That's just because well, that's that's another thing that dudes always do when like they're hitting bottom it's like all right i better fucking shave my head now. yeah <laughs> i love i love the um yeah richie tenenbaum or like in season two of 24 jack bauer's got a beard and he kills and he comes back and like kills into a- service kills a dude cuts his head off and then he shaves his beard off uh, back to work yeah. the, the fridge thing though is a funny trope because what are those people doing in there because and they're usually drunk but it's they're not cool drunk they're here, not drunk boy. on beer or whatever they're just it's like they're cle- the, these people are clearly like whiskey drunk or like yeah. or like gallons and gallons of wine drunk and you know that's not from like they're just in the fridge i like to, to think they're just all like so that, that drunk point where they're like i'm gonna f- i'm so fucking hungry i'm gonna fix myself some food and then they all just are like oh, this is <laughs> too hard to make food or get anything from the fridge i'm gonna pass here. out here i don't care how much the electric bill is gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be through the roof that, fr- that fridge, that fridge motor is gonna break it's gonna break yeah it's gonna burn. Goes out. through a fridge motor every six months. That guy. <laughs> I hope it does she's break. A, I'll eat all that food so it doesn't go bad. She's got a little. It's a classic uh, thing with New Yorkers, though. She's got a little fridge on top of the little big fridge. <laughs> <laughs> big, big fridge, little fridge. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, 
yeah. Anyways, so yeah. Uh, so that so she's bottoming out, and then this is the point when uh, the student when, shows up, who's like the kind of the, this is kind of the weak. I don't know. I feel like this. What do you guys think? It's of the pretty student dumb. Stuff? The f- student stuff seemed like the weakest stuff to me because it's. I don't know. I'm. I'm not entirely sure what it's trying to say, but it does also has like this whole the red ha- him being the red herring is like yeah. the most obvious not him because he like is like I'm into John Wayne Gacy and he writes like a pa- a yeah. term paper that ends up at the in the cops' hands that's like a term paper he wrote on John Wayne Gacy about how that, John Wayne Gacy's innocent and how and it's got his it's got blood all over it yeah. and you're like well, well he didn't do it and then but then he shows up and there's like a little bit where he'd like been beat up by the cop but not Mark Ruffalo or maybe Mark cop. Ruffalo the other cop I think no the other the killer cop was it the he, guy, was he the one who beat who yeah beat the he's the guy who turns yeah. out to be the killer right this uh, this student character is also like uh, emblematic of a thing that, that uh, I, I read this tweet I don't know I don't know who's I read this tweet get it, get it, strap in I mean, boys strap in yeah but no, it, no, it, buckle it, up it was a it was a person who was just basically saying white people should not write black characters as black just don't do it mm. don't write it the, the way that you think black people talk and right. the, and this is a cl- classic example of it and he's like. He's got bitch vision and all this other yeah. stuff. It's just like write him, just write the character and let the actor perform. Yeah, it's it not the, the most successful wants. thing. Yeah, no. it's not horrifying. It's or pretty anything, but it's just sort of like this is. Dumb. It's he's in like three scenes or something, and it's very much like just like. Oh yeah, this guy. Like he shows up towards the end of the movie, and you've kind of had forgotten about this guy. Yeah. Like when they when they you see his John Wayne Gacy paper, you're like, well, he didn't do it. Yeah. Because why would this is because what kind of movie that would, would that been, be? That would <laughs> been a, well, uh, we watched a movie earlier on that was one of the dumbest twists imaginable. So anything's possible. The but I, but that, I think that twist in that movie was like uh, was like you you didn't expect that twist whereas yeah. you're like what if it's the guy who wrote the paper right. about John Wayne Gacy being innocent and it's covered in <laughs> it's blood covered in blood oh he's probably not him it's kind of cool to me like what this movie is and isn't interested in from moment to moment like it pays a lot of attention to the men that are revolving around her and how they behave not just to her but with each other but for a serial killer movie, there is zero discussion of forensics. There is no right. evidence stuff. It's not that kind of thriller. No, the movie's not interested in that. Yeah, and it's it's not even that kind of erotic thriller. Like even a movie like Basic Instinct is like, well, we got the evidence to find. You know, like it's not doing any of that stuff. It's it's totally existing in this in this weird level of it's very literary. I mean, it's based on a novel, so mm-hmm. you know, and like all the poetry stuff, and it's like all kind of yeah. in her headspace. And it's uh, that that doesn't work sometimes. Like with this character, it seems very like tin-eared. The movie is a lot to take at some points. <laughs> sure. That's a, that's a way of putting it that probably makes me sound like an <laughs> asshole. But like the stuff, like the poetry on the subway, or like all the dialogue that she has with her sister, it's a little bit. She like, calls her sister a poet of love at one point. Yeah, when her sister tells her about how she has a restraining order against her. It's very purple, you know, like Florida. Oh boy. I mean, it's it's rare. So much, yeah. so much clit talk too. Yeah, clit you know, this, clit that. And and, and, and yeah, and, and I think I think this this probably is not going to sound good. But oh I'm gonna, boy, I'm going to say anyway. I just I just <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it makes me sound stupid. Uh, but I think that that is this sort of 2003 like overtly feminist text version of trying to be confrontational. I think so. Yeah, I mean, this is a confrontational movie. Absolutely. Um, and it's Jane I, Campion. I, I, again, I think it sounds tinnered and silly now. At the time, it probably felt very transgressive. No, yeah. I, 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 that's yeah, that's absolutely what it's trying to do. Yeah, yeah, uh, what it's doing. Yeah. It spells it out. I mean, there's the part when that when that the student character is talking about Wayne, John Wayne Gacy, and he says, "I think John Wayne Gacy was a victim of desire." You're right, and that's though I think the whole thesis of the movies: women yeah, are yeah. victims of desire. 
by being attracted to scary, shitty murder, men, shitty murderers, and men. having, I mean, not having a ton of choices yeah. besides There's, scary, shitty. There, men. there are no non-scary, shitty men in this movie. Oh, no. Not a single one. Like, no, 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 no. I mean, I guess you count Patrice O'Neill. He's nice. he's very nice. He's nice, but he, yeah, but he's coded he is, as maybe he's gay. He's coded as, as extremely gay. Yeah, so, and, like, and therefore, like, so therefore not a threat to her. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So basically, uh, the the partner is the killer. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out, the shitty partner and they is the fi- killer. And they find this out too late, like because at this point she really has like <laughs> come to the conclusion, oh, not that much evidence that Mark Ruff- Ruffalo. So is she the handcuffs killer. him to the radio. Handcuffs in her him to the radio. Fucks him again. And this is the part when uh, when John when he gets to t- say the, utter the titular line. He's yeah, I like it in the cut. I like yeah. it in the cut. I like it in the fucking cut. Oh. oh. <laughs> and he's like he gets real. He like she fucks him and he's and he's handcuffed to this pole. This is pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, because he's like willing to. He's like, yeah, okay, oh, okay, we yeah. Do handcuff against the pole? Sure. Oh, you're having sex would be great. And then he finishes, and she like sits on the bed, and he's like, all right, uh, okay, uh, uncuff me, uncuff me, uncuff. Oh, get this fucking thing off me! Yeah! <laughs> he has he has some real problems. He with melts, it right he melts away. down. Yeah, he does not like that. Uh, really but she's going through his coat, and she finds this little baby carriage thing that was on her, uh, like. What, what like her bracelet, her charm bracelet, her, charm bracelet, her sister gave her, and fantasy. she missed that part, and yeah. and like so she thinks she immediately goes like, oh no, you're the guy who who attacked me in the alleyway earlier. That's right. We forgot to mention that she gets assaulted in, right. uh, in the street and, on the way back from the bar. Right, that night. which is all again to like go like to point, and it's all pointing towards. It's generally tr- pointing towards Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. sort of go, but then obviously like yeah. Well, the other, obviously it's not going to be him. So yeah. the other cop is there, and she's like runs out of the apartment hysterically. The other cop who's a real piece of shit. And uh, and she and he's like, what? What's going on? And she's like, he's the killer. And he's like, well, get in my car, get in my car, quick! I'm not the killer for sure. Yeah, this and is a pretty I mean, she, pretty quick. She has she Mark Ruffalo's coat, so and yeah. you and you know because she pulled his gun out of there earlier. That she has a gun, yeah. so like you know, so you kind of know. Okay, well, she has a gun, so that's going to. And this come is when she finally this, spots that this guy also also has, has the three tattoo, of spades tattoo. tattoo and while, like, while they're drinking, yeah, we have solved our first case together. We got these tattoos. What are you gonna do? Bing bang. But boom. that's not until let's go to the lighthouse. She doesn't. Does she see that before they get to the lighthouse, or not until they get to the lighthouse? Because her getting into this car was very, and it's very much in keeping. It out at the it's very much in keeping with the way this movie operates, which is that like this lady's just gonna do stuff, yeah, or like a Alice in Wonderland thing. Yeah, you she goes go with strange men. But you're, kind of, you're sort of like it's big bad wolf. You're sort of like don't. Go get to find a different cop yeah. or whatever. As like don't as, like yeah. this guy's like, whoa, what's going on? Get in my car. And she's like, okay. And you're like, okay, you're hysterical and maybe drunk or whatever. She's but definitely like, also, drunk at this point. But yeah. also, maybe maybe don't, maybe don't do that. Right. Yeah. Like and I don't so I don't. But he you know, takes her to this weird lighthouse. That's towards the end under, of the movie. This extremely phallic you ever, lighthouse. You ever been to the yeah. lighthouse? No, but I teach the lighthouse in class. Yeah. Yeah. How many and, and women? Have, how many women have to die for it to be interesting? No, but lighthouses are phallic imagery that play throughout this movie yeah. because it's pretentious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and he t- gets to this lighthouse, kind of locks her in, and then she spots the tattoo and is immediately like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he's like, "Oh, you noticed that I'm the killer? Huh? Well, uh, why don't you get married to me?" There's His, some very like, beautiful shots card. of like the rain yeah. falling. Yeah, there. I, think like, some, I think I think it's a bad looking movie often, and then also every once in a while is like, "This is a beautiful looking movie." Sometimes the it's like a beautiful looking movie for me, buried in like a thing that is kind of like has been yeah. shat on or something <laughs> sometimes the red yeah, black know, and piss yellow color palette really comes through it works i think really well, i think that the opening credit sequence is like really gorgeously filmed it's like oh this is really and then like kind of, i don't know anyway it doesn't it, it's like that's why it kind of doesn't work for me is because mm-hmm. everyone's like there it is there's a oh, right uh, yeah you left yeah it's gone <laughs> now it's gone now it's a shaky now it's a shaky close-up of this guy's Man, fucking shitty tattoo do they have a big fight <laughs> on the lighthouse now and then yeah she, shoots, she him. shoots him and then she goes back to her apartment 
Mark Ruffalo's Mark still, Ruffalo's still chained to the radiator. I like the shit at the end too, where she, yeah. after she shoots him, and then it's just her on the free on the she like covered freeway, in like blood. covered in blood. Going, it's cool. Like, trying to get her. Yeah. Like, eh, eh. I cool. think she has. She's holding the gun too. Yeah. I like I like that shit. Like uh, you know, and she go, yeah. she goes back to him, and he's still there, and they're like he's he's together. Like asleep. He's like well, he's like busted a, a water pipe trying to get yeah. out, and there's water all over the floor, and he's like <laughs> laying on the floor. He like got it so he could lay down, and he's like, I guess this is what I'm gonna do is lay next to this radiator and just fucking die. And she goes and <laughs> she goes and lays on him. The end. The end. Yeah. Which is like that's the basic instinct ending of this movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is like, oh, I guess they have a future somehow. He's, you know, yeah, better, or something. He's better I mean, than those other guys, right? I mean, yes. in, in in the, I guess in basic instinct, you're like, I guess they have a future somehow, and she murdered those people, right? <laughs> but like in in this one, you're like, nope, none of these people are murderers, but they, I, I don't think they should be together either, probably. Yeah. But, but maybe, yeah, maybe they're perfect. Just be drunk most maybe of the they're time. perfect for each other. I don't right. know. You know, I is, don't know. Is it is it is it a, is she making a trade? Is she turning something in right? to be with this guy, or is it what she know. wants? You know, yeah, it's, it's public servants got to stick together. I just watched uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf last night for the first time. Oh yeah, and it's just speaking of couples that where you're like, are these people? These people definitely shouldn't be together. And then right. in the movie, you're like, oh, actually, I think these people. I don't think these people can be with anybody else. <laughs> right? They these certainly... people certainly shouldn't be allowed to be around anybody else. Right? Queen anyway. of the harpies. You're the queen, queen of the harpies. Here's your crown, your majesty. But, uh, <laughs> but this this movie is this movie isn't quite is not the same. But it's like the similar, you know, that kind of couple where you're like, uh, well, but it. but also but also yeah no actually you guys yeah no, you did guys you ever see together. Boom? No, I've you not, should you should watch that right. if you like Virginia Woolf. It's like uh, yeah, it's like the great. campy version of Virginia Woolf. Okay. It's, it's pretty cool. I like it. It's really funny. Cool, but uh, but anyway, that just reminded me of that it was like that, that was a couple a couple where you're like yeah yeah. You guys are gonna, you guys are gonna be awful to be around. Yeah. But like, uh, maybe you're the only people that should be around each other. Maybe you're meant for each other. Yeah. You got any more quotes? Uh, well, I mean, there's a <laughs> lot. There's, of there's a part when he calls her, when he calls her up, and this is after they've had sex. Little and, Miss Muffin. And, and it's pretty well established that he in, that she enjoys the the sex that he does, and uh, and she, so they're talking on the phone, and he starts immediately like sex talking her while he's like doing, he's going about his work, and he's like, uh, inside your panties, that pussy that I like. When you slip your middle finger in deep, it's soaking wet. And she starts like masturbating. And then this only goes on for like a minute. And then he's like, gotta go. <laughs> he hangs up. <laughs> okay, gotta go. Okay, he, gotta go. He does say gotta go. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, there's another. There's a scene where Jennifer, Jennifer Jason Lee uh, says a thing that is awesome. Like, I get the point. Uh, but okay, here's here's the line, and she goes, "I can remember every guy I ever fucked mm-hmm. by the way he wanted to fuck me, not by the way I wanted to get fucked." And you're like, "I get the point, but yeah, that's how you would remember a person. <laughs> Why would you remember him by you? You remember him by them." Yeah, that's a big. But I get the point. Know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, ratings. Oh, four Juds. Wow, nice. I love this movie. It's so weird. It's like um, I've I've tend I have this problem where I tend to value idiosyncrasy above a, a lot of other things. I and noticed this that. Has it in spades? No. <laughs> yeah. Right. You? No. Uh, what? I, I love how it looks. I love how it sounds and feels. I think that it, it is just uh, very all of a piece. It's great. And one of the, one of the one of the best like weirdo auteurist examples of like an overtly political text. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, five Douglases. Yay! <laughs> I so the, much talk. It's our first if, five Douglas in a long time. If it's not five across the board, I'll, I was good. I was, I was like, if these guys aren't five, I'll be like, what part of this movie isn't five Douglas? I was, I was flirting with four, but then discussing it, I was just like, yeah, I mean, everything about it is dirty and sleazy and horny and hot. And <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that it's like not 
I mean, I would not call this movie necessarily sex positive, but I love how like it's not about like ooh, look at their weird kinky sex. Like it doesn't ever do that shit. Like what Mercy did. But you know what right. I mean? You it's, know what I mean? It's not sex negative. No, no, either. no. That's it's not like, what I'm saying. It's yeah. Because like, nobody in this is getting is like getting having sex and then getting murdered immediately. I right, right. Think. But it's like the no the movie the movie is like sex is hot and that's why women right. want to do it and that's why it's scary. Yeah, and it's not because right. it's so hot. It's also but it's not good. Sex is good. It's yeah, also not that's doing why it's, so a, scary. it's not doing the erotic thriller thing where like the sex and the murder is the same act. Yes, you right. know what I mean. It's right. not pulling. It's not putting. It's putting those two things together, but not in that way. Um, and uh, yeah, blowjobs, all kinds of, all manner of filthy talk, <laughs> uh, and, and, and sex invective, let's call it. Uh, yeah, five Douglas is easy. Uh, b- uh, 10 Douglases, really. I mean, it's very, it's very dirty. Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 headbags. He- oh, a headbag. <laughs> yeah, those are chock full of heady goodness. Those are full of heady goodness. <laughs> not going to do the accent. Uh, no, don't, don't do it. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give it three and a half Judds. Uh, yeah, this movie, there is stuff that irritates me. But this is the second time I've seen it. I liked it more the second time. Uh, I just think it's neat. Uh, it's There's no movies like this. Nope. <laughs> I really like Mark Ruffalo in it. Um, Hot piece of shit, Mark Ruffalo. Filled with, filled with sex and gore. It's really swinging at the fences. I like it. Uh, five motherfucking Douglases. There is an actual blowjob in this that you see in mm. extreme close-up. Uh... Uh, I mean, my God, this movie has. Se- I mean, my God, this movie I has mean, oh sense, sense of cock. <laughs> in it spades, does. it does. In three of spades, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it. Yeah, two three of spade uh, tattoos. All right. Uh, I'm. You know, I was flirting with two and a half and three. I'm going three because yeah. you know, I'm kind of. I'm kind of like liking it, but I think. I, I think ultimately, that. I don't like. I kind of don't like this movie. Still, That's okay. I'm kind of like eh, and it's not. So it's like that kind of thing where I'm like, I see what you're doing. Right. I get it. You're doing all the things. Psst, I don't like, don't it. like it, but I don't that like, but totally I don't, fair. but I don't like it. Yeah, like I'm like, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I don't enjoy looking at this thing, right. but I get it. I'm not, I feel like, this, I feel like if that, the movie does have like a central flaw where like, I think sometimes it's too absorbed in what it's doing to do it. Right. That That's, and that's because that, kind of, I'm like, eh, you're not doing, it's like that. We've run into this in other movies in much worse. It's in much worse than other movies where it's like the thriller is combating with mm-hmm. a different kind of movie and I felt like that was going on here a little where they neither of the movies that they're they're trying to do kind of I feel like are as successful it, it happens as it would be as they maybe would be separately it happens like, even but, more now in a in a sort of artistic climate that really tends to value that kind of representation yeah but the, with movies that are much less formally alienating right but now you have all these movies that are like horror trope T- uh, tied in with representational ideas equals movie. And it's oh, like, well, yeah. And it's like, well, you forgot to actually like tell an interesting story in an interesting way. You just made like a generic horror movie about like lady vampires. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, or like or like how every movie is like, it's not a horror movie, it's about grief. And you're right. like, you're but like, also but make also a horror make movie. A horror yeah, yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do that. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. So yeah, this, yeah. Th- yeah. But, and, th- and this is like a version of that from 20 years ago, so it's like a whole other thing. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and it is, yeah, and it is, it is like ugly and alienating and sometimes beautiful 
beautiful and weird. And yeah. so it's hard to like, it's, so it's, it's very hard to like, but it's also kind of hard not to like, it's kind of hard right. to be, it's hard to ignore yeah, for sure. Well, there in, you go. in a way like flesh and bone, you also have to like choose to tune into its wavelength. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And flesh and bone is like these tropes that I'm like, I'm a sucker for those. Right, right. Sign me up. And this one was like, not so much. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even like the, like, I don't even particularly like the Paul Greengrass shaky cam. Oh, movies. No, you right. know what Jesus I mean? Christ. So it's like, so like, the king of what am I well, looking I'm at? Well, I'm just saying so, <laughs> uh, but and five uh, five Douglases. I already Fuck said. Yeah. I already said earlier because three of fives because of it. all how dirty it is and uh, ten out of ten, ten out of ten downstairs blowjobs. Yeah, I mean, come on, we're at, this is the first. This is like uh, it's like yeah, boy oh boy, it's just it's, <laughs> just, it's porn for uh, one and a half seconds. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> great. <laughs> um, well, that's it. That's uh, that was yeah. a long one. That's the Ryan game. That's a long one. Uh, so there you get you get what well, you, pay you know for. three good movies. We don't usually get three good movies that's that true. are that are good in different ways and very interesting for different reasons. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was worth that was worth uh, the experiment. That's good. Uh, and uh, ne- what are we doing next? Next time? week we're gonna do. What did we decide we were next gonna time? call it? Uh, we have a bunch <laughs> of options. Wait, what was the one I liked? Oh, fuck, I've. Oh God! Well, it was it's Christopher like, Lambert. It's going to be three Christopher Lambert films. Fuck! Why didn't we, we? These are texted to each other, so now we're both like scrolling through our texts like a bunch. <laughs> we of text assholes. to each other way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! This wasn't that long oh, ago. That uh, we were... uh, Lamborghini is my favorite. That was your favorite? <laughs> yeah. Come on. What? What's the other one? I don't know. There's a thousand of them. Uh, Lambasted Silence of the Lambers. Yeah. Silence of the Lambers was my favorite. Lambering all. Lamborghini made me laugh out loud. On That's the Lambert. That's on. Lambert with us. Yeah. Lambearable. Lambearable. Eh. We'll figure out something. Silence of the Lambers is a close second. But it's anyway. It's we're gonna be doing yeah. night moves, which I can't wait for you guys to watch this fucking <laughs> stupid movie. <laughs> Uh, Resurrection from 1999, which I believe reunites him with Russell Mulcahy from Highlander. Ooh. Not sure about. Oh, not please. sure about that. Please, please, please. Not sure about that. Fingers uh, crossed. And the Road Killers, which I actually already watched because I needed to give you guys a DVD this morning, uh, which is weird. I've seen it. All right. uh, I have not seen any of these. So it's I'm, weird. I'm excited. This will be this will be a decided change of pace from this episode. Yeah. Because it'll be three Christopher Lambert movies. So yeah. It'll that be are not so. good. Lambert with us, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Buy uh, stuff. Rate yeah. stuff. Review stuff. All yeah. That. Do the get on the Patreon. Get on the Patreon. Five stars. Pa- f- we Patreon. Got we got thirty-eight patrons a, at this point. That shit's crazy. We got a whole bunch of episodes. We got some good ones. I got a funny up. story about Patreon. I'll tell you guys off the air because I don't right. want anybody to know about it. Oh boy. Ooh. All right, well, on on that note, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye.